last time on Masks of the Arthur Recap. A few days after the inexplicable sinking of the sound wave, the survivors are staying at the Harbour Masters while an investigation takes place. With the wreck in the bay, the port has been forced to close. In the afternoon, the group will scour the beach for any lost belongings. Until then, Father Eduardo will meet a pilot for further transport, and the others will meet Robert McKenzie, who is the expert in the archaeological ruins in the desert. Eduardo meets Hugo Dawson at the aerodrome near the pilot's enthusiast's runway to arrange passage to Darwin in the next few days. Meanwhile, Mitch and Matteo meet Robert McKenzie as they arrive. But as they arrive, Matteo spots Chai T, our intrepid friend from the Sahara Desert. She is very happy to see us. She also wants to see Mackenzie, but he won't see her since she lacks an appointment. So Matteo invites her in. Kat takes some time for some TLC and visits the hotel for a meal and a drink, but also to meet Jack Cady, who seems to know far more than he should, like that Kat is a wizard and that the Vanderbilts were not on the boat to Egypt. It turns out he used to be part of the cult of the bloody tongue. Cue the Helvetica scenario. But he wants out and wants to fight against them. She and Walter are nervous to trust him, understandably so. Back at Mackenzie's house, they learn the exact location of the ruins and monoliths, and also the peculiarity that the ancient civilization of Australia was stuck in the Stone Age and showed no technological advances, uh, unlike other parts of the world. The ancient city, however, that was discovered appears to predate this society. We all reconvene back at the Harbour Masters to pass on what we've learnt, and we are all very concerned by the cultists who approached Cat. We agree to lightly interrogate him tomorrow. For now, we will explore the beach for any lost belongings. Recapture! Chai, Mitch and Matteo head to the beach to search for any lost belongings. Mitch finds a shotgun with a ceremonial gold headdress wrapped around it. Chai finds a clay jar full of dust and a picture of Cat's children. And Matteo discovers Felix's and Antoine's magic cane. They also find Eduardo's wet, sodden clothes, Felix's writing case and research notes, and the scrying stained glass mirror. At the hotel, Hugo is at the bar and spots Father Eduardo and Cat. He puts two and two together and now knows who he's actually working for uh, to take to Darwin. We ask him if he can get a plane to take us to the desert for the expedition, which will need some arrangement, but he can do this for us. Eduardo and Kat head up to Jack's room, who attempts to convince them he is not part of the cult anymore. Kat is not buying it, but Eduardo suggests he reveals some of his knowledge to help trust him. He says the Clive expedition, led by the Penhue Foundation, succeeded in their goal in Egypt, and now all the cult's pieces of the puzzles are in place, and that going to Egypt is critical to stopping the cult. We trust in Jack and invite him to join us for his protection. While this was going on, Hugo has organised a cargo plane to be ready for him in Darwin so he can fly it back when he takes us there in a few days. Kat invites Hugo to meet the rest of the team at the beach. Eduardo introduces them without hinting too heavily they are an ex-cultist or that they are researching a deadly gang trying to kill us. Eduardo leaves to finish a memorial service while everyone continues to search the beach, finding Felix's sickle and ank and Antoine's lunar scepter and the cultist Maleficarum, and life as a god. Mitch discovers a locked metal box, the safe with many valuables and weapons, and also Liza's crook and ank. 
Mateo finds the Kathat Aquadingham and Kat places it in her bag with the Necronomicon in it. Hugo discovers another book and pockets it without thinking. When he, we head to the harbour master, Jack sees the headdress Mitch found and Jack shrieks and warns us not to put it on. Once he calms down, we arrange for Mateo and Chai to go to Darwin while the rest of us make plans for the desert expedition. We all have an early night and go to sleep. Except for Hugo, who begins to read the book he withheld from us. And Kat looks at the Cathat Aquadingham and wonders how it got here, given that Hastur stole it from Liza in London. She decides not to read it. Recap! After a very disappointing breakfast, Kat announces that she needs to return home. She is too distraught, stressed, and has seen too much and feels she is a risk to the party and has arranged for a replacement. She will leave Walter with us and continue to fund our operation. She leaves some books and tomes with Matteo to distribute as he sees fit and helps decipher a few of the songs for Mitch. Everyone then attends the memorial for the departed from the boat explosion in the harbour, except for Jack, who thinks it might be disrespectful if he did, but Kat convinces him it will be okay. Father Eduardo leads a memorial for their friends and those lost at sea. It is a good sermon and allows people to say goodbye to their loved ones. Before she leaves, Kat gives Chai a set of anks and crooks. She then steps through her wardrobe and vanishes. At night, Hugo continues reading his new book, and Chai starts on the cultist Malificarum. In the morning, we wake to a miserable wet day and Rebecca Corley, a reporter who has been trying to follow us and report stories about what we've been doing. Walter has invited her to join us because he felt it was one of those keep your enemies closer scenarios. She is aware of our goal to shut down bad groups of people and her skills as an investigator will surely come in handy. We send Hugo, Chai and Matteo on their way to Darwin and the rest of us begin planning our expedition with Robert McKenzie. We pick Joanna Spring as the landing zone and from there we drive 200 miles to the ruins but we need to acquire our equipment from Concudgery. Jack knows the shop owner in Concudgery and knows that he is a cultist, so we decide to send Mitch and Rebecca to Concudgery as they are not very well known to the cultist, and we also give them a false story about where we're going should they ask. Meanwhile, Hugo, Matteo and Chai board the passenger plane, and Hugo's co-pilot, Raymond, seems to be a bit more experienced at starting the engine, but Hugo eventually takes off and they make their way towards Derby, where they'll refuel. During the flight, Matteo meditates, and Chai continues reading her book. Recap! On the second attempt, Hugo lands the plane in Derby for a pit stop and refueling. And again, on the second attempt, takes off, but he appears to be flying in the wrong direction. Where will they end up? No one knows. Back in Port Hedland, Mitch and Rebecca board a train, only to learn it moves at five miles an hour. So they disembark. They think about taking a truck, but then they ask themselves, where does Concudgery get its supplies from? And they figure it would be here in Port Hedland, so they decide to inquire with the harbour master instead about getting supplies. Walter, Eduardo and Jack are planning their route to the ruins and realise they need more trucks than expected, and therefore more fuel and drivers. They decide to consult with Robert McKenzie for his advice. Back in the sky, Hugo is worried why he hasn't seen Darwin yet, only to discover he's travelling southeast. He corrects his course 
but they do not have enough fuel to reach Darwin and cannot see any landmarks nearby and is not able to get anyone on the radio. They decide to look out the windows for any homesteads in the hope of finding some fuel, while Matteo meditates in the hope of spiritual guidance. He finds himself with the searing llama on the steps of his castle. Follow the red light through the fog. Matteo repeats this message to Hugo. As they follow it, they all feel a bit dreary and almost sleepy. And as they shake off the feeling, they are coming into land amongst a snowy plain, flanked by snowy valley and mountains and a palace. People carrying torches from the nearby village come to greet them with alpaca ponchos to keep them warm. No one speaks the local language, but they are all led to the village. They are given food and rooms to sleep. Despite not knowing where they are, everyone is calm and apparently not bothered about the whole situation. Back in the real world, with Robert McKenzie's advice, we figure out how many trucks and food to take with us. And also, he advises that we set up a series of base camps so it becomes easier to get more supplies in. We notice we haven't heard from Hugo and company yet. So Walker telephones the hotel where they were due to stay, but he confirms they never arrived. Given how late it is, we can't do anything for them now and hope we hear something from them in the morning. Before we all go to bed, Jack talks with Walter and lets on that he knows that the ruins are crawling with cultists and that the Carlisle Expedition psychiatrist is leading the group. They agree to get more guns and to be more sneaky when we get there. Now, hopefully, we won't bumble into an obvious trap, assuming the others find their way out of Shangri-La. Welcome back to Masks of Nyarlathotep. <laughs> Where last we left our intrepid heroes and Nido. Hey. Uh, most of the gang were in Port Headland planning for an expedition into the desert. It's going to be an exciting expedition using planes to fly them out to a location in the desert from where they can then uh, travel to the dig site near the Bunga Nabini well. However, their newly hired pilot 
Mateo and Chai T have gone to Shangri-La in deepest, darkest Tibet. It was a very good flight. Please tip your waitresses. They are currently staying under the protection of the Searing Lama, a mysterious guru of Mateus, who also apparently is a super magic wizard man. And, you know, they live in the fictional city of Shangri-La, so it's bound to be somewhat magical. It can't be that that fictional. We're in it. (laughs) Yes, to the rest of the world, however, it's a magical place of nirvana and zen that one seeks to find but knows truly doesn't exist. Hey, as far as the rest of the world is concerned, Ulfa is fictional, and some people have been there still, so... Well, you know, it's a state of mind. <laughs> we shall first join our companions in Port Headland. Ooh. Rebecca. Hi. Mitch. Jack. And Father Eduardo. Uh, Mitch and Jack are off at some sort of supply warehouse collecting things that uh, your... Uh, Survival expert Robert McKenzie has suggested you order food, water canteens, camping stoves. So they've gone out with Robert McKenzie. He's mostly taking the two young men with him to carry all the heavy shit. Because, you know, he ain't carrying all this shit. This is why you have young, strapping gentlemen to help carry stuff. Yep, couldn't agree more. Which has left the elderly Father Eduardo in his 178th year of serving the Lord. <laughs> I'm looking good for 178. You don't look a day over 100. You're not 80 of your appearance. <laughs> okay, I am negative 20. Oh, terrifying. And uh, the young, beautiful Rebecca Corley, you are still in the Harbour Masters building. You're still sort of using it as your headquarters and hotel um, mainly because Walter Vanderbilt has paid a fuck ton of money to make this happen. Uh, Walter is currently sitting in the room he's uh, taken over as his office. Uh, but he has asked to see you, Eduardo and Rebecca. I'll go to see Walter. Yep. He looks up. Ah, uh, Miss Corley, how are you settling in? Oh, yeah, yeah, everything's quite good here. Good. And um, Father Eduardo, thank you for the survey yesterday. It was very, very moving. It's a shame oh. that uh, Miss Vanderbilt and Felix have left us. No, it's important in times of tragedy that one is able to grieve and give an opportunity to move on. Anyway, uh, I've been going over some of the notes that Lady Catherine left with us before she embarked on her boat back to Canada. Yeah, yeah, that's where she is. Totes on a yep. boat. Yeah, definitely 100%, Canada. 100% on a boat going back to Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely yep. didn't go through the door to Narnia. Yeah, she's not currently eating Turkish Delight with the Snow Queen. <laughs> she is the Snow Queen. Well, maybe she is. Oh, probably. <laughs> oh, no, we know the future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Probably she's only the Snow Queen if she ends up getting the amulet of a fat crop. <laughs> Funny you say that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was looking over these notes and comparing them to some of the things that Jack told us about the Wycrofts, the suppliers in Concudgery who are supposedly cultists. Mm-hmm. Did we want to do anything about them, or are we just going to completely avoid them to avoid tipping them off that we're here? I think the latter is probably best, because Concudgery is quite a way out of the way. Fair enough. Um, I still also haven't been able to raise Hugo, Chai, or Matteo. Um, they never arrived at the hotel yesterday. I figured I'd try again overnight because, you know, plane journeys get delayed by weather and such, but there's still no sign of them. Uh, Did they stop off anywhere beforehand? I know it's a long way. I checked. They definitely stopped off at their scheduled stop at Derby, and they Mm. departed Derby. I've had several reliable witnesses at the aerodrome say they took off heading east, Hmm. He, he pulled out a map of uh, Australia. Well, I sure hope nothing's happened to them because, um, well, well, if 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 if, if um, forgotten the pilot's name, sorry. Oh, he's that unmemorable. He'll be dead within a couple of sessions. <laughs> well, Hugo, he, Hugo. Um, Hugo's basically our ride out to the the desert. If if something's happened to them, then we can't get out there. If you start by looking east, you might be going a while. (laughs) Yes. Um, Now, I did some calculations based on how much fuel they had, so they could have landed anywhere in this vast stretch of the desert. I mean, they were supposed to be going to Darwin, but they could have gone anywhere in up to here. Good grief. So, I'm afraid I really am not sure what to suggest. They'll have to turn up. We've got no way of searching all of that. Can we... Can we report to Darwin and any of the authorities in the Northern Territory for a missing plane and just keep them on the lookout? So if they do suddenly turn up, there are more eyes and ears listening out for them. I've reported it to Darwin Airfield. They were obviously already looking into it because they were expecting them to land, but um, they don't have the resources to man like an aerial search of the entire Northern Territory. Most of that is uninhabited wasteland. There's no one living there. So, I'm not sure what else to suggest. How long do we want to give them before we start making backup plans? I guess we'll wait for the rest of today, and if we haven't heard anything by tomorrow... um, we may have to assume the worst. Mm. And our security as well. It's quite possible that the cult have caught up with us, or even that 
despite all of our background checks by picking someone random, that Mr. Dawson is a cultist. I think Miss T is uh, not suspect, and neither is Matteo. Or possibly yeah. the uh, flight engineer. Yeah, it would be quite ironic that uh, we took on an ex-cultist who turned out to be legit, but we missed a hidden one in in the plane. <laughs> well, um, no, it definitely disrupts us, but it doesn't actually stop us just starting again with a few days lost. No, but if the longer we're here, the more likely someone is going to mention us. Mm. News of that boat explosion is going to spread. Well, so I guess the I suppose a back a, a backup plan, if you like, is basically because according to Jack, the big big priority is apparently in Egypt. So we were basically tying up Australia because we were here. But if we can't get out into the desert. Should we just make haste for Egypt if something has happened to them? Walter sits back and thinks, I think leaving Dr. Huston and his cultists to carry on doing what they like out there in the desert is probably not wise. Mm. I mean, we could just head to Egypt, but we're still going to have to come back and deal with them at some point. We can hire trucks. We can always travel overland. If we can't try, it'll just take longer. This is true. We're here now. Um, Egypt's about 50 days away by boat. All right, well, yeah. We've stopped on the way out here, but... All right, let's... You know, there's only a small group of us trying to travel around the entire world. We know they've still got a base in Kenya. They have a base in... They've got Grey Grey Dragon Island still. And Grey Dragon Island. Croydon slip there, Walter. (laughs) Look, look, we all want to go and visit Gay Dragon Island. (laughs) Oh, no, I can't go home yet. I mean, wait. Are you a gay dragon? (laughs) Who's asking? (laughs) Walter is asking. Oh, well, Walter gets what Walter wants. <laughs> he wants all the gay dragons. Clearly. Exactly. Well, um, I suggest for now we carry on with our preparations for traveling to Egypt. Um, Father Eduardo, uh-huh. can I ask you to take care of the food stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on, I need to turn to page 71. Um, there are various wholesalers here in um, Port Hedland. If you can go and talk to them, that would be useful. Sure, I'll, uh, I'll arrange to do that today. And Miss Corley, I don't know whether I could send you out to look into hiring trucks. Yeah, I can have a look. I thought we've already got a couple, haven't we? Uh, well, we've got the, the two trucks you hired, but after 
Father Eduardo sat down with Mr. Um, McKenzie and did the maths, we need a lot more. Yeah, at least eight. At least three trucks per six people to carry all of our stuff. Okay. And currently we have two trucks. So we need six then. Uh, well, no. There's more than six of us. As there's in, you said three trucks for six people, so... Yes. But we need spares, just in case something goes wrong. And there's more than six of us. Okay. Because so how many me, do we need? Mr. McKenzie, Father Eduardo, you, Mitch, Matteo, Jack, Hugo, Chai. That's nine of us. So we need at least six trucks, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe seven, if we have enough people to drive them. Ideally, we don't want to be taking extra drivers, because then we need more trucks to carry enough supplies for the drivers. You see how this slowly keeps ratcheting up. Mm-hmm. So I need you and Father Eduardo to sit down and work out exactly how many trucks you think we can take with the people we've got. thought I worked this out last time. You might have done, but uh, Walter doesn't know, uh, obviously. So if I could leave you two to take care of that, I'm going to continue focusing on our missing aircraft. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, he bids you both a good morning. And if you have any problems or you need funds, just uh, make sure they send the bills to me. Oh, just one thing about Egypt. What about Egypt, Miss Corley? I don't know if there's anyone who can start, I guess, scouting around in advance, if there's anything else you want to find out. Well, the person with the worldwide network of spies died when our boat exploded. So not currently, no. There's not much I can do which doesn't immediately get publicised by the cult in Cairo if I start going, sending telegrams like, hello, I'm looking for someone to start investigating these shady people from here in Australia. If there's a credible story, I could see if there's someone posted in Egypt that might be able to look something up. I'm assuming I could do that. You could try if you can get through to your office in New York or London or wherever it is you're based. Mm -hmm. Um... I'll so see no, what the London office no say. I'm just wary of us sending telegrams out into the world and hoping they don't get intercepted by anyone. Mm. Okay. I don't have a network of spies, and I don't know how to utilise Felixes. Mm. Only Fei Wong was here; he'd know. <laughs> well, yeah, that jerk. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fei Wong does not know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, let's, yeah, let's, let's get the food in the trucks and we can figure out if we can do anything about Egypt while we wait for Hugo and the group. Okay, okay. Uh, Walter bids you goodbye. Uh, you two talk, plan, discuss what you're going to do before I move to the others. Well, I think the... I was going to head towards the harbour for the wholesale foods. Do you want to come with me and then we'll go and sort out the trucks? Or do you yeah, want okay. To go? Yeah. I'll do it that way. Yeah, yeah do it together. Probably better not? if we're travelling together, if there's yeah. possible yeah. risk. If we don't know that anyone's got to the plane, then 
Mm, good point. Traveling numbers probably best. Mm. Not really had op- uh, much of an opportunity to really talk anyway. I, you're a reporter of some kind, weren't you? Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I've been uh, to a few countries uh, just seeing what I can see and sending my stories back to London. Have you had much success? Uh, I get by. They they keep sending me out, so it's got to be good somewhere. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, guess we'll just okay. make our way to the... You are making your way towards the docks. Meanwhile, in Tibet. <laughs> uh, that certainly wasn't on my plans. We need a we need a meanwhile in Tibet sting. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Tibet, uh, Hugo, Matteo, and Chai, you have all slept. Uh, your bedrooms in this lovely yurt or hut that the Tibetans took you to are really comfortable. They are almost designed like your childhood bedrooms. Warm, cosy, comfortable. The furniture is the same, even if you look out the windows and you can see Tibet. Glorious, glorious Tibet. Uh, the next morning, uh, you gather breakfast has been laid on, and the young man from last night is wandering around, like making coffee, frying pancakes, serving tea. Uh, he offers you some tea chai. Um, look at tea. It looks like a really thick dark black tea with uh, yak butter floating in it. Smell tea. <laughs> Smells awful. Um, ask, I, they don't speak a word of any languages that we speak, do they? We've already tried this. Yeah. Grimace and accept tea with that grimacey sort of smile reserved for I don't really want to do this, but I probably have to. Well, your constitution. Rolling constitution. Wow, it's lower than I remember it, mate. Yeah, you managed to sip the tea and he bows to you. And then he moves on to Matteo. Matteo, are you drinking the tea? Uh, yeah. Okay, roll constitution. Constitution. Film constitution. You bring the teacup up and get this awful waft of... It smells rancid and awful. And you just... You do that thing where you bring it to your lips and like, mm, yeah, totally having a drink, and then put it back down. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, this thing has like this horrible, rancid, melting... Butter-like substance floating in it. It is awful. Love a rancid tea. <laughs> oh, it's, it's one of it's one of Foxby's mysterious teas. <laughs> yeah, we have, I should have made everyone have prepare a, a mysterious tea for this this, this part of the adventure. <laughs> you all have chocolate mousse tea. That's probably the disgusting. Uh, <laughs> mysterious um, tea. I, I can. I'm fine without fizz reps for this bit. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we have to hold, postpone the game. Then everyone's got to make a tea, oh. a, a rancid fox bee tea. 
It'll, it'll cheer him up to hear we've been drinking his teas. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, we could just say we did, we don't. Okay, Hugo, are you drinking the tea? Um, sort of. I, I, I sort of like have a smell of the tea, and as you say, it's it's a bit gross. I kind of, I, I'm, I'm gonna like have a go and like, uh, like, ugh. you know, no, I kind of, I, I don't. I don't like try to hide it, but like as I'm drinking it, I'm going to the others just saying, you know, I I figured that they have like a nicer tea in heaven, you know, and uh, let's see. Oh, it's Watley tea. Yeah, you also cannot stomach this tea. You, it, it smells awful, and you're just like, no. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I make a bit of like, like, no, 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 thanks. This is that. Uh, no. <laughs> so like, I'm like, I try to be like, you know, thanks, but no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, I, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm kind of like, I'm not. I'm not pretending to like be like, oh yes, this is lovely. No. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, he then gestures at the platter. There are. Um, fresh breads, there are bowls of grains, there is milk, there is uh, there's just just quite plain but quite wholesome looking fare Uh, you all settle down and start eating breakfast Mm. Uh, Hugo has just announced that he thinks he's in heaven Um, I mean you know I, I, I tuck into breakfast and kind of wait to hear what other people say. Eat breakfast. Look around. Are, are we being joined for breakfast by any of the locals, or is it just us eating in here? It's just you three and the young boy who seems to be looking after you with bringing fresh pots of tea. He does put down a pot of tea and lets you serve yourself some without the butter. <laughs> Have tea without butter. <laughs> I try and offer a boy some something to eat. Seeing as he does, oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's getting a book. He's, he's getting a book. Um... Oh no! Sorry, I need shadows over Atlantis. You know, a completely different campaign book which has Shangri La in it. <laughs> We've gone and off and I realised you had gone. I do try and offer the boy some of the fare we are eating. He holds up one hand and shakes his head and says something in uh, his native tongue. Um, you haven't got a frigging clue what he just said, but he seems to not want any of your breakfast. Fair enough. <laughs> he knows better. <laughs> I just, I just turned to you go. He's probably already had breakfast. Probably, but it's polite to offer you, don't you know? I, I, I do sort of I, I I do sort of I seem to be sort of relaxed but I definitely seem to be taking a very nonchalant thing view of everything at this point. So um Um Hugo Why are we why are we not in Australia anymore? I'm pretty sure Australia doesn't have valleys that look like this. Well I I sort of told you go well from my point of view we were in a plane. We were running out of fuel. And now we're here. So I figure we crashed. And this is... Beyond? I say in a sort of like... I kind of like... 
just shrugging a safe like either way, it's not that bad. So if turns out that we got here, I mean I'll I'm sure we'll, we'll learn the language eventually. We've got I don't know, a while. <laughs> I don't know what to make of your statement that you think we're dead. I mean, we're in a plane. (laughs) We're in a plane and we were going to die. And now we're here and it's pretty nice. So I think we died. (laughs) What are your sanity, Chai and Matteo, if you're listening to this? (laughs) <laughs> Matthew? Uh yeah, I'm 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 doing it. Yeah. You both know you're not dead. You you you're not convinced by Hugo's bathering, but you do realize you're gonna have to sort of ease Hugo out of this before he does himself a mischief. I've had it's 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 I've had to it's the only logical assumption one can make if you were in a plane that was crashing and like now everything is fine and you feel nice all the time must be dead. As much as I might think that I don't really have a good argument about it against it. I say I, I just say I don't think that's what happened here. We haven't ended up in the the dreamy lands again, have we? That was weird when Felix took us there last time. Um. Hmm. Well, I definitely don't remember going to sleep. I mean, we were on a long, boring flight in a plane. Going to sleep could easily have happened by accident without noticing. Do you want to try dreaming to see if it works, Chai? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, uh, do you want me to try and do something specific with dreaming? Yeah, what are you trying to dream up? Uh, I'm going to try and dream up a cup of jasmine tea. Well, you're dreaming at Hard, please. You, you stare at your cup and it does not fill with jasmine tea. You are sad. Mm. I thought I couldn't be. You can't be sad, but you, you are not as happy as you were a moment ago. Mildly <laughs> perturbed. Because for just for a second, you could almost feel that weird connection to the dreaming that you have. But you couldn't yeah. quite make the reality shift around you. So, the test was currently inconclusive. Mm. I shrug. I pour some more of the tea that is here. It's quite nice black tea when it's not full of rancid yak butter. Uh, as you finish breakfast, the young man bows his way out, taking away the plates and bowls and cups and things. Leaving you three alone in your little little hut here in the mountains of Tibet. You said that the bedroom areas that we have kind of look a bit like um, uh, our like childhood bedrooms. Does that mean like kind of things that we owned as a kid are here? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I go and fetch like one of the like, you know, teddy bears or something and kind of bring it back to the main like room and go, look, if we're not dead, why is Mr. Cuddlesworth here? Are you okay, Hugo? I mean, like, I've not seen him in 20 years where they're like this and he isn't in a weird mountain land unless my parents decided to sell him. Um, what? This isn't possible to be here, I said. Put it down. The teddy bear turned. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. sir. I say, oh. okay, okay, that is unusual, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're dead. There yeah. could be other explanations. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of weird things that have happened. So, seen weirder than this. You've seen weirder than this. much, honestly. I haven't, but um, well, I have heard stories. I mean, I kind of look at you two a bit like, you know, well, how, uh, what could be weirder than... The outer door opens and an incredibly old man with thick white hair that hangs down in two braids on either side of his head steps in. He's wearing a lavender robe and his eyes are dark grey and he seems just... Old, ancient belief. You're old. I am, Miss Chaiping. Welcome to Shambhalaya. You should not be here, child. No, we're supposed to be in Port Hedland now. You're quite right, sir. He turns to you, Mateo. You know who this is. It's the Searing Lama, the man you've met in your meditation a couple of times. He bows to you, Mateo Romero. Welcome to Shambhalaya. I followed the light. And that was the correct choice. I heard your plea upon the wind and decided that in this one instance I would intervene in the world outside. Were we supposed to come here? If you were here, then you were meant to be here. Clearly it was your time for our paths to cross. (laughs) Well, that's... That's... Fine, but a lot of people think that we're meant to be in Australia. Hey, Matteo, are you gonna can I introduce us to your your, your friend here? Uh, uh, this is the the the, the searing lama. He, he's uh, how would you put it? A big deal around here. Spiritual guide. I am yeah. the guardian of the machine, the last son of Atlantis, the keeper of the library of the Silver Palace, and guardian of Shambhalaya. Yeah, all of that. Can I roll history on that? No. You could roll me your occult, however. That is not going to... Oh, wow, I didn't realise it was that high. You know the legends of Shangri-La, Shambhalaya, the, the lost city of ancient wisdom and knowledge hidden somewhere in the high mountains of Tibet, where it is said, you know, the great mysteries of the faith and the world and the secret histories of the universe are kept. 
you know, like anything and everything, knowledge from any time period can be found in the Great Silver Library. Do I believe him? Uh, yeah. Because you, you, you saw the massive silver palace outside sitting on its rock. Fair point. And you're Whoa. definitely in a magical valley in, in Tibet instead of, like, you know, the outback of Australia. <laughs> so I, I'm still trying to sort of process this a little bit, and I'm like, so we're not dead. No, Mr. Dawson. I have plucked you from the fate that you had accidentally guided Matteo towards and given you all a second chance. I I still look a bit flabbergasted, uh, but I go, well, thank you for your help. Uh, I didn't... Uh, and I kind of look... I give, I, I give sort of Matteo like an apologetic look. It's like, oh, yeah. Uh, I guess I, uh, I guess I owe you an apology. Hmm? <laughs> In <laughs> apology accepted. Now, whilst you are here, you are rested. You have eaten. You have recovered. Those of you who have drunk from the tea will find yourself more fortitudinous and strengthened against the vigors of the world. It was good tea. I checked my character sheet. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> trying is enough. Oh. Craig got the five to his constitution. The rest of you didn't. Um, I will guide you as I can. Your plane is being prepared for your return into the time stream and the world. And shortly you must leave us. But you are not meant to be here, even though you are meant to be here. Before you leave, I have a gift for Matteo and a question each for Hugo and Chai. A gift? So he places a large box, well, not a large, quite a medium-sized wooden box on the table in front of you, Matteo. Uh, I... Have, have a look at the box. Please look in your journal under Mythos Artifacts. Oh, great. <laughs> no, no, it's not an extremely dubious gift because it's from the Searing Llama. <laughs> uh, journal. Hey, um. It's at the bottom, Mythos Artifacts. Yeah. Um... Ah. It looks like something you might find in a New Age gift shop. Um... Roll me your Cthulhu Mythos. Cool. It's, the, uh... it's a bit of tat. Um... You don't currently know what it is. Do you pick it up? Um, <laughs> do you pick it up is a very loaded question. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I suppose so, but but I do so uh, with your tongue. Well, no, uh, I I 
I know the dangers of picking things up. I, I've experienced them. Um, uh, and so I do so like uh, hesitantly looking kind of towards the Searing Llama for confirmation that I should actually take this thing. I'm sure he might have warned me if I shouldn't, but I do. Not towards you. Do that quick. Do that quick check. Pow. Uh, pow. Pow. No, of course I fail. Yeah, that's good. Um, oh, the, cool. the, stone, <laughs> the perfect item for me. The stone is smooth and made of some sort of soapstone. And as you pick it up, you feel safe. Okay. You feel secure. This, my child is one of the great starstones of Manar, carved by the elder race in times beyond our imagining at the dawn of our world. Um, they are blessed by the elder gods who stand opposed to the great old ones whom you combat. Place this above a doorway and the mythos creatures, the dark heralds, of the evil gods will not be able to enter that room. Carry it on your person and it can drive the creatures back so they cannot approach you. It is not foolproof. It is not a 100% guarantee for this is only one stone. Mm. But it is protection and a warning and a chance to secure a location or to at least give yourself a head start. To get away from these creatures. Wow. Well, thank you for the gift. You will need it in the days to come. A great darkness is poised against you. Hmm. What? A, a new darkness? Or the usual no. ones? The calling one. He surrounds you with darkness. The Lady of the Ice walks the world and the Yellow King grumbles in anger as he walks the space. (laughs) And then you hear the distant sounds of a bassoon. (laughs) (laughs) A bassoon? Bassoon isn't very scary at all. (laughs) It sounds like some monks are playing the bassoon up in the castle, like you know. Check, check the uh, check the thing, uh, Craig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Check check the roll list. Look at the chat tab. You'll see why I mentioned the bassoon. <laughs> oh, expecting something. Oh, right. Yes. Somehow I didn't see that at all. Right in front of me. Bassoon. <laughs> Arona's still taking part, even when he's not with us. <laughs> well, he's not in the scene. <laughs> yeah, well, some holy monks are clearly warming up for the orchestra. Uh, now, Miss T and Mr. Dawson, you both have one question you may ask me, and I will give you a true answer based on my knowledge of the universe. And whilst you two think up what questions you want to ask, I'm going to go back to the other two. Blah, 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 blah. Does the Searing Lama count as a fantastical king? He is indeed a fantastical king. Yay. <laughs> he is the most fantastical king 
He is the ruler of Shangri-La. He can't get much more fantastical um, unless it was King Oberon. But, but he's not turning up in this scene because none of you are in the dreamland. Yeah, but have you met us? Yeah, it won't take you long. Okay, meanwhile, back in the real world, doing real-world expedition planning, <laughs> Rebecca and Eduardo arrive at the wholesalers down on the front. You're buying expedition food. You've got a list of, like, dried fruits, dried meats, um, flour. Uh, Ooh, bacon, a bit, of, bit of beef jerky. Bit of beef jerky. Beef jerkies, biltong. Probably be Australian biltong, because you're in Australia. Um you know, you've got a list of preserved foods. You're not really taking any fresh stuff with you, uh, but you are taking like loads of canned fruit, tin fruit and stuff in like syrup and things. So, uh, yeah, the wholesalers are quite happy to provide you with all the food stuff on your list. Um, he's got his boys running around collecting stuff. So are you going far out into the desert, miss? Sir? Uh, let me get a map. <laughs> Uh, a few few hundred miles out. Not nothing too. Not right in the middle of the desert, at least. Are you prospecting? You uh, looking for gold? You joining the gold rush? Uh, yeah, yeah. We've heard uh, good stories of uh, people making their riches out here. Well, if you want my advice, I suggest heading for Mount Bruce. Oh. Yeah, rumour is that there's a big, big load of gold underneath Mount Bruce. One day someone's going to find the mother load and be made for life. Oh. Well, we'll see if we can swing round that way. Thank you for the tip. You're welcome. Uh, So did you want canned peaches or canned clementines? Oh, what's your fancy, Rebecca? Uh, peaches. I would. Mm. I think that would be good. Yeah, uh, pears. Is sure. it on our list? <laughs> well, we might as well just get a selection of fruits, just in case pe- people don't like certain ones. Mm-hmm. Is there actually a mountain called Mount Bruce? It's on the map. Yeah. It's on the map. Uh, yeah, I guess we just finish shopping and buy all sorts of fruit. Sorry, I've just been sent a picture by my cousin Maxine of Grandad's gravestone. Oh. They finally put it in place. That's nice. We've been having to wait. Had to wait a year for that to be installed because wow. everything delayed. Uh, anyway, um, you finish up ordering the food stuff. Roll me your, um, roll me your appearance, both of you. I have that. I think. Okay. Uh, thank you, Father Eduardo, is paying attention as you are chatting away, being charming. Uh, you realise a few things that have been forgotten off the list. You add them back in, Father Eduardo. Like the the skimmed, you know, the desiccated milk. Oh yeah, the milk that comes in the can. What's that called again? Dry uh, milk. 
Just powder milk. No, it's not powdered. It's condensed. Um, condensed. Condensed milk. Yeah, condensed milk. It comes in cans. Um, well, it did come in cans back when I was a child. You use it for gypsy tarts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Greg knows what I'm talking about. Okay, uh, you guys finish ordering all the food you need for nine people to go and live in the desert for several days. Um, yeah. And if necessary, we had that uh, sort of, it was like setting up a series of base camps to help get more supplies in if necessary. Yeah, so you finished ordering the food supplies you need. Uh, what are you doing next? Uh, we need to get some trucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you head back to the same place near the train station where you hired the trucks from before. Yeah, I think I think you you got those two trucks, didn't you, Niall? So I guess <coughs> yeah, yeah you're a bit more two... familiar with these people. Yeah, well, there's the two trucks that here. Just I think they'll be loaded at this point. Mm. Unless we've taken... We haven't driven them anywhere. They're just um, part of the Harbour Masters building. Do we want to have trucks before we actually have people to drive them? Because there aren't that many of us here to actually take them unless we do it in uh, uh, shifts. If we, if we swing back past uh, Mackenzie, um, just to ask him if any of his people know how to drive, and then if we're still short of a couple, maybe the people who hire the trucks, have some drivers? Mm. I guess if we're taking additional people, then we need additional supplies. And That is the stick. The more people you take, the more food you need, which means you need more trucks, which means you need more drivers, which means you need more food, which means you need more trucks, <laughs> which means you need more drivers. So uh, roll your intelligence, both of you. They need more struts and more boosters. <laughs> you must construct additional pylons. Eduardo, I'm going to send you a message as you got hard. Unless Nile beats you. I got hard, but I didn't get sort of more. Yeah, he's got the loads. Unless you do it in two trips. Unless the, the trip to the first base camp is smaller. Uh, actually, better idea than checking with um, Mackenzie. We can check with Walter. He'll probably know if hmm. people can drive. Okay. Let's uh, yeah, let's swing by there before we get some more trucks, and then we'll know how many drivers we've got, and therefore we can work out if we need an additional truck or not, mm-hmm. or driver. A driver, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll swing past Walter. You swing by Walter. He is on the phone talking to someone as you enter. Uh, he looks up and smiles. Ah, hello. Uh, sorry to bother you in your phone call. Um, we're on our way to get some trucks. Uh, do you know how many drivers we currently have? Um, well, Miss Rebecca has indicated that she is good at driving. As uh, Matteo is a good driver. Mitch can drive. Uh, Jack can drive. I can drive. Um, Mr. McKenzie can drive. 
I believe yourself and Miss T have basic knowledge in driving. I'm a passenger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm quite a basic driver. I can barely get down the streets of a city, let alone the desert. Well, if if push comes to shove, I can give it a go. If we discount yourself and um, uh, Miss T, then there's me, Mr. McKenzie, Hugo, Jack, Matteo, Rebecca. That's eight of us then. Yeah. And did we need, was eight trucks enough, did we say? I think you, it was. Ideally, you need nine trucks. But, oh, nine. But roll your intelligence again, Flinty. With all the ideas. Um, if you are all spread out across eight trucks, and then with only two passengers, that leaves a fuck ton more space for cargo in the actual trucks. So you could get away with one less truck if you distribute all the cargo from one truck mm. into one of those empty passenger seats. All right, I guess we'll do that then, because, yeah, we can't get into a position of needing more drivers, needing more food, etc., etc. So does that yeah. sound like we're fine with five trucks for nine people then? Uh, eight with two passengers... I mean, who's the ninth person? I've got eight. I assumed, personally, out of character, I assumed we'd have Robert McKenzie and then maybe a couple of his staff to help out. It's not just the playing characters and one NPC. Well, it's Walter and McKenzie. That's the two. Walter McKenzie... There are seven of you, plus Walter and uh, Robert. Oh, McKenzie. yeah, my list doesn't have me on it. That would be right. <laughs> You're the ninth person. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I like, I like, yeah, I I'm like seeing you like, that's nine people now. <laughs> I like the idea of like now, like we all get there, we've got all the supplies, and now realizes they've accidentally left themselves off a list. So I guess I'll start. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose that's also good. If we've got nine people who have potential driving skill with eight trucks, it could mean if one person can just swap out every once in a while. I think we've got seven people who have sort of good driving, and then. One passenger. And and seven people who can drive. So ideally, if you take the six trucks and you distribute... um, No, you need three trucks for six people. So you need nine trucks. If you take eight trucks and distribute all the luggage from the ninth truck across the other trucks with the spare passenger seats, you should be good. All right, so eight trucks. So we got the two. So we need another six trucks. All right. Let's. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Walter. We'll sort that out now. Hopefully. As you are finishing discussing this, Jack arrives back with Mr. McKenzie. Uh, oh, it's Jack. Mr. McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jack and uh, Mitch and Mr. McKenzie wander in. Uh, they're carrying boxes and bags, and you can see through the windows, Duck! Giant Duck! Oh, God, there's a duck! <laughs> what? Roll your initiative! <laughs> Where's Duck, Sarah? Where is yeah. Duck? How are the pancakes, Sarah? <laughs> the pancake mm. today, Sarah. <laughs> Um, Jack, you've been out with Mr. McKenzie buying expedition things tents, water, barrels, ropes, camping equipment, cooking equipment. You're muted. You are muted. You are. Why is it like this? (laughs) And I was here the whole time, I say. I incorporated your bassoon smithing into um <laughs> into Tibet. I told you to the Searing Lama, and I'm like, and in the distance you hear the little music of a bassoon. Oh, terribly sorry. It's you also got- points in contra bassoon smithing to balance it out. <laughs> I was so confused for a few minutes. Yeah, Craig, Craig didn't have the chat open, so we all started talking about bassoons, and he was like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jack, you've been out buying expedition gear, and as you have just arrived back, you find Eduardo and Rebecca in Walter's office talking about trucks. Um, I, I walk in and, and wait politely for them to finish talking about trucks. <laughs> trucks, 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 trucks. Beep, beep. <laughs> so that's how many we need. Ah, uh, Jack, Mr. McKenzie, how did it go? Robert's like, good. I think we've got everything we needed. Oh, we bought so many expedition supplies. Tents, ritual daggers, ropes. No, not ritual daggers. Sorry. I... <laughs> Regu- regular daggers. Sorry. Regular always... daggers. Oh, yeah. They're on the list. It says ritual daggers times nine. Oh. Uh, he, Mr. McKenzie goes to this. I bought this stone carving kit you wanted, Walter. He's like, ah, yes. That's very important. I go. I go. Uh. <laughs> I'm oblivious because I am. <laughs> yeah, it's like, huh? <laughs> the oh. eye, Father Eduardo. Oh, the eye of light and darkness. Oh. <laughs> what gives Walter a look like? <laughs> and he shakes his head. Anyway, I'm going to go. I don't, I don't say that. <laughs> Well, was like, I'm going to go and just catalogue through everything we bought this morning and check. Mitch and Jack were very useful in carrying everything for me. Um, Mitch, come with me. You can help. And Robert and Mitch toodle off to go and like inventory and pack everything they bought this morning. Barcode scanners. Did we meet a fantastical king? Yeah, we did. What? <laughs> yeah, um, the people in Tibet met the Searing Lama. For fuck's sake. <laughs> he was nice. The one time I don't meet a fantastic king. <laughs> you can you can count it you can count it as uh, on your sheet though. <laughs> no, I you actually have met the fantastical king yourself in character. Furious. Uh so um Walter looks at Jack. Jack, why don't you help um the father here and Rebecca? They're off to arrange more trucks. We've worked out we need eight. Eight trucks? Yeah, we've already got two. Hmm. We just need to get the other six. We've worked yeah. out 
I've got enough drivers for eight trucks, and we can distribute the cargo just about in the passenger seats. Yes, all right, that sounds fun. Yes, we need about... Well, for this many of us, we need about um, nine trucks. <laughs> that number just keeps going up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we can we can get away with eight because we we only have eight drivers. So if we take more people, we need more food, mm-hmm. which therefore needs more trucks, which therefore needs more drivers. Isn't this, isn't this the problem about launching rockets? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just going to go through this table again. So, three. So for, you nine, for nine people, you need six trucks. So you need five trucks of spare drivers, not eight trucks. Six people need three trucks. That's what we said. Yeah. Nine people will need six trucks. Okay. Oh, okay. So we only need four more trucks. Yes. And a spare, or does that include the fact that we could actually do with five, but it would be a bit cramped? It would be a bit cramped. Fine. Okay. Then we need six total and four more. You need four more trucks, and you have eight drivers to split across. Okay, that's good. And two passengers. Okay, good. That makes sense. Passenger. And so that's how many we need. Yes, four more trucks. Let's go to the truck shop. You go to the truck shop. The truck shop or the tuck shop? Yes. First first one, then the other. (laughs) (laughs) You arrive at the truck emporium. You hire four more trucks. Hurrah. And all of the fuel you require for trucks. Mm-hmm. Are we staging anywhere? Like, are we, do we have a warehouse that we're actually using, uh, storing and loading? It might be a Harbour Master's building. It's all going in, like, the, the, the yard out back. Okay. Then we will make a few, well, a couple of trips to... Bring them with the other two. Roll drive auto. Just Rebecca or <laughs> <laughs> I drive it both at once. <laughs> and Jack. Jack can drive. Father yeah. Rider, would you like to have a hand at driving these trucks back to the base? Uh I'll watch. <laughs> I'll try and learn. Hey. Uh Rebecca has just destroyed a truck. Really? No, she didn't destroy. <laughs> it wasn't a critical. Sorry, the screw in this armrest keeps coming out, and it's really annoying me. I keep having to tighten the screw back up, or else the armrest just falls well, off. Just wait for Jack to roll driving. Oh, am I? Am I doing it as well? You have four trucks. We have to make two trips. All right. Where has my character sheet gone? To the character to sheet graveyard. Uh, pop out. There we go. <sighs> ah, driving my dump stat. Nice. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, 
clearly have, English trucks and Australian trucks are very different things. We yeah. have the standard higher vehicle trouble. It takes a while. <laughs> I've completely filled it with diesel, um, despite, <laughs> despite it not actually... They're not critical failures. You're just driving them down the streets of this road to the Harbour Masters building. Um, but Father O'Reilly can't learn anything from you currently. But roll again, both of you, because you're moving two trucks. Mm-hmm. Driving, driving, driving. <gasps> it's a good success. It's good. It's an average success. Roll intelligence with a bonus dice. Ooh. Are we teaching him to drive? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking 49. hell. 49. What an ideal time to learn on a on a truck trip through the outback. <laughs> I mean, I'm driving them is... from the hiring place to the harbour master's building. So you're teaching him in town this morning. What a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, the outback's a pretty safe place because there's very little to run into, but maybe more so in town. Okay, Flinty, I'm going to yeah. give you some driving. Yes. This is the start button. This is the ABS. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> the acrylic nitrile butadine styrene. <laughs> you spend the morning in the various trucks. When you get back to the Harbour Masters building, you get them to like drive you around the Harbour Masters building and put them <laughs> the wheel and show you how they work. And you just drive in circles for a bit with Jack and Rebecca giving you pointers about what you're doing wrong. And I get a big... I get a big red L on the back of the <laughs> truck. <laughs> I'm very encouraging, but secretly horrified. <laughs> and this I mean, is the flight computer. Clearly, Father Driver is going to be an emergency backup driver, yeah, rather than a main driver. <laughs> it's like it's like that time we we let Russet go on one of those electric scooters. And we had to box him in so he'd stop killing cyclists. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see it, so it's just a story you guys made up because I was so good at at the scooters. Genuinely, one of the scariest things I've ever seen. (laughs) When was this? We'll talk about it later. (laughs) (laughs) What happens in Germany stays in Germany. I guess uh, I guess we've got everything we need, other than half the party. <laughs> uh, yeah, the day is going quite well. You guys are settling in. You teach Father Eduardo how to drive. Your foodstuffs are starting to plant arrive, so you start loading things into the trucks. Um, hours of water, the tents, the climbing gear, um, all of that stuff. Clothing for living in a desert. You know, flowing robes, goggles. Helmets, um, belly dancing costumes for Father Eduardo. I feel Some like cr- green. <laughs> did some, sure did some cream invent? Yeah, <laughs> probably not. I think you just smear yourself in petroleum jelly and hope. Or, or olive oil, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would just make you crispy. <laughs> when was sun cream invented? I want to know now. 1925. Oh, there you go. I was just going to say, it turns out we invented sun cream so we could do Australia properly. (laughs) (laughs) I I love these games because I always learn shit was invented much earlier than I thought it was. Mm. When was the computer invented? 1837. (laughs) Whoa. 
To be fair, invented and widely available are two different things. Yeah. You are having a good day. The trucks are partially loaded. Uh, There's still some stuff that needs to arrive from the various merchants you buy, hired them off, uh, like the climbing gear and the explosives and the ropes, you know. You are, after all, planning to excavate an underground, hidden, ruined city. So, um... We got all the extra guns and stuff we were planning to bring, right? Because of how we're blundering into an obvious trap. You got all the guns you need, yes. I don't think we have all the guns we need. I think we have all the guns we ordered. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Meanwhile, in Tibet... Shortly after breakfast, in the past. Yummy, yum, yum. Uh, the Searing Lama turns to you, Miss T. What question would you ask of me, Miss Chai T? Hmm. I have been trying to think of one myself during the gap. It's just. Oh, been you basically just said we can ask you one question and you'll answer it to the best of your ability, basically. But the problem I'm facing right now is I'm wondering just what sort of limitations are on this question, but I can't ask you what the limitations are because that would use my question. That is correct, my dear. But if you ask a question I cannot answer, I will let you ask another one. Case in point... You just answered that of your own volition. I didn't actually finish my sentence there, so there wasn't a question. There wasn't a question. Can I tick we overthink a solution? Yeah. 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 fucking genie. Uh, <laughs> a gift from me to you, Miss T. It's not, it's, this isn't, this isn't a, he doesn't seem like the kind of person to be like, aha, you asked me a question about asking questions. No, I'm not going to answer your question. Yeah, no, it's not. This is the only question of these things, Hugo. The world's a weird place. I'm, I'm, uh, that was me out of character. No, you didn't say you're out of character, so it counts. (laughs) Well, considering we're in the centre of all knowledge and you've, are probably some mystical guy that knows practically everything from what I understand. What were the circumstances and reasons for why my parents were killed? He closes his eyes and he has a think. I will go and look this up, my child. Before you leave, you will have your answer. Mr. Dawson. Mm. That's a character. I'm trying to th- I've been trying to think what uh, he would ask. Um, what is the average velocity of a laden swallow? Well, it's, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, I have all these deep questions. It's like... Uh... What's the most important thing I need to do to ensure a happy life 
for myself. <laughs> there we go. Don't help us. That's, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave. I guess yeah, leave. <laughs> leave immediately. Good, eat a good meal. Um... Uh, yeah, I think I think it'll be like you know what's the most what's the most critical thing I need to do to have, you know he, he seems like you know he's Zen. It's like this is the kind of thing you ask a Zen master. How do I find Stay here? <laughs> yeah. Where did Alan Turing bury the silver? (laughs) (laughs) Whilst in the great race's city, in the great sandy desert beneath the earth, you must find the ancient one, Parkatak. Find her, and the eye will open. What was the the name of the... Yeah. <laughs> Can you spell it? K A K A T A K K A K A T A K I look puzzled, but I nod. Oh, okay then. Thank you. That. Finding them will bring you the most peace. It'll be your eternal reward. No, no. <laughs> uh, no, I, I thank him. I'm like, I, I kind of look a bit awkward. Like, it's like, do I shake your hand? Or I like, bow. bow. I, go, I go for like a, like an awkward, like, respectful bow. I feel, I make an effort. I make an effort. I try. Uh, the Tearing Lama bows. Uh, he departs to go and find the information Chai desires. He must consult the library. <gasps> Someone called Fox and Bee wants to join us. <gasps> Don't let him in. He'll only oh, stink okay, up the place. I'll, I'll let him in. He's stinking up the place. No more than you, stink boy. Hey, Fox B. It's, it's hey, fine. He's, Fox. Muted. He's muted. We don't have to listen to him. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Just look at the pretty Aww. face. <laughs> He'll never figure it out. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hello. You look you look well. <laughs> and shiny. <laughs> shiny. Uh yeah. Uh, sorry, I've been dealing with uh German delivery. So. Yeah, we had <laughs> It's it's okay. Like food delivery is not turning up as like the Lillian Mist thing. We, I had that happen recently. It's like Argh. The Searing Lama is gone for about an hour. What are people doing whilst they wait for him to return? Uh, I would probably just relax and maybe dance a bit around the place and generally have fun. Um, I will take... I mean, this place seems nice. I feel like I would. They say they're getting their plane ready for us, um, so I'll, I'll not leave it till the last second to go check it out. But I will um, have a nice wander around the place and uh, enjoy the surroundings. I can't believe the Searing Lama is just running like a uh, uh, aeroplane repair service. <laughs> Wait, did did I not get a question? Uh, he he hasn't come back to you. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, no, you didn't got get a, a gift. gift. You got a magic gift. I got a gift, and not get a question and a gift. 
No. Don't be greedy. Greedy, aren't we? <laughs> you got Can a we... Star of Manar. That's pretty rare. <laughs> star of Manar. Often found in a bazaar. Well, but I'd actually thought of a question, never mind. <laughs> well, you could always ask him when he, you, yeah. question when he gets back. You might <laughs> the question is, can I ask a question? <laughs> uh, he returns after about an hour, hour and he bows. Uh, Miss T, huh? I have consulted the oracles. Your parents were murdered by the agents of Sir Aubrey Penhew under the orders of the calling chaos, for they stole the blessed blade of Sun. From your parents. Hmm. Well, that's one mystery solved then. They've already been at least slightly dealt with. <laughs> Penhew has not been touched. His well, plan... Remember, he has the blessed blade of the sun. Yeah, but my question didn't include asking what that was, so I don't know what that is, so I'm just no? assume I can... But now you know its name, you can look up what it is. Yeah, yeah, I can try. So what now, was it, sorry, the... What was that? The, the blade of what, sorry? The blessed blade of T-S-A-N-G. T-S-A-N-G. Thank you. They, they make hi-fis, don't they? Now, children, <laughs> you really must be on your way to return to the world. You have been gone too long, as it is. A thousand centuries of Gritan. <laughs> <laughs> One night in the blessed land of Shangri-La does not match up with the time of your world. Mm. Time is unusual within the bounds of the valley. Timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly. Matteo, do you have any further questions you wish to ask before you return to the world? He asked oh, pointedly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's just like one. All-knowing. Should I trust the cat lady? The cat lady? Yes, the... Uh, the... the, the uh, I... Search for the name. Uh, ah, yes... Bast, that's the one. Lady Bast's interests currently align with humanities. She wishes them to survive. Currently. <laughs> her you main know, you know, you know how cats are. are the cats. Okay. Her desire for humanity to continue existing so that her children may be looked after has aligned with humanity for the last 27 centuries. So I believe she can be trusted. Huh. Well, I don't think we're going to turn on cats anytime soon. One would hope not. Wait. Is Bast just trying to keep humans alive so they can invent the internet? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't need the we, internet. It was cat. a great boon. Cat pictures, though. Yeah. Yeah, true. Cat pictures will increase her power. Yeah. <laughs> it's been her plan all along. Uh, Alright, well... That's good enough for me, I say. Um, only we've been in contact. I would suggest you encourage that contact if you wish to survive the calling one's 
plan. Well, that's very clear. Thank you. Mandem- I say slightly grudgingly. Okay, you are returned to your plane. Uh, the plane, uh, the plane man can roll a fly plane. Okay. Uh, how's my engineer doing? Uh, Raymond, uh, he's fine. He is as bemused by all this as you are. I I turn to him and go, uh, "What did you ask it? What did you ask the guy?" That's for me to know, and you to never find out. Mm. <laughs> uh, it happened off camera. Uh, yes, I. I when will he love me back? <laughs> <laughs> I have a look. I check over the plane, see that it's um, as they said it was. They they done all their. It, it looks all good. They have refueled been. and. Um, yeah. They've added a jet engine. <laughs> yeah, these, these humble little mountain villagers have completely repaired the plane. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, I, it's fueled and all happy and good. The, everything turns on. The fuel gauge yep. is still on zero, but everything is running like a dream. Oh, like a dream, you say? I tap the fuel gauge a few times. <laughs> it, it doesn't move. I... Is there anybody like from here still around, or have they all cleared out the way? They're all kind of standing behind the Searing Llama, who's standing like a short way back, like waving. Chopped I away, mean, Nido. <laughs> I, uh, I, I check back. Um, okay. Uh, is everybody? Maybe the maybe the brigade is broken. Um, Everything's I, running. I, it must have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm. I take my time making sure that, like, I go through like extra safety checks just to try and see if, like, we're running on fumes and it's about to burn out. But I look around. Okay, is everybody strapped in? Everybody secure? Tree tables in an upright position. <laughs> I look blankly at him and then just go into the back passenger compartment. <laughs> Um. Uh, okay. Um. I will. I will now attempt to fly the plane. Oh God! On the first try this time. <laughs> Yay! Everyone roll pow at extreme. Oh no! <laughs> pow. Nope. Extreme. Asking for a bit. Pow, 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 there we go. Oh, Oh my. None of you remember what happens next. One minute, you're jouncing along the grass and soaring in the sky and then the next minute you are landing on an airstrip and taxiing towards the main building Uh, do we recognise the the outside landscape it looks suspiciously like Darwin, Australia I um. Did, did it work? Let, 
<laughs> I kind of look very confused. Look at my engineer. Uh, he blinks, stares out, turns the plane off, uh, gets off the plane, and walks into the airport bar. <laughs> he just walks into the bar. I um. I uh, I I let other people off the plane, uh, and then I'll go and speak with the uh, airport manager and place a phone call and let them know. Let them know we've uh, okay uh, arrived. Jack, hello. You are standing closest to the telephone when it rings. You just happen to be in the hallway where it is. Um, before I forget, I, I have a mechanical question for you. Yes. Um, does Chai T get sanity back for learning how her parents died? Um, yes, actually. She does. Um, actually, uh, I don't. Cause I'm <laughs> does, does that all count as we had a pleasant day off? You can have luck instead then, Queen. Uh, actually, I can't. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm well, then I guess you don't get any rewards. Can I have her luck and sanity? No. Because I remembered it. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I answer the phone. Hello, cult of the bloody tongue. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> hello? <laughs> it's like it's like when you've been working on call, in a call centre for too many years. You just go into the patter. Um, uh, hello, uh, this is uh, this is Hugo. Uh, we've arrived in wherever it was that we were supposed to have originally arrived. Oh, my word, we've been so worried. What happened to you? You're, what, two days late at this point? Yeah, they were about two days late at this point. Uh, I see. It was a, it's a long story. We'll explain when we get back. We're all fine, though. Um, oh, nothing, everyone, uh, nothing, so nothing bad happened. Yes. Um, the fact that you said that made me think that something bad has happened. Well, we didn't crash, I explained. <laughs> oh, good. That's <laughs> that's normally the worst thing that can happen on a plane. <laughs> that is true. So I, so I thought I'd underline that. We didn't crash. Um, I put my hand over the mouthpiece and I'm like, are there any other pilots we could hire? <laughs> <laughs> How's it cute? Yeah. We'll do... <laughs> um, I say, uh, we'll... Um... We'll get everything we need here, and then we'll get on our way back. It'll probably be another, not as long as we were gone. Uh, hopefully, just t- twenty-four hours. Okay, I'll 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 pass that on. Do um try and avoid the Langoliers or whatever. <laughs> Very well. Bye bye. <laughs> you go and find the others. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's shortly after breakfast on the... Uh, hang on, I just need ben, to... Ben, are you drinking neat vodka? Sometimes, you just <laughs> are, I guess. Let me do all that on that day, and then they slept. Oh, okay, okay fine. <laughs> yeah, Medium it's vodka. shortly after breakfast. Also, you're muted, Ben. It's shortly after breakfast on the 6th of August, 1925. Uh, they left to fly to Darwin... On the fourth, 
<laughs> and it was a like twelve hour flight, and they've currently been gone for about seventy two hours. What seventy two hours? Forty eight. Thirty six. Mm. Now, if I'm I'm remembering the plan right here, it's uh, I'm swapping to a different bigger aircraft that yes. we had delivered here. Um, You're swapping to a bigger aircraft and Chai and Matteo are going to go and investigate Randolph's shipping company. Yeah, and I was also going to go do some shopping while I was here. Meanwhile, however, we are with the guys in Port Hedland. So, Jack, uh, everyone else is still at the breakfast table. Do you go and tell them the good news? I I walk into the room. Um, <laughs> hello, everyone. Uh, hello. I Mom. have good news, I think. You think? Oh, uh, yeah. I I just got a call from that Hugo, that pilot. Um, he he said that they've landed in Darwin and not to worry, and that they didn't crash and nothing bad happened. Well, that's great that they're alive. I wonder, did, did he say what the delay was? No, but the way he phrased it made me think that they crashed. Mm. Anyway, uh, he says that they'll be back tomorrow. You know, hopefully. <laughs> so we'll expect them in a few days' time. Yeah. <laughs> Is Walter here? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is Walter here? Uh, Walter is indeed here. Okay. He looks over at you all. Well, I'm glad they arrived safely. Maybe we should think about hiring another pilot, and then we'll let this Hugo go when he gets back with our cargo. <laughs> He's clearly not very competent if it took him 36 hours to do a 12-hour flight. I was thorough. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how this works. (laughs) I'll probably be quicker just to phone up Darwin and and have the new pilot come (laughs) back. (laughs) Yeah, but I think we vetted uh, this guy. I think... uh... I'm not sure we vetted him hard enough. (laughs) You vetted me for being a cultist, not for being a good pilot. Good pilot. Well, as long as they're safely in Darwin, I guess we'll check in with Matteo later. Yeah. Um, we need to still focus on packing the um, jeeps, and someone is going to have to go and requisition the explosives. Um, none of us are Australian citizens, so someone is going to have to go and do a load of paperwork and become the responsible person in charge of looking after the explosives. Hmm. Oh. Not you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Why not me? Uh, because you used to work for the cult with a bloody tongue, and I'm not giving you a load of dynamite. <laughs> if uh... I wanted to kill you, I'd have done it already. No, you'd have tried, and you'd have died. <laughs> <laughs> you and me are good friends, Walter, I say. Anyway, <laughs> gentlemen... Um... Uh, I was thinking possibly Mitch or Father Eduardo should take care of the explosives. We, we don't want to burden that with the lady. I, um, I'd suggest possibly Mitch. I don't think uh, a man of the cloth procuring <laughs> explosives is a good image. <laughs> well, then he might be the fire and brimstone kind who's going to bring the word. That's how much... Well, that's, that's a lot of fire, a lot of brimstone. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I, can, I can go and get some explosives. 
Father, don't don't you uh, paint that collar of yours? <laughs> Thank you, Mitch. I appreciate it. I, is that a saying? Paint me. I don't know. Anyway, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a saying if you repeat it often enough. Uh, Mitch, why don't you take Rebecca with you? Um, he hands you a slip of paper with the address on. This is the mining supply company that we want to use. Um, they need someone to go there in person, fill out the forms and such. Sounds good. So, Rebecca, shall we go? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Nick, you take a truck and drive across town towards the explosives supplier. Uh, <laughs> and Eduardo, what are you two doing? Good question. Um, we got the food, we got the trucks, we got the fuel, we got tents and stuff, we got weapons. Have we got everything? What things do people take into the outback that we don't have? Those hats with the little like the corks. corks on, yeah. <laughs> uh, the bush ranger hats. We bought like appropriate clothing, right? Yeah. We did buy appropriate clothing for a desert. Good. Leather chaps for everyone. Um. They have asses in them. <laughs> They're not asses. I'll, I'll let you clarify that. Uh, roll me your um, intelligence. Am I part of this? Yep, you're there too. Okay. I have an idea. Uh, intelligence, my dump stat. Uh, you both go and bother Mackenzie to see what else you might need. You know, <laughs> you're an expedition expert. Uh, he asks you to go to uh, a fishing shop. There, there's loads of lakes. If we look at... Oh, yeah, Percival Lakes. We're going through... That we are going to be entering a region full of lakes. Now, Lake Disappointment is no good because it is a saltwater lake. That's disappointing. That's why why it's called Lake Disappointment. It's it's full of. (laughs) So, so, you know, you're you're traveling through the desert. There's this massive, uh, you know, huge lake. It's like like seventy five mile cross massive lake, full of water you can't drink. That's why it's called Lake Disappointment. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Australia has some pretty good place names, I have to admit. Besides, I thought, I thought we weren't going anywhere near Lake Disappointment. You're not going anywhere near. You're going near these lakes up here, the Percival Lakes, and they do have fish in. And fishing will supplement our food, so you need to go buy rods, tackle, bait, fishing baskets, you know, fishing gear. So that you guys can help supplement the food with fish. Fish live in salt water. They do, yes. But right. Lake Disappointment is so salty, they don't. Oh. I was going to say, they might be like self-salting fish and chips. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, Man, I want fish and chips. We're having fish and chips tonight. Peter's cooking it. Ooh. We're having chicken. Well, Lake, Lake Disappointment was renamed last December. Well, what is it called now? Family <laughs> uh, Delivery Service. <laughs> uh, Goomboo Pindle. It's an uh, Aboriginal name. 
Ah. Yes, they are, they are going around and um, basically going, we should probably set these things back to what they were supposed to be called in the first place. <laughs> Just uh, instead of the first word that someone thought of when they saw it. <laughs> yes. Anyway, Mitch and Rebecca, you arrive at the mining suppliers. Um, an elderly lady with her hair drawn back in a really tight white bun uh, Ushers you into our office. So, Mr. Jarvan, is it? I was told to expect you. Yes, we, we're, we're in need of some explosives. We're, we're going to um, a mine and, uh, you know, prospecting and uh, need some need some explosives if you've got some. Fair enough. I'll need your paperwork, your passport. Ah, you see, there's... Rebecca, what... Do you have um, some? Sorry, sorry, Rebecca. What, what do you have the papers with you? Me, um, if it's papers like that, you'll probably need to speak to Walter. Yeah, I, I'm ever so sorry. I think we've we've left them. Um, I know it's I know it's a bit of an irregularity, and I don't don't mean to in like you know like cause a problem, but you won't be able to sort of like. Just take our word and, and kind of give us the explosives anyway. Roll me your charm, persuade, or fast talk, whichever one is highest. It's uh, a good question. Which one's highest? Is the hedgehog man? We have a tiny. What was it? It was fast talk, persuade, or, or charm, whichever one is highest. <laughs> I like that Nido seems to be partially submerged by desert. Whoa! <laughs> run! Uh, Mitch well. is charming, charm personified. Uh, this old grandma, like, she must be in her early 70s running an explosive depot. Um, <laughs> while, he's, while he's been talking, he's just been undoing his fly the whole time. <laughs> While she's putting on the front of I need the paperwork, she clearly means start putting money on the counter and the paperwork will be done. And Mitch and her hit it off and you're charming and the money Walter gave you is exchanged and you come away with 10 crates of dynamite. Each crate contains eight sticks of dynamite. And there is a box of uh, detonators, clockwork detonators, and a huge drum wheel of uh, cable. Drum wheel. One of those massive wheels full of cable. Oh, God, this is sounding too much like Satisfactory now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have so much cable now. And some slugs. Ah, uh, power slugs. And armad- armadillo. Armadillo. I want, I want a lizard doggo. You can't have a doggo. Oh, you, you, you uh. missed it earlier. I told Arona I befriended a doggo, but he clipped into a wall and I couldn't get him out again. So I don't <laughs> Okay, we're not talking real life here. No. <laughs> no, no, I did not. No, no, no. He just, doggo. he just pushed a dog into a cliff. <laughs> Terrible. Flint is Flint is a fucking monster. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen Kemi for months. 
He claims he's been banished to Temmie's office, but when was the last time any of us saw Temmie? A long time ago, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, thought he, I, I thought he showed up at Christmas. He's dead, he's dead. it's fine. <laughs> well, Rebecca, that was rather successful. Yeah, uh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Rebecca, I thought we'd have been stuck there for quite a long time. <laughs> Was there anything else we needed uh, for the for for our expedition? Uh, I, I saw that. Let me have a think with my intelligence. I don't know if there's anything else we need, though. By the way, out of character, I, I quite like that. In completely independently, both Foxby and I came up with the ruse that we are prospecting in mines rather than going to an expedition. <laughs> it's it's handy for when the, the authorities start asking earlier, where did all the dynamite go? <laughs> oh, sure. It's it's fine. But when I go to the shops and try and buy some cyclonite and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just prospecting. I get on a fucking register. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to blow up the Houses of Parliament. Wink! <laughs> <laughs> See, the wink is the problem. <laughs> if not, Rebecca, I guess we should go back. Yeah, okay. Go back and drive real carefully. <laughs> <laughs> you also get a... Um, one box of someone at the front door. <laughs> 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 just tell Craig there's someone at the door. Well, did uh, Craig's front door used to have like a like a jaunty ding dong or something? I think Craig stopped jaunty the jaunty ding dong. Oh, I should probably write down this time so I can cut out the bit about his Craig's jaunty ding dong <laughs> <laughs> and add it to the soundboard. Uh, <laughs> you haven't cut out any of the other times you've talked about his jaunty ding dong. <laughs> Does anyone have a guess of what this is? Because I don't remember ordering anything. <laughs> I mean, is it addressed to you, Craig, or your wife? Yes, it's addressed to me. I'm, I'm not expecting it at all. Oh, exciting. It's something you kickstarted. <laughs> it might be. I have kickstarted plenty of things. Strontium I mean, rods. This has interrupted our discussion of Craig's jaunty ding dong. Yeah. 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 I want to know what Craig's got now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The game will not continue until Craig's finished op- doing an unlive unboxing stream for Unbox, us. Unbox. Unbox. It's a pan. Not just a pan, it's a really good cast iron skillet. Ah, gonna, so it, yeah. it is. It is for Michelle. It's a new murder weapon. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Michelle. Yeah, See, I mean, you know, this is how you do a size comparison. You know roughly what the size <laughs> of my head is. <laughs> Your head is quite small, so those pans are very large. <laughs> this one very large. Now you can clang them together, Craig. Clang them together. Don't yeah. clang them together. I spent too much on these pans to risk clanging. You could lightly <laughs> tap them for us. Smash. So we can hear the noise. Yay! Yay! Oh, the steering llama's back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, please. Please, can we get a clean cut of that? And we'll just... We can cut that in for all of the bits for Tibet. (laughs) Absolutely will not. Who's this we? (laughs) (laughs) It's the royal we, you know. We're not fixing it in post. Oh. 
Foxby, as I was saying before Craig got some pans, um, <laughs> because of the jaunty ding-dong, um, <laughs> you also get a box of plastic explosives. Of plastic explosives? Yeah, so that you can mould them around rocks and such to blow Ooh. them out better than just uh, jigging, jamming a stick of dynamite in. See, that ch- that charm really worked. <laughs> <laughs> You've got rewarded. You've got you, you, your your truck is now a uh, bomb. Like, <laughs> Russia, yeah, I'm not riding in your truck. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, "Yeah, Mitch, you drive that truck way back over there." I should have left a number in the box. I, I don't know. If... Anyway, uh, does anybody want a cigarette? <laughs> uh, Mitch, roll drive. Oh no, now our roll drives have slightly more. Oh, that was worse. That was <laughs> Are you just drinking vodka out of a bottle, Foxy? It's not vodka, it's water. It looks like a bo- vodka bottle, Fox. Look, look, that can say anything. Medium vodka. Medium vodka. <laughs> extra, extra fine perlig. Yeah. He- he um he he has a very delicate metabolism and can only drink water that's very expensive. <laughs> if if it doesn't come in a glass bottle, he can't drink it. <laughs> the ultimate. It's than Evian. He uh, um he doesn't know that when I'm there, I just refill all his bottles from the tap. <laughs> Do you see all the um? Anyway, you guys have bought a load of explosives. Yay. Uh, Jack and um, Eduardo, you arrive at the fishing shop. Uh, there is a young 20-something uh, chap. He's wearing, um, you know, uh, plain old clothing. His blonde hair, and he's all like, "Good day," as you come in. Good day. Um, yeah, um, we would like to purchase some fishing equipment. We're on a trip out into the desert via some lakes. We were hoping to, you know, catch oh, a few fish while we're out there. Uh, you need this type of rod, this kind of bait. Uh, he mm-hmm. takes you through. Roll me your charm, fast talk, or persuasion, whichever was highest, Eduardo. <laughs> yeah, I'm not persuading anybody. Uh, you're halfway through the conversation when he asks you if you're a man of the cloth. Man of, <coughs> man of what? Sorry, man of the cloth. Uh huh. And he kind of stops and is like, oh, I'm sorry, sir, we don't have anything you need. Really? It sounded like you had plenty of stuff a moment ago. Oh, no, mistake, sir. We um, we don't have anything in right now. Completely sold out of everything. He says with, like, you know, racks of fishing poles and bait and stuff. That's suspicious. Oh, I've, uh, I hope I haven't said anything to offend you. Um... No, 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 you haven't said anything to offend me, but I'm uh, sorry, sir, we can't sell you anything. Oh, that's disappointing. Um, yeah, maybe you should uh, 
think about, you know, a career. So, oh. good good day. <laughs> good afternoon. Oh, what's up with him? It's a priest. You don't, you don't blackball a priest. <laughs> if you're an atheist, you might. Like uh, Jack, roll me your intelligence at hard, please. I, I'm getting an echo whenever some people talk. Someone is echoing. It might be me, Ham. Talk, talk, talk. Talk. Yeah, it was you, Fox. You would have to be a pretty face on the camera. <laughs> uh, Jack, that's your owner. Hello. Roll your uh, intelligence, please, at hard. Ah, uh, my dump stat. Ah, <clears throat> uh, yes, you pass. I'm going to send you a message. Oh. As you and the father step back outside of the bait stop shop, you realise this. Ah, uh, it was the satanic bait shop. Uh, <laughs> um. Oh, no, I say as we step outside. Is there a problem, Jack? Um. He, uh. He, uh, I, I think he's a member of the cult. What? Um, yeah, he, he, his name's Claude. He works for Wycroft in, um, Concudgery. Uh, I, I didn't know he worked there. I, I think he knows we're here. Also, he knows I'm here. That's, that's bad. Yeah. Um, oh. He turns oh, the sign to closed and locks the door, and uh, then you see him scootling into the back room. I think we have to kill him, I say. <laughs> Can we try and at least incapacitate him before we right. get round to that <laughs> extreme? Alright, but I think we have to stop him making that phone call. Okay. Uh, is there a back door? You scoot around the back of the building, uh, just in time to see him climbing onto a motorbike. Oh god, uh, Chase! <laughs> Stop! Yay! I shout. Roll your fighting ball in both of you. Oh, you no. Jump, now in. this is a dump stat. Uh, <laughs> where is? I don't think I have this. Where is it? Oh, there we go. Bottom of the left column. Yeah. Oh, luck it, luck it. I'm going to spend six luck. Okay, uh, Father Eduardo is useless. He's all like, "Stop!" And just stands there. You jump <laughs> and tackle the guy off his motorbike. You roll down the other side. I sit astride him and I'm like, we just want to buy some fishing <laughs> Really, it would be much better for him to just sell us the stuff and then, and then fuck off immediately afterwards. And we'd have been none the wiser. Yeah. Um, right, isn't it a turn tracker? Hang on, I'm just sorting it out. Okay. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. We Are we doing fight. a thing? We're doing a thing. <laughs> a fight. A fight. Jack, you're first. You're sitting astride in. You've tackled him off his motorbike in the alleyway behind this, this fishing shop. Um, he doesn't seem to be surrendering. He's struggling against you. 
Oh, I mean, like, um, if he's still moving around a bit, I'm going to just punch him in the face a lot. Yeah, well, fight him, ball him, but with a bonus dice, because you're sitting on top of him. I am athwart the gentleman. Uh, uh, it's a, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to spend the luck. Oh, really? What is that? 18, 18? luck. Oh, uh, I could. I've got quite a lot of luck. Okay. No, no, I'll, I'll let him flail. He's flailing around. Uh, Eduardo, what are you doing? Uh, am I close enough to get in on this or do I need to spend uh, the turn approaching? You can run over and get in on this. All right, I'll... <laughs> there are people looking out the window there's a priest just beating this boy. In the <laughs> The power of Christ compels you. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? It's an exorcism. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just looking through my spells, see if I've got anything, but I don't think. Oh, you've got to break out the magic. Awesome. Well, no, no, no. I don't think I can because there's nothing useful in this situation. Um, Father Eduardo, you can totally use uh, Mind Blast. No, because Mind Blast, I've got a note on it. That says not yet learnt. You could just read it out of the book. <laughs> I'm not doing that in the middle of the street. What about the Wrath of Pazuzu? Again, not learnt. The Mist of Raleigh, so no one can see you. Take care then of we Then we won't be able to see him. Yes, but currently Jack is sitting on top of him. Oh, I suppose. But it's not it's not learnt again. <laughs> oh. Oh, I need right. to spend time learning, but I've been preparing for this bloody expedition. <laughs> uh, oh. How about Call Forth the Sun? No. Um, can I... I'm just wondering. Can I, like, use my hat to muffle him? <laughs> you can. Roll me your uh, dexterity. De- oh. Woo! <laughs> Uh, yeah, as he's trying, as he opens his mouth to scream for help, you stuff your hat into his mouth and then just kind of hold his jaw shut around the hat so he can't shout. Yeah. Uh, Does Flinty have one of those black floppy priest hats? He's a Catholic priest, so probably. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he punches you, Jack. Ow. He does two damage as he clocks you on as he's flailing around trying to escape from you and the father and it's back to you jack um god i'm not armed am i because you went shopping yeah yeah i went went shopping i wouldn't have brought a gun shopping in australia who knows now australians fucking hell can't even go you had a track we would like to formally apologize to the people of australia (laughs) (laughs) let's be honest here if you're not a native to Australia and you are legally allowed to carry a gun in Australia, or at least you even owned a gun in Australia, are you seriously telling me you wouldn't have carried it? Yeah, in you a need- place where most of the whole country is trying to kill you. Yeah, you, you need you need one just to get rid of the spiders to get yeah, to the exactly. shops. Exactly. Um. Oh, I'm going to punch him again in the face with my hands. Fight him, Bob. 
Look at those guys, because you're on top of them. Stop fidgeting, I say. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Come right. on, bonus. Yay, there we Yay, go. Yay, that's a better number. Roll a d6. <laughs> 388 damage. Oh. <laughs> on 1d6. <laughs> Oops, I accidentally punched him down to the core of the earth. You managed to punch his lights out. He is unconscious and lying underneath you. Father Eduardo extracts his hat, which is now damp with saliva. Oh, I'll clean that later. Oh, Struth, I say. This poor boy's fainted. Let's get him back into his store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose we could just get him in for now. Um, you carry the poor, poor boy back into his fishing shop. <laughs> oh, he looks like he might, you know, he might hurt himself when he wakes up. Let's tie him up with all this fishing wire. <laughs> you tie just the boy so he's up. safe. And you gag the boy. Okay, you now have an unconscious 20-year-old boy tied up with fishing wire and gagged with Father Eduardo's hat. And a bunch of fishing twine. I'm patting my pockets, and I realise it's because I'm looking for the ritual dagger. (laughs) I I stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) You are fine. Uh, What are you guys doing? You now have a 20-year-old hostage. Um... Um... If you can keep an eye on him, I might be able to go and get um, Walter. See what we can see where we can put him, or maybe we can, uh, you know, use Walter's influence to maybe get him locked up in in the jail. I can, I can resolve this situation, Father. <sighs> I know you were part of the cult, but there are better ways to deal with people than. Resorting to violence, well, extreme violence. <laughs> the um, ultra violence. Yeah, yeah, come, my dear. It's like, no, father, I was going to murder him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I tell you what. Um, I'll I'll run the shop for a little while, and you go you go and get Walter and tell him that we've taken a hostage. All right. Okay, and Father Eduardo leaves, walking back across the harbour. It's about a 15-minute walk to Harbour Master's building. What are you doing, Jack? He didn't say anything about not prizing his kneecaps off. He didn't, no. (laughs) (laughs) We need to Um, take care of this problem, and there's a sewer grate out back. (laughs) Um, No, I'm trying to to be good. I'm only doing one murder a week. Um, I... I go around the store collecting all the uh, all the fishing stuff we need. Uh, I'm I'm occasionally making polite conversation with the guy, even though he's muted. He's um, <laughs> gagged and unconscious. I'm like, do you think these are better than these ones? Yeah, you're probably right. Ah! <laughs> oh, these ones look expensive. I'll take some of these. Hmm. What's what's that you say? Look in the till. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Okay, Eduardo, as you are arriving back, uh, you see 
Rebecca and Mitch drive up into the yard round back of the building. Oh, that could be useful timing. Car is that? It's a Jetsons car. Look, I haven't been outside in seventeen months. I don't even remember what a car is. <laughs> it's one of those models, isn't it? You're they're the thing. They're the things with the legs, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like six stories tall, three legs. They walk. You can bounce on their back. They go ooh la. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, when you two arrive, I grab Walter as well. She's like, we may have a little problem. So when, we just went to the fishing store, and the owner is part of the cult. Fortunately, we managed to knock him unconscious before he was able to uh, alert. I'm having problems with my audio. Hang on. Yeah, fortunately, we were able to uh, r- render him unconscious before uh, he could al- alert for help. But, uh, yeah, we need to deal with him. I don't know if we can throw him in a jail or something, but, yeah, we need to deal with that now. He's a member of the cult, correct? Yes. Why are we keeping him alive? They want to, they seek to destroy us all. That's a good point, Mitch, but... It's a bit hard to commit a murder and hide it. <laughs> I'm Honestly, right there. <laughs> I, I mean, for all, for all I know, the, the problem could be dealt with by the time we get back because Jack's there, but hopefully he won't. Uh... Wait, you left Jack alone with a member of the cult. Well, see it as an opportunity to prove himself. And if he hasn't, if he's on the phone to Huston right now, selling us out... I have faith in him, all right? Anyway, can we deal with the chap who will definitely sell us out first? I thought thought he said he's on the phone to Haster. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. (laughs) Hello. Hello, Hello, this is Haster. Okay, fine. Um, Why don't we bring the boy, take a truck, bring the boy back here, and I will pay some doctors to keep him sedated for a few weeks. Sounds good. Are we the baddies? <laughs> I'm wondering that. <laughs> well, I don't normally condone this behaviour, but they are the cult. Okay, I won't resort to murder, but yeah. <laughs> I can have him locked away in a asylum or something. You don't need to resort. I- I'll happily, happily use one of my knives. It's not a problem. No murders! Look, there's an asylum in Perth, okay? We'll ship him to Perth, sedated because he's had a psychotic episode, and we'll pay for a really nice padded room for him to be locked in for a month or two. He did did assault a priest after all. That's good enough uh, excuse for needing to send him away. Father Eduardo furiously flipping the uh, days since the party have done a murder counter back down from one to zero. <laughs> we don't even have a two for that meeting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I thought the church liked killing people at, at a stake or a good old fashioned hanging or. Well, burning, burning at the stake, yeah. <laughs> in the good old days perhaps 
Yeah, but you you are calling them the good old days. <laughs> Pesky murder laws. Always stopping yeah. off fun. You uh, take a truck to the fishing shop. You load up all of uh, Jack's purchases of fishing equipment. Then you load up your prisoner, and Walter takes care of things. He gets a doctor. The poor boy has had, you know, the story is he's, he's had a bit of a psychotic breakdown, and, you know, Walter's employer is a philanthropist. You know, the poor boy's clearly been working too hard. And once he's been happily sedated, he's packed into a plane and shipped off to that asylum in Perth that you lived in for two weeks. I don't know. I don't know what happened. He just passed out, and then all of his organs fell out. <laughs> did you murder him jack i didn't murder him no. like i said i'm I trying to, i'm trying to be good i haven't murdered anyone for like six months uh yes yeah, so on cold ship, turkey <laughs> you shipped the poor 20 year old cult member to an asylum to be locked in a padded room for six months the fact that he doesn't actually need any psychiatric treatment, well, he might do, actually. He's a member of the cult. Mm. But Walter's money is good with the asylum in Perth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Vander Cash is good pretty much the world over. Just, <laughs> just basically kidnapped an Australian, destroyed his life. Um <laughs> Uh, uh, later on that day, I'm not, do you think we should burn the shop down? Um, no. Did you find like a secret temple or anything? We didn't. We didn't look around to make sure there wasn't anything like you know culty there. Maybe we should pop back. It seems like a good idea. Yeah, when it's dark, so no one sees. Mm. Let's I mean, hopefully, cover hopefully, hopefully, it's only just you know a shop front. It, well, it's just a genuine shop, and he's just stationed there, and there's nothing more to it. But yeah. Let's just... okay, well, you four go back tonight, says Walter, and have a look. Thank you, Walter. Meanwhile, in Darwin... Can I just ask, are we stopping for lunch shortly? Shortly, yeah. I'm just setting up Darwin. All right, thank you. Uh, you, Matteo, Chai, and Hugo, no? You, uh, Hugo, you know, Hugo, no. Okay, okay fine. You are staying at the Victoria Hotel, which is near the airfield. Darwin itself is quite a small town, but it's surrounded by a large shanty town. Like lots of wooden shacks and things are built up around the centre of the town. Um, its main thing is the port, uh, where settlers mostly undock to start moving into the Northern Territory um, Land Appropriations Programme. And uh, people travel out into the great sandy desert and such to do prospecting. Uh, your cargo plane is here, ready, good for you to go. Uh, but the three of you have to investigate Randolph shipping. Do I have to investigate Randolph shipping? I thought those two were investigating Randolph shipping. They are, but you could either sit around in Darwin and do nothing, you know, or you could join in. Yeah, you can you can mash the plane. Play the game. Plane, you can chip in. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I am I am a pilot. As much as you might not be part of the team in a proper way just yet, you can just keep sitting on the periphery, 
<laughs> and hope not to get dragged into this, then just die like all your other characters. <laughs> or uh, you can just no, die. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, uh, just a second. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you guys would kind of need to come to me and t- uh, kind of ask me to come with you because I wouldn't know what you're doing per se. All I was doing to do is the, the plane. That is, remember, last episode we were meant to have already been in Darwin by about three hours of gameplay before this episode, but you got us lost, so we haven't <laughs> got to the planning stage now that we're here yet. <laughs> That's what we're trying to do now. <laughs> womp, womp. W- would you have just sort of been like, can you help us, help me for the purpose? Yes, we're about can you help- to start roleplay okay. now, I believe. Okay, let's do the, let's do the roleplay thing. Okay, so role you gather together in someone's room in the hotel, ready to start discussing your plan about Randolph shipping. You've asked Hugo to join you because he might be useful. Where we left our intrepid heroes and Hugo... Uh, I'm not feeling loved here. You flew them to Tibet. (laughs) It's not Timbuktu, but it's close enough. It turned out well. It's not even in the same hemisphere. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, it ain't close. It's not like just a little jaunt between Milton Keynes and, I don't know, Ipswich. You went to a different continent. Honestly, you do what you offer to fly people in your pre- private plane. Like, just take the Mickey out of you. Go, no. Oh, you didn't fly us to the right place. Oh, we nearly died. <laughs> anyway, you were staying in the Victoria Hotel in Darwin. It's a nice little hotel. Darwin only has two hotels. It is the biggest city in the entire Northern Territory with a whopping population of 1,200 people. Most of them are transients who are heading out into the desert prospecting or are just stopping over before they head inland to stake their claim on a piece of land. What is your plan? You have gathered in Chai's room to talk. So... We're here to investigate Randall shipping, right? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, that was. Uh, oh yes, that in character thing we were going to. What? What? What exactly is the plan there? I'm a bit. Um, I was mostly focused on flying the plane. Yeah, yeah Matteo, weren't we um, meant to be doing some less than um, above board investigating potentially? Uh, like investigating this, um, uh, what do you call it? This, yeah, yeah, the, the shipping <laughs> place to to figure out what's going on there because of the artifacts that seem to go through there. <clears throat> so, I would suggest, I don't know, I'm not an expert in these kind of things, would it maybe be an idea for one of us who's not going to be visiting out of hours. <clears throat> so, looking at you, Hugo, to maybe 
go and make there and make some inquiries, like maybe you need them to manufacture some plane parts for you or something. Um, what 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 do what are what are they know? Just to remind me and also tell me in character, what are, what is their thing that they allegedly do? Uh, oh, of course, this is the shipping, not the manufacturing of the parts. That happened in England, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm. I can't exactly ask them to ship the thing. <laughs> no, but you could still turn up and ask them to maybe look into what their pricing would be for importing some sort of aeronautical goods that aren't made here, maybe. Uh... Potentially. Yeah, you could ask them maybe how much it would cost to ship a plane. Yeah, yeah, all sorts of things. Well, my, my point is, you go there and have an eyes around the place to see what sort of personnel they've got wandering around and stuff, at least during the day. We, on the other hand, could go to a library or the local records office to see if we can find some blueprints for the building, maybe. Seems reasonable. Um, okay. Um, uh, Reset, can I, like, do a roll to think of a thing that I would ask them to ship, like, out of my knowledge of being an airplane smith? I don't know out of character what I would ask them to do. As my cover. No, just ask them what their shipping rates are. I, I can't hear you, Russell, you're breaking up a bit. Just go in and talk to them like Craig and Peter suggested. Ask them to ship things. How much will it cost me to ship X? How much will it cost me to ship Y? Okay. Fair enough, I'm just wanting to make sure I don't like walk in there and I'm like, ooh. Because I out of character didn't do something. Um, I mean, one thing it might be useful to do is if you can think of anything that would be either highly valuable or highly dangerous that requires shipping, that they might need some sort of specialised equipment to potentially handle to give you some sort of excuse to say... Maybe I could have a look at the area where it'd be stored and sh- and handled, just to ensure the quality of service. Maybe something like that. What? What kind of? What? What? I, I'd need an example of what kind of. What's the place that you want me to get a look at? The whole building, or as much of it as you can. Hmm. Um. Point is okay. to try and go there and get them to spill the beans without going, Oi, give me a guided tour of your whole building because my friends are planning to come here and rifle through everything in the dead of night. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to make sure that I don't like, you know get confused over what it is I'm speaking to uh, you know, blathering to them about so my so my cover is I'm going to be going in there saying, hey I'd like you to ship I've got 
some plane parts that I want to order from. I can say I've got some new plane equipment that I'm ca- that's coming from Europe, and it's going to be, you know, expensive and custom made, and I need to make sure it's kept safe because it's for a race and not it's not going to get seen by anybody. I'd like to inspect your facilities here for storage. Does that yeah. sound good? Maybe grease a few palms a little bit while you're at it, and then job done. Okay. Yeah, you're happy with that, Hugo? Yeah, okay, okay, that's fine. Like I say, I just wanted to clarify the plan before I'm go. If you're going, if you're go, if you're going to go in somewhere and lie a lot to people, you need to plan. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why we're doing that. That's fine. It's fine, Hugo. As long as you're happy and we're doing this, it's good. Good man. Right. So, um, me and Matteo, while you're doing that, if we go down to the library and see if we can get some plans in, that way you can kind of try and keep an eye on personnel, kind of, and their security measures, get a measure of the security measures particularly, and we can focus a bit more on the actual structure of the building, then we can compare notes, and then, well, over the next day or so, go for a more in-depth look. More in-depth look. Breaking and entering. Does that sound like a plan, Matteo? Sounds good to me. More in-depth. Emphasis on dead. (laughs) I think they have a plan, Russet. That was beautiful. Okay, so uh, Nido is going to Randall Shipping. I am. Travel down to the docks. Why does this camera make me so orange? You just are orange now. You're life as an orange man. You can be elected president now. But like, like, on my screen, I look like a normal human being. On that screen over there, the one that you're all seeing, I look like an orange man. You are an orange man. I'm not an orange man. You've, you own a grapefruit. You're the orange man. <laughs> Nobody owns a grapefruit. Don't at me. <laughs> I, I'm going to preserve you a grapefruit in resin as a, uh, you know, an emergency snack. Just crack it open. Have a plan. Sorry, I was just getting the page ready. You arrive at Randolph Shipping. Uh, Hang on, I just need... How do I do this? They've changed how something works. Hello, I'm Randolph, Randolph Shipping. You've come to the wrong place, I'm afraid. 
Oh, you're looking for Randolph Shipping Incorporated. Ah, this is awkward. Looks like this, Nino. It's a small whitewashed building with two, several narrow windows at the front and a set of double doors. The double doors are open and you can see a... Uh, dark-skinned gentleman uh, lugging boxes back and forth inside through the double doors. I uh, approach the doors and let a knock on uh, one of the open doors. Hello? Okay. Um, The younger... Young man looks at you, blinks, and he's like, oh, um, uh, uh, boss, boss, man. <laughs> and a couple of seconds later, a, a very large man dressed in a crumpled dark suit wanders in from the dockside. He shuts the door to the docks behind him and is like, oh, hello, uh, come in, come in. How can I help you, sir? I come in. Uh, I off my hat. Take off my hat. Uh, hello. Um, I was wondering if I could have a chat with you about. Um, well, I'm I'm wanting to have a, a a shipment sorted out that needs to be kept a little bit. Um, you know, uh, safe, secure, low key. Um, my name's uh, Hugo Dawson. I'm a Pilot, um, uh, right here for uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 a racing pilot, and I'm looking to get uh, I'm looking to get some new engine parts shipped over. I don't want any of my uh, uh, friendly competition to know what I'm getting before I before I surprise it surprise them with it on the track. If you know what I mean. Well, my shipping company is all about the discreet shipping, sir. Uh, no trouble at. <laughs> Just give me a moment, sir. Presses buzzer under desk. Yeah, thinking that as well. I was going to say this. This has blundered into an obvious trap all over it. (laughs) He pulls the doors shut behind you and invites you over to his desk. He introduces himself (laughs) as uh, Toddy Randolph carefully positions a chair on a big taped X on the floor and is like, please sit. <laughs> um, so, where do you need to get things from? And when do you need them by? Well, well that's into the cost of what I've got available. But I can get anything you like into the port here. No questions asked, no records made no uh... Uh, I, 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 I flag him down it's like okay I don't it's not uh, it's nothing it's nothing uh, uh, it's nothing above four oh, well I say it's it's all it's, sorry yes it's all above board it's just you know I need to keep it it's, uh, you know I, I you don't want any leaks that's so, kind of thing you know I understand I can get anything you like in and out without anyone noticing or asking any questions uh, okay, yeah, I know. It's like, um, okay, well, uh, my my main. Uh, so I kind of go through and I list out some 
a few kind of engine specifications and things. I'm kind of lots of things that kind of like I I wouldn't expect him to know what I'm talking about. Um, but it's like, but kind of just giving him a spiel like these sorts of things. Now I'm wanting to have uh, now I'll need to have it probably brought here, and then after it, and then because I'm going to be out and about um, uh, practice, practicing, I can only come I can only come pick it up now and then. I just wanted to see, uh, like, what what kind of facilities do you have here to like keep um, keep stuff safe? Because uh, I don't want to, because it's well, look, I can it's, assure you, my place is secure. No one, none of the locals will break in, Robert. I have the correct people arranged with arranged with made with the correct people so that the content of my warehouse is not disturbed. And there is some, he nods to the bed in the far corner. There is someone here all night, every night, making sure that our goods are safe and secure. So anything that is stored here is rarely left alone. If anything, maybe a few hours if we're at the pub. But the pub is only a couple of doors down, so we can easily keep an eye on the place. I I I laugh and not work. Yeah, I mean, you know, reasonable concession there. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, we're I, doing a ritual. I, that, that. <laughs> can I um, can I roll? Can I go for like a bit of charm? I'm sort of trying to build some camaraderie with the guy. Um, <clears throat> give him that sort of you know, happy smirk. Um, let's see what have I got here? Charm. Hopefully not coming across across as lame. Oh, you are lame. Unless I'm a bit lame. Uh, can I? Yeah, I'm good. I'm. Ooh, my luck's a bit low. Um, <laughs> uh, no, this is important. I will luck that by eleven and pay for this later. You guys owe me. Well, we'll see about that, won't we? <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> well, sounds like we can do business. He rattles off some prices for how much it will cost to ship things. Um, he's got a sailing ship he can ship it on. That costs less, but it's slower. There's a steamship he can use. Various prices for how much it will cost per day to store something here in the warehouse. Yeah, I... um. I blink at that and go, oh, um, yeah, now the tricky thing is how many things I can have in one shipment, because obviously I want to make as small a shipment as possible so that, you know, saves me money if I'm not carrying too much things. Um, Do you have a tape measure? And I I can just see how far, how much space you've got here. And then if uh, there's enough space, because I mean, like, there's possibly some wing components I could get in, but I really can't get. Those, those need to come in in like one thing. It's it's twenty meters long by ten meters wide. He happily rattles that off to you without giving you a tape measure. Yeah. Uh, we should be able to store wings. We can we can open the uh, large doors out on the docks, feed anything through, and hang them in the rafters if needed. Oh, you've got like um overhead storage thing. I say. Well, he points out that there are. Uh, rafters holding up the, the roof and he's got like a couple of winches for pulling stuff up you can see there are some boxes up there already but otherwise it's just the roof space mm. is, it, 
Is it the case that, uh, out of great question here, is it the case that those walls are only like half height then and then the and then the ceiling goes up higher over the top? Well, you can see in this picture over here. Oh, that one, yeah. It's got a normal roof. So it's just, oh, okay, it's no, I was just, I was just checking. It wasn't like, um, it wasn't like, like the, the, uh, you know, like the front, you know, like this is a half height room that doesn't have a complete wall that goes all the way to the roof, that kind of thing. Right, um, all the way to the roof, and then the roof starts. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like the roof goes all the way up to the top start of the roof. Yeah, no, no, no. Look, warehouses are weird sometimes, and have you know, you'll have like an office which isn't which is just kind of placed and plonked inside a bigger room. Um, uh, out of character, trying to think of a reason that I could get to see more facility. Um, trying to think. Um, I mean, I've, worked, I've, I've got the details that he's... Got a garden things, so that's something. Um, uh, he hands you a list of prices. The yep. sailing ship. He also gives you a timetable for when he is expecting the sailing ship to arrive next. Mm. I, uh, I, I've got. I, I pull out my um, like the racing schedule and start looking down to see uh, what times would. You know, when when would be the best gap that I could have parts arrive? Um, I was like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's I've got some things coming from that's yeah, mostly mainland Europe, um, but I've got a couple of things coming well, from the UK. Oh, we win travels back and forth between London and Shanghai, and then here, so we can easily fit your shipment into our schedule. Just um, in touch. I know. Um, um, I make a few notes and things. Um, uh, trying to think if there's a reason I can get into that. Uh, out yeah, correctly, I'd, um, I'd, I'd just like to have a look around. I'm quite nosy. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll let you just wander. You can see everything in the room, Nido. Yeah. No, no, no. It's a case of can I see further into the. I'm trying to think of if there's a reason I could, if there's a reason I could give incorrectly to ask to see more of the facility, but I can't reasonably think of one. Um, we'll happily show you to the door and look forward to hearing from you. I um, I nod to this. I say, okay, well, thank you very much. Um, I'll hope to be in contact in the next few days or so. If you don't hear from me, well. I'll, you know, lots of, a uh, uh, couple of other people to see, you know, uh, uh, gotta, gotta make sure I do all fair, fair due diligence. And, uh, but, yes, yeah. uh, you, you've got, you, you've got, uh, you've got, looks like you've got a pretty good facility here. He sees you out. Okay. And then slide the door shut. Cool. You, uh, they've been in there for probably about 45 minutes chatting away. Uh, uh, Chai and Matteo, what have you two been doing whilst uh, Hugo has been off being not charming? Schmoozy. I was technically alive. You're not coming through at all. You're just mumbling sounds. Uh, Well, I haven't changed anything in my setup, so... Oh, you're back now. 
Yeah, you sound alright now. Um, I, I was going to say we should probably stick close just in case of any commotion. Uh, I guess so. I mean, the, the plan was to try and get some plans, as in building blueprints, but... Yeah, but can we do anything that's, like, nearby to that, I mean? Possibly, I guess. Um, do we have to go far afield for it? We've heard there's a pub nearby, so if we headed down in that general direction a bit after him, just looking mm. for something to do in the area, we would yeah. So... Uh... It is a um, you're walking along the street along the dockside. There are mostly warehouses. There are five or six different uh, pubs serving various sailors um, and the sort stevedores who work on the docks. Uh, there is a official-looking building with a lighthouse attached to the top of it, which looks like it's the harbour master's building. And that's about it. And then there's several streets that head up into the centre of town. All right. Um... Probably stop at one of the pubs in the general area to get a small bite to eat and a drink then, I guess. Yeah. Let's do that. They roll your appearance, both of you. I appear... Why is this a <laughs> nightclub or something? Or uh, skill? Yeah, I know. Uh, hang on, hang on. Look, yeah. I'm I'm extremely sexy. The the main thing is you manage to blend in with the regular crowd. You don't stand out, despite being a um, Peruvian lad and a Japanese girl. Oh yeah, I put corks on my hat and everything. More, you're acting and talking and not drawing massive attention to yeah. yourselves, um, by standing out like two sore thumbs. Um, but yeah, you settle down, you have a drink, you order some food. Uh, the town is used to foreigners coming in and out all the time because it's the northernmost port. Mm. Uh between here and Indonesia. Okay. So you, you mingle and you settle in. Roll me your... Listen. Ah, well, I'm not so good stats. Uh, listen, 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 listen. Still got very bad listen. Oh, and I thought I had dumpstatted it. I just never put any points in it. The poor boy was born without ears. You must have some sort of congenital hearing problem. (laughs) Uh, I think of it more as I'm just not good at paying attention to what I'm hearing around me. That's fair. You two have a meal, you have a drink, um, Nothing untoward is really happening. The locals are chatting about this and that and their day. Mm-hmm. You don't really hear much of interest, sadly. Uh, well, if only I was a better listener. This page full of clues. I just won't get out to you. <laughs> I know there are clues here. 
I'll just, I'll just turn this page of clues. I'll just whip this page of clues out of the book and feed it into this candle, shall I? <laughs> we know out of character that this is the local cult pub. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a pub. You may well mean your spot hidden, however. Um. Oh. All right. Let's look. Uh, so good at looking, though. Whoa, 97! <laughs> Matteo's inner eyeball just opens, like his covered head just blinks open. And... and that admittedly is conspicuous. He isn't Calamity Ganon. <laughs> uh, Matteo, uh, after about 50 minutes, you spot um, Hugo walking down the street through the windows of the pub. He's heading back towards the hotel by the looks of it. Oh, Hugo's walking down the street. I say. Guessing mission successful and he's safe still. Well, we should go out and uh, reconvene, right? Not where we can be seen to be associating with him clearly. Near uh, but but we should go to. Probably go back to the hotel. Yeah, that's what I mean. Quickly, yeah, I guess. Maybe you, go, you arrive at the hotel. There's no sign of Chai or Matteo. You're on mute. I'll sit around and wait. That's nothing. Um, nothing they too uh, crazy. Like cool. No, they're fine. It's been half an hour. It's fine. We're fine. Uh, after wait. five minutes, they do sidle on in, and you all separately head upstairs, and we convene in Chai's bedroom. Uh, hello. Uh, how are you two doing? Well, we've we decided to keep an eye on you first before going anywhere else. So, yay, you're safe. What did we discover? Uh, well, I um, wasn't able to get too far into the building, but I have found they have a night watchman who sleeps in the front room. Um, they do have... I, I, re- I read them off the dimensions of the building. Um, then tell them... The, I can't remember numbers. You should have read mm-hmm. notes then. I don't write things down. Um, it was 20 meters by something. Yeah. Um, it's got, uh, it's fair, it's fairly secure at the front, but you know, I can, it's the, the, the run night watchman sleeps in a bed to the right side. So you might not, although it's a watchman, he probably sleep most of the night. Um, just is keeping in half ear out. So, you might be able, so you might be able to do, sort that out. Um, I wasn't able to see the back half of the place at all. I tried a few different ways to kind of suggest that maybe I could be let into the back, but they wouldn't let me. Um, I do have some details about what their shipping schedule is, but I don't know if you guys already have that or if that's a useful clue. We don't, as far as I'm aware. Oh well, I, I give them the copy of the shipping schedule. Um, uh, but. Other than that, um, I mean, it's it, it it just looks like you know it it looks like a perfectly reasonable warehouse. They've got some overhead storage areas in a high ceiling at the back. Um, I'm not quite sure what more I can really tell you. Okay. Again, it's they were they, he was cagey about letting me casually poke around his place of business, and I was not going to push it because you said they're a dangerous cult. <laughs> Did you see any other obvious points of entrance or exit? Windows, extra doors? 
Not really. They've got the. I mean, there's the doors to this. They'll obviously have the doors out onto the dock. Um, but they haven't. But there was only one way in or out of the front room, and that was either into the back or in through the front. Was was the front room like a little room inside of the bigger room of the warehouse? Or no, no, it's a separate room at the front. There's no egress. I check. I deliberately check for that and asked about it. Any windows in the ceiling of a warehouse? Or you didn't really see that, did you? No, I didn't see that. Uh, just small windows at the front of the um, front of the facility. It doesn't look like there's any. It's it's not going to be an easy thing to get in there without asking. Mm. Okay. I think our next best bet then probably is to get down to the library or town hall to try and get some blueprints. Hmm. Yeah, sounds good. Sorry, I could not be more help. That's okay, at least we know someone is on site all night. I mean, we kind of suspect that that already. But... They, um... I can't really say what I was going to say because um, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, you head into town. Where are you going? Uh, well, are you? Sorry, are you guys. So, are you going to? You two going to want me to join you for the break-in? Sorry, or shall I remain here now at the airport? Because if I if they see me around with you, suspicions. So maybe I should stay yeah, here. Point. It might be an idea for you to stay there now. Yeah, we should move separately when we okay. can. And mm-hmm. um, hotel right now, not the airport. Well, I mean, I won't go out and about with them until we're heading to the airport. I think. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. Hugo stays in the hotel. Matteo and Chai, what are you? Where are you trying to go? Is there a? Library or city hall, or where which would which would logically more be more like to have blueprints for something like this? Um, probably the city records office. Okay, we want to find the city records office then. Okay, roll me your luck. Oh wow. Spend 97 luck. No, that is being mean and you know it. But then you keep, you keep getting sad whenever I try to give you luck and you're like, oh, I can't have any more luck. I was not sad. I was not sad. Sounded like you were sad to me. No, no. I hadn't even considered the possibility I was getting something from finding out about my parents. Back to anything, I I've had a slight psychotic break from actually getting information about it, so I was surprised it panned out that way. You were in Shangri-La and protected. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, you find the City Hall. It is a small brick building. There is a young lady sitting behind the counter. She looks at you both. Um, can I help? Uh, hi, we're here doing some research for one of for our employer who is uh, doing a survey of the buildings of the town. We are wondering if we might be able to get access to some of the blueprints uh, of certain buildings down on the dock side. 
Blueprints? Hmm, as in construction blueprints. I don't know, think, know where you think you are, Mum, but, but this is Darwin. Um, people build whatever they want if they own the land. Ah. <laughs> what, what records are available? Uh, I... The town charter? The, I guess we'd have blueprints for the civic buildings. But, but yeah, I don't think, you know, we're, we're not like, you know, Canberra, where everything's recorded and has to be, be approved by committees. Uh, that's that's fine. I, I totally get that. Um, so... I mean, you're welcome to look through the records if you um, have an appointment. Oh, you, you know, I'm not sure we do have an appointment. Appointment fee is five Australian dollars each. Done. I assume we have some local funds, considering I've been here since before the party was here. Yeah, you have money. You you hand her ten dollars, um, and she gives you the key to the records room. Can I hand her a small tip as well as the fee? You can. I, I do this. I give her an extra two dollars on top. The record room is a small underground basement room with filing cabinets and one of those big plan chests with the long, slidey out drawers. Right, I guess we start looking to see if there is anything useful here. Well, your library use at extreme. <laughs> that was not library use. <laughs> no, that wasn't library use. Uh, I won't get an extreme, but it did that click? I'm not sure it did. No. Oh. oh dear, oh. That, that was yep. extreme. Don't bother. Um, Oh, all right. Uh, Chai, it's all going really well until you knock over a lantern. <gasps> flaming oil consumes the contents of a fi- uh, filing cabinet. And there's screaming and there's fire and there's dowsing and oil fire. And then you are both promptly kicked out. Well, that could have gone better. Sorry, I, I tuned out for five minutes and they've burned down the town hall. They set fire to the record room by knocking over an oil lamp. And promptly after, you know, fire, screaming fire and putting out the fire, uh, they got kicked out. I'm the cultist here. <laughs> you. Jesus. But I say otherwise. <laughs> so you're, you're back out on the street and, and the young receptionist and the mayor and the local sheriff have have ejected you from the town hall and made it quite clear you are not to come back after setting fire to their important civic documents. I... Once we're properly convened, I I say, what even happened? Um, I turned round, a lamp went falling, and here we are. Well, I guess that's not a plan anymore. I guess we'll just wing it. It's what we usually do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I laugh in character. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Plan winging it, then. Um... Uh I guess we get some dinner and wait for it to get dark. Mm. Nido, what are you doing with your afternoon off? 
Imploding. Okay, right. Nina has um, my work. my button not working. Um, okay, yeah, I could read my book a bit more. I forgot about the book. Don't forget about the book, Nido. Oh well, I mean, I know I've got the book. It's more of I forgot that it's a thing that I can do. Um, read. Let me open the book. Roll me your language to in the secret way. The secret way. Zoom whispering. Whisper is set. Oh, press button. Uh, you can cross off a day. I will cross off a day. Woo. Um, my mind has gone blank. I need a calculator. All right. No tick. Okay. You are reading your book. Uh, Chai and Matteo are gone for about an hour and a half, and then they return to find you reading in your room. Um, I pop book down. Um, what would you? Uh, how'd it go? How'd how'd it go out there? Did you find what you did? <laughs> we burnt it all, or rather, I did. It's not Matteo's fault. Mm. I laugh, assuming you're obviously making a joke. No, no. I laugh too. <laughs> Literally burned. What? <laughs> what? Um, what happened? Knocked a lantern over. Yeah, uh, I don't. I feel like I'm now no longer the person who made the most stupid mistake on this trip. (laughs) They don't like it when you set fire to the building, it turns out. Uh. (laughs) What do you get? I I kind of just like, well, now what do you, well, now what's the plan? Are we still investigating this place? Tonight, or we're using a special technique that we like to call making it up as we go along. Um, now that's the new plan. I guess we can't really burn the warehouse down tonight. If we do, they might connect the two fires thinking that we're serial arsonists. Mm. That would be bad. Yeah, it would be bad if someone um, thought we were serial arsonists because we did some serial arson. (laughs) (laughs) How dare they accuse us of this crime we're committing? (laughs) To be fair, one of them would have been accidental. (laughs) I didn't mean to burn him. Um... But yeah, we're planning to go ahead with it anyway. I'm sure it'll be fine, or we'll die horribly. One of the two. Mateo, okay. Some sort of mask or anything to cover up your identity tonight, just in case we are spoiled. Um. Do you have a mask of Nyasukov? I don't like to go in disguise, um, but you may have a point. Uh, I. Do I even have a disguise skill? I'm not sure. Uh, I yeah. No, I accidentally rolled my feline. Ignore that. I did not suddenly start speaking in cat. Your your disguise is you're going as no. Uh, 
I mean, if he critically fails at talking in feline, he just continues talking in English, right? <laughs> no mewling happened here. Um, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm just get a sock and cut you some eye holes in it. Yeah, I have base disguise skill. I have disguise of five. Um, so I think it's accurate if, if I say it's not really my style. Fair enough. Um, yeah, fair enough. Mateo in disguise. I mean, if they recognize me, I feel like we've got bigger problems. Possibly. Here, you settle down to wait for the evening, then? What's that, sorry? You settle down to wait for the evening? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think so. Meanwhile, in Port Headland... Ooh. Ooh. Things are happening. In the land of Port Head... Ooh, port. I could have port. Mm. No, no, you're not allowed any port. You have too much port. Yeah, you can't have port. It gives you gout. Yeah, you'll have gout now. You're only allowed port if you've bought enough for the whole class and share it with us. Well, probably, but you'll have a hard time getting to it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Foxby's been chugging that neat vodka all afternoon, so uh, who knows what state he's in by now. Press <laughs> <laughs> his new button. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what are you guys doing in Port Headland? Uh, I thought we were going to wait until the evening and then uh, return to the fishing shop to uh, oh, yeah. turn the place over looking for clues. Yes, yeah. you were indeed. Let me turn to Port Headland. I mean, I was going to go because I was a cultist and I know what to look for. And I was going to bring Mitch along because he looks tough and uh, can assist me in beating up anyone else who hides in there. Mm. Rebecca and Eduardo, are you letting them go alone or are you going to go along and help too? I'll go along. I'm good at finding things. So you're taking uh, a reporter who's very good at being nosy. Good idea. And mm. the Catholic priest, are you going? Uh, yeah, come on. Father Eduardo, action priest. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I should because I was there earlier. You I already. Just, I just want to learn my bloody spells. <laughs> you've, you've already <laughs> smothered a boy. You're complicit. Yeah. No, you, you can stay if you want. Sorry, if you. No, 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 no. It does make sense to go. I'll do. I was, do I was only trying tonight. to involve you in the group. If you want to stay and read spells, that's fine. No, it's fine. I can do a bit of reading later in the at night. I'm really going to look forward to it when you really need a specific spell. And like, I haven't learned it yet. Oh, okay. Catholic fine, I'll just read stay. it blind from the book as you suggested. Catholic priests staying up all night to learn dark spells, and you say I'm the bad guy. <laughs> hey, you can blame Nal for writing that fucking book. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> it's Why the gift you... that keeps on giving. Why would you create an artifact? <laughs> we uh, we return under cover of darkness. You return under cover of darkness and let yourself in the back door. I'm just going to go grab a bottle of water because I need to take my pills. Well, all right then. You can all admire me as I walk past on Peter's screen. You synchronized waving. Shit, there he is. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just frame him behind you. Like. <laughs> it's so badly yeah. framed, don't you think? Uh, 49.56 that's the time that I must do the edit I'll fix it in post <laughs> ah he's behind you 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, oh god this that is thing... exactly this is exactly like that 2020 <laughs> horror film the host uh, i remember my special bag of game crisps gay crisps gay <laughs> oh ben i've, I've still got that i've still got that bag of salty caramel mysteries you left here yeah, you got those snacks I I should I should aggravate them. What about the salt and the sweet and salt uh, pretzel bits? Yeah, those were the ones I was looking at. Try some. Oh, I will. I will. In a bit. Not right now. All right, you sneak across town. Well, you don't sneak across town. You make your way across the harbour and let yourself through the back door of the fishing shop. No one really questions this. Did you have a key that you stole earlier whilst you were inside the shop? <laughs> also, we kidnapped a boy. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just, like, any time he looks like he's stirring, just give him another shot of propofol. It'll be fine. <laughs> just keep doing that until he is 41. <laughs> there is a back room where there are various supplies. There is an upstairs flat. There's the main shop. Where are you looking first? Uh, I turn to the others and I'm like, Let, let's check out upstairs. There's probably like a hidden space where he'll uh, keep his accoutrements. That's not the right word. It makes it sound like a cooking thing. <laughs> that seems a good idea. Start upstairs. Yeah. You let yourself into the apartment upstairs. There's only three rooms. There's like a large front living room. There's a bedroom and a small bathroom. At the top of the stairs, I turn around and I'm like, oh, we could split up. No, that seems like a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) We all walk into the flat. I'm just going to squaffle and rustle whilst I open my crisps. Oh, we eat noisy food. Yay. Oh, bingo. You got bingo? Oh, you've got an item on the bingo list. That's fine. (laughs) I realise you can't shout all bingo. <laughs> well, I really, I really need someone to die. <laughs> no, or, or do you really need? I really need someone to die. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like someone that needs to go on the bingo. And I think he needs to be punished now for false bingo. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as false bingo. Move on. All I'm saying is, I'm, I hope there's an amulet. <laughs> hey, uh, you enter the room. Who is? Are you all searching the rooms together? There is. Yeah. I'm sure we can take each room separately. I go and check out the bedroom. I'll on a hunch, out. I'll check out the kitchen. <laughs> I'll check <laughs> out like the living study area. The bathroom. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone will spot the hidden. So we all went upstairs and we did split up anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Magnificent. We're on the same floor. <laughs> oh, I can't. Why did I come here? <laughs> did that go through? Are my character sheets being weird? Um, no. no, but we've had. You're the only success. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch has his eyes closed. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rebecca and Eduardo just 
You said Eduardo it. and Rebecca, you are both distracted as from the kitchen there comes a sound of swearing and clanging and something going poof as Mitch has opened a cupboard and a bunch of tins have fallen down and a bag of flour has hit him in the head. <laughs> and now just sitting on the floor, surrounded by leaking treacle and tin fruits and flour everywhere. And a great uh-huh. I was going to say, Mitch, Mitch, has gone, Mitch has gone into the kitchen, had some sort of weird moment, and just started cooking a meal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ready, steady cook. I just see five ingredients, and I can't help it. <laughs> Eduardo and Rebecca, you've gone to investigate, and you find Mitch just sitting on the floor, covered in flour. I had an accident. I couldn't see anything. Um... Well, of course work. you can't. You got flour in your eyes. Look, I'm a ghost. Ooh. <laughs> I was going to say now if we now if we leave, people are going to think that you're a good good g- ghost. <laughs> yeah. I, to be honest, to be honest, I really need a sequence of critical fails because uh, then I get bigger. <laughs> yeah. While they are all flapping and helping Jack, um, Mitch up in the kitchen, um, Jack, you find several interesting things in the study. No, the bedroom. I'm in the wrong book. Bad dragon collection. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I use my um, my Ow. listen for the vibrating sound? <laughs> I'm calling the police. <laughs> You find robes stylized with the cult of the sandbat. You find a cult of the sandbat um, club. Mm. You find a small. Where's it gone? Sorry, I'm on the wrong page. A small, not, it's, it's a piece of rock. It's about, fits in the size of your palm. It looks like a sphere, but like each side, there's like thousands of little edges, like mm. sides, so it's not a perfect sphere. Like a dice. Yeah, like a dice. Uh, and each side is inscribed with an odd rune. It's sitting on a little stand. There's like, like, the cupboard you open, and there's a, like, clearly an altar to the sand bat, and then there's the robe hanging on the door, and then there's this club on the other door, and then there's this little stand on the altar with this weird stone sitting on it. Well, I I take my handkerchief out of my pocket and I pick the stone up with it. Well, well pal. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you think a hanky? Uh, I always like how you kind of like use a hanky as though a hanky is enough to do prevent divine power from. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> uh, oh wow, I'm not doomed, or I am doomed. It's really unclear with power roll. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh <laughs> fuck you! Why am I doomed? The power roll thing then happens, which you then have to succeed a sanity roll for. I'm posting this in the Telegram chat, so there's, oh. proof, there's no shenanigans. Don't do that. Oh. <laughs> I'd rather there be shenanigans. Closed. 
I thought that was GM gets excited by terrible mistake, but no. Can you knock up post rolls? As you pick the weird stone up with your hanky, you feel it draining energy out of you. Also, half your magic point. Yikes. And it starts to glow, like the symbols start to glow with blue lights. Release stone. You drop the stone, it lands on the floor, it rolls. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> What's half of 16? It's eight. Yeah. All it right. stops rolling, one symbol pointing upwards, and it flickers with a strange blue light, and the um, back wall of the cabinet seems to dissolve into some sort of portal to another place while you're standing. <laughs> Hey, wait, we use this to get around all the time in the cult. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not rolling my sanity. Nice. Yeah, this yeah. is about Tuesday for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did, did I really get away with that? It's just like, oh, yeah, one of those things. <laughs> uh, you do now recognize what it is now that it's activated. <laughs> I hope it's a magical doorway to unknowable Kadath. We can all pop through and say hello. I'll be like, Master, I brought you these people. I've been undercover, you see. Please don't eviscerate me. Um, Roll 20-wise, I'm on a black square. Is that correct? I think we all are. Okay, good. That's fine. You, you should be seeing the Canning Basin. No, nope. Black Square. Black Square. Yeah. So much black. Oh. Hang on, I'm going to send you all to Perth. Oh, Perth. Ah, North Perth, South Perth, Subiaco. And now I'm going to send you back to the Canning Basin. Yeah, there we are. Yep. Sorry, I need to type a Rona message in Telegram. I'll be right back. Talk amongst yourself briefly. I like chicken. Mm. I like liver. Meow, mix, meow, mix. Please Hi. deliver. Egg. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, maybe we shouldn't have split up because now it sort of looks like I've walked into the back room and done a ritual. <laughs> oh shit I'll be like oh no guys look at this there's the hole <laughs> well, maybe you need to do is scream and then throw yourself through the portal <laughs> that way it looks like an accident or a trap <laughs> oh no oh. I told you this portal help me just cover it with a tarp that'd be fine <laughs> Mm, what is that glowing? Mm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's a fancy nightlight. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's making angry noises. It's a gateway to the bad dragon dimension. Ooh. 
Is that like the Gay Dragon Island dimension? <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, we really do need to get back to Gay Dragon Island. Yeah. Yeah, but you said we need to get Egypt. Uh, we, we need, need to, to go to both, really. As quickly as possible. Yeah, but, you know, we've only we got need like... To be here. <laughs> we've only got like three days left. Oh. We have more time than three days. Hmm. Yeah, but if we keep popping to Shangri-La for, like, you know, hijinks. Hmm. There we go, right now. Oh, God, it's like an essay. <sighs> um, do I think I've done point three? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. me. <laughs> um, you are very chill about this, however. Um, I'm not that chill. Oh, you got a one on your sanity. You are super chill. <laughs> From being chill and being freaked out, I think to some extent. You aren't sure why this rube had this. Yeah. yeah. Um. Just a wow. <laughs> <laughs> um. I close the wardrobe doors. You close the wardrobe doors. <laughs> Roll pow as you close the wardrobe oh. doors. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Do we hear anything that's going on in the other room? Um, so far, no. You all failed your spot hidden. So you <laughs> Clench buttocks. As you reach towards the wardrobe doors for a moment, you feel your hands tingling and you almost see them like fading away and being drawn towards the portal and then you back away like, ah. So I have, I don't close the doors. No. Um, I, I, I stick my head through the doorway and I'm like, um. <laughs> you can see them all in the kitchen. They're helping Mitch, like they're dusting flour off him and helping him up. And I, I, I walk over and I, I, I just sort of, um, hover nearby in that way of like someone who has something important to say but doesn't want to interrupt what's going on <laughs> I look up to to um, to Jack uh, in covered in a flower what's up Jack did you find anything um, well the good news is we found some stuff that's not necessarily that good but okay okay <laughs> wait till you hear the bad news <laughs> <laughs> Um, the bad news is I, I've punched a hole through time and space. Yay! <laughs> That's... What, you've like knocked a hole in the back wall or something? <laughs> um, the back wall of the universe. Yeah, I, I picked something up probably ill-advisedly and... Um, well, did you use your handkerchief? I did, I did use my hanky, but, uh, you know... That was what the rules say, use the hanky. ill-advisedly pick something up. It wasn't good enough. I should just stop listing the tropes that we've got on the bingo sheet. Um, (laughs) Perhaps it's best if you come and see for yourselves, um, but it might be better if we run screaming from the building and never return. I'm not sure which. I'm like 50-50. What exactly... Uh, I'd, I'd start walking down the hallway. Mm-hmm. So before we get there, I'm like, so the wardrobe is now a portal through time and space. <laughs> it's all right. I've, I've seen portals before. 
Um, I haven't. I've, I've also summoned a hound. A dog? Sort of, of yes. Of Tindalos. Yeah, that's the one. I, I didn't I didn't know how much you knew about them. Roll your Cthulhu mythos. Myth- Out of character screaming. Oh, right. <laughs> well, I did mine anyway. But... Yeah, I know a lot of them. Um, Cthulhu mythos. Hang on, let me just find it. Your Cthulhu mythos is broken, Rebecca. It's a zero, so I'm not entirely sure if that's... Oh, that's fine then. Yeah. Uh, no. You and Mitch have no idea what they're talking about. Um, dearest Father Jack. What? Father Jack, <laughs> um, drink, 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 girls! <laughs> drink! <laughs> that happens sooner or later. I <laughs> think in the same way that I help cash spec them out for offering the uh, No, no, Flinty. This, this monster is close. This monster is far away. <laughs> I need a. Uh, yeah, yeah, the monster is both close yeah. and far away at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I think Father yeah. Eduardo, or we can shorten that to Ted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need. Um, yeah, in, in character, I clearly know what it is. As a character, I can't quite Sorry. remember what it does. Hang on, I'm trying to remember how to share this with Flinty. Okay. I pressed the wrong thing. It's okay. We all pressed the wrong thing. Ah. I was having a look at my my spells I know in case one's useful. So that added it as... Okay, cool, cool, cool. I need that. Um... I'm just going to have to copy this and send it to Flinty. All right. No worries. I've got an awful lot of someone who's constantly worrying. There you go, Flinty. Yeah, there we go. Oh, my word. <laughs> I've got an essay as well. Oh, come on, World 20, stop being annoying. Sometimes you gotta experience annoyance. That's my purpose. I facilitate. Well, I guess at least we've got a big truck of explosives. <laughs> <laughs> Makes everything better. We'll, we'll blow up the portal, that'll work. Yeah. Actually, depending on where the portal goes, just shoving all the explosives through might be a great idea. Just light each one and just toss them in. <laughs> um, I definitely agree we need to get out of here. Flinty? Uh, Sorry? Sanity. Oh, Sanity. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, fine. I thought because I, I just knew it. I didn't need to. Yeah, no, you know it, and now you wish you didn't. I didn't even need my book. Wow. Look at you guys just passing all the important roles. <laughs> Said Craig, grumbly. Are you still doing stuff, Ash, or can I... I'm still doing stuff. I, okay, I, I'll I, wait. This. I, I just need to set this up. All right, I'll wait. Well, you see, the I'm thing ready. is... 
So, Jack, where does this hellhound come from? What is a hellhound? Um, a, a long, they, long time ago. They live outside of time and space, and they feed on people who travel through time. We don't travel through time, so we're okay. No, we just made a <laughs> hole through time. That, that's close enough. I don't know where that portal goes, but we... Do you well, know what? Do you know when it goes? Uh, if if you're saying it's not when are we, where are we? It's when are we? I'll fucking murder you. No, <laughs> no um, this is this is important. Do you uh, know when it goes? No, I, I literally just picked it up and it activated. It must be preset. But the thing is, um, the hound comes for the master of the crystal, which. So you? Uh, well, I I only touched it. I mean, the um, it really belongs to. Claude. Oh, so he's going to... He's fucked. We're okay if we just run out the way then. Well, it's it's unclear if it's going to come for us or for him, I say. Uh, We're having a remarkably calm conversation about this just outside the room. (laughs) But maybe we should leave. You keep saying us. I mean, it's your... (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) We were in the kitchen. I was about to make a cake. (laughs) You are a what? cake. Yeah. <laughs> You're a tart. <laughs> <laughs> you are a cake, I say, giving you a little wink. <laughs> I have a look in the bedroom to see what the fuss is about. Oh. <laughs> I'll be right back with you in just a second. All right. Sure, yeah. Everyone just sounds like they've gone a little bit mad. <laughs> um, well, we're sort of um, waiting for the GM now. Would you like a juice box <laughs> while we wait? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, while we wait. <laughs> Could start baking some cakes. Yeah, I might as well go back to my pancakes. Yeah, if we just... <laughs> I, I, still, I still like the idea that we, we just try and get out of here, like, claiming Mitch is a ghost. Mm. Yeah, we just run and he follows us. <laughs> I am the ghost of bad decisions. <laughs> You're here all the time. You summoned me by picking up the crystal. Oh, and all I was trying to do is half inch it to sell it later. And how do you how do you close the portal? Uh that's a good question. I am back. So, uh, Rebecca, you've walked into the bedroom to look at the thing. Is everyone going into the bedroom? I was just going to look in the door rather than necessarily go in there, unless I can't see anything just by looking. I'm going to be at the back of the group. <laughs> I'll stand. I'll stand near uh, Rebecca. Hang on, everyone. Uh... Uh, Nido, Pebo, Quingo. There we go. Is he performing a ritual? Oh no, we've got a map <laughs> of the room. <laughs> oh, good lord, I'm so far zoomed out that that's like a speck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! Get a map of the room ready. <laughs> We're doomed. 
I didn't have it ready. I had to recycle a map from somewhere else. Yeah, I know what, <laughs> what place that is. <laughs> so which of these long shards is the portal? <laughs> a minute ago, and don't feel bad. Chai would have done exactly the same thing. <laughs> Right, Rebecca, as you peer into the room, this, this wardrobe at the back has its doors open, and yep. the entire back wall of the wardrobe is this glowing blue flaming light. It is definitely peculiar and causes you to make a sanity check. Oh. <laughs> I... Can, I, can I say in advance that I, I'm ready for this, and if any of them look like they're going to lunge towards it, I'm going to grab them. Yeah, this is strange, but I'm not fast. <laughs> Ooh, flashy lights. I'm definitely taking Jack's word for it on the whole let's not be close to it idea, but you I'm not back out too into the fast. Yeah. Oh. So what's, what's your suggestion then, Jack? We just leave it? I mean, or do you want to try and close that thing? We should try and close it, but uh, a I don't know how to do it. B it drained all of my magical power when I touched the damn thing, and C uh, we probably should just go. All right, okay. some someone else can find this. I say. I don't. I don't think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Looking at the board. I don't know. A turn order. <laughs> do you know, Rebecca, do you know any like spells that could be useful? <laughs> um, what are you talking no, about? What? <laughs> uh, I can. Phone someone? No. <laughs> Darwin, we are not going to do a hold my beer after this. <laughs> I, I, I have got ten great spells in my inventory. I know three of them. <laughs> I can just pick one at random and point. <laughs> See, all these numbers have appeared, which makes me think we should go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's run. You turn towards the stairs. As you turn towards the stairs... The, the angled steps of the treads of the stairs seem to shift, and something steps through. Oh, God. It's here. <laughs> We're going to die. It might just be the old lady from the explosives shop. No, no, it is definitely not her. <laughs> it is otherworldly beyond belief. It is a creature that none of your human brains can really comprehend properly as you stare at this horror, which I'm sending to the Saturday group. Oh, little puppy. Oh, that's horny. Well, it's a dog. Oh, no, a monster. That's what the lizard doggo looks like if you turn off the happy filter. <laughs> I was going to say, if you take its skin off. Actually, it, rem- <laughs> it reminds me of the creature that breathes fire at you. <laughs> so, my beautiful children, you will need to roll me some sanity checks. Another one? Oh. Oh, hard success. Hang on. Hang on. I my think we're all going to lose some sanity regardless. Yeah. 
Oh, oh Mitch! Dream and the heart success of the okay. Wow, Ash must be nearly crying not being <laughs> <laughs> Why does... Why does nothing phase Mitch? He's like this, this creature from beyond space and time is just thrashing in the doorway and he's like he's trying to work out where the best flank cut on it is. <laughs> I tell you what, I reckon the tail would be good eating. <laughs> Could make this into a fine stew. Everyone lose three. Oh, God. Back. God, Mitch got an extreme. Away. It doesn't matter if you've got an extreme or not. Your brain still cannot comprehend this thing. Seven minus three is five, right? Yes. yes. Correct. Seven minus three is four. This thing, you only have... turns to look at all three of you and growls. I growl back. <laughs> it's like a, a sexy growl. Uh, I hold up my hand to it and I scream, I bind you in the name of Nyala the Depp. Oh, wow. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Do you know the spell bind um, Hound of Tindalos? I do not. Reginald <laughs> Buckingham here right now. I I do not. I'm just seeing if I can trick it with words. Yeah. A bold oh, move. A Let's see if it pays off. Pow. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to end up being the one bounded here. Uh, where's my pal? Where's my pal? Oh, pal, my dump stat. Pow. <laughs> oh, another one! <laughs> <laughs> I believe this! Scream! Bend. It's going to get like a one now. Yeah. Huh? Spend ten magic points. Uh... <laughs> Uh, but I don't have ten. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. problem with that is if I spend ten magic points, I'm going to pass out. Oh dear! Too late now. Oh, oh well, never mind. Oh no, no! This fell out as soon as you pass out. I bind you in the name of Nyaltep. I say, and then I go thump onto the floor. <laughs> this green light flows from Jack to the dog and seems to coil around its feet, and it can't seem to pick them up, and it growls in a voice. I am here for the traitor. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh-oh. So that was Jack's turn. Well, okay, um... Okay, I'll be uh, over so here in the bad decisions corner. Have I have I <laughs> caught? Yeah, have I caught Jack? Because I'm standing next to him. Well, that's dirty. Come on, the traitor could be anyone. Yes, I've caught Jack. You have Jack in your arms. <laughs> God. Now uh, you need a grappling cannon to fire out a window and swoosh to safety. Yeah. But the time um, isn't Deadland, so... Um... Yeah. Um, can I sort of, like, wrap one arm around him and sort of just, like, hold, like, a cross at the, the hound and sort of, like, try and back down the hallway? Because there's no way I can squeeze past uh, the stairs. North or south? South. Hey, you back down the hallway, dragging... Carrying Jack with you. There we go. <laughs> Uh, Rebecca, there's a horrible tentacled beast monster from beyond time and space. Um, this 
this is not turning out to be your usual kind of uh, investigative journalism. No, this is rather more like the stuff Cat writes. <laughs> I wonder why. It is. You've fallen into a Vanderbilt novel. Yeah. Uh, I can see that Jack and Eduardo are heading that way. I will head with them. So you can't push past them in the corridor because of... um. It's a small corridor. Can I help them along? You can roll your strength to help them along. All right. I have strength. But I will not use it. (laughs) (laughs) You are not currently helping. Oh. Mitch. I get shotgun. What's that? Can I use my shotgun? Did you bring it? It's in my inventory, so I guess so. Mm, I will allow this. Um, so, do I click on... I guess I just shoot at... And then you are six feet away from it, so probably close range. Oh, dear. <laughs> you miss. I do. <laughs> you miss. How do I miss a shotgun from close range? You're scared. It's scary. It, your hands are shaking. You've just barely any skill. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true. The Hound of Tindalos. Oh, dear. It cannot seem to lift its paws. It's stuck on the staircase. So whatever Jack did has forced it to stand still. But it opens its jaws and this tongue slams out, driving itself into... There are four of you, and you are all in range. Someone, let's see... Um, Nido, roll a d4. And <laughs> oh, it hits Nido. <laughs> One is Arona, two is Gnarl, three is Fox, four is Flinty. Gnarl! Uh-huh. Yay! Uh, well, dodge. I can do that. You need an extreme dodge. Oh. It's going to hit Rebecca. Dodge. This tongue buries into the centre of Rebecca's chest. Oh. Stabbing right through her. And then withdraws. There's no wound, there's no damage, but Rebecca sags against the wall, panting, as you lose ten pow. Oh, God, pow. Oh, shit. Hit your soul. Jack, constitution. Sorry, now the hounds of Tindalos wants to eat your deliciousness. Mm. If I'd known it might be that bad, I might have lucked it. But wow, that's a no. lot of luck, Jack. That's you, owner. You're near your... right now, or at least we can't hear you. 
Sorry, I've become muted again somehow. Sorry, uh, I'm just waiting for my character sheet to reappear. Oh, there it is. There you go. Jack, gain back two magic points as the lure resting nestled against your, you know, your hand against your chest, the lure um, deposits magic points into your body, allowing you to wake back up. The lure? You come back round in Eduardo's arms and Rebecca is leaning against the wall and you're smuggling the little stone dice against your chest. I, I brush my hand against Father Father Eduardo's face and like bind you in the name. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, you pick, oh, you picked it back up. I thought you dropped it on the floor in the... No, he didn't pick it back up. Oh. <laughs> it's just here. <laughs> oh. Okay. I... I hold the lure out uh, like while still sitting on the floor like towards the thing and I'm like I bind you I have no grounds on which to be doing this but uh, it's gonna kill us hello Jack so um, to tell us where you are ah. <laughs> To whom am I speaking? (laughs) (laughs) Jack is not in right now. (laughs) I have felt your presence in time. And I will end you in the name of the mind. Um, don't. What else are you doing, Jack? You, well, that was mostly your turn was coming around, I'm afraid. <laughs> yes. And having uh, regrets. Yeah, it's, probably yeah. a, it's probably a wrong number. Eduardo, would you like to continue retreating? Or Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna try and get down the end of the corridor and open that window. Are you still dragging Jack with you? He's still uh, in your arms. Well, you're kind of holding him and dragging him along backwards. I'll be, I'll be leaning on him. Yeah, yeah, because he's only just come round. He's not going to be able to walk properly. You get halfway down the corridor. Rebecca, get down here. Bitch, run! Rebecca! Hit me. I'll follow on after. Well, me, your dexterity. Trips on her high heels. I mean, she's really regretting wearing those 19-inch-long uh, platform boots. Yeah, you can't, again, squeeze past the father, but you, you run along and you help. You can roll strength to try and help them, though. Okay. Yay. With Rebecca's shoving, you all reach the window. <laughs> Mitch, it's your turn. I'm going to jump out the window. Which one? Run, run down there and at least try to escape. North or south? I'm gonna go south with everyone else. Okay, you get roll me your dexterity. Oh lucky. You managed to bow down and catch up with them. The hound is going to try and break the bindings. Well, your power, Hedgehog Man. Oh, contested. I reckon I can do this. 
I can't do this. Uh, oh, dear. oh no. Uh, I'm yeah. so sorry. All I did was pick up a shiny pebble and now we're all You of all die. people should have known not to pick up that thing. I used a handkerchief. What more could I have done? <laughs> not do it. The uh, light seems to coil around Jack. And then at the right-angled corner of the wall, the creature steps out of the angle between you and the window. What? Oh, yeah, they can do that. There's no room between us and the window. We're at the window. (laughs) Yeah, it it, it forces you all back. I'm assuming you don't stand, though, as it steps out of uh, uh, the, uh, the, the angles. Oh... Yeah, I was they, trying they, to get us do... outside, away from any angles. Yeah, sadly, sadly, uh, I'll show you what I'll show you the rolls. This is no time for rolls. We're fighting. Oh dear! Yeah, no wonder. Jack, it 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 in front of you. You're still holding the lure. You get two more hit points, uh, magic points back. Uh, okay, I, I'm going to I'm going to send you a message on Telegram. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Whilst you're typing that, I'm just going to quickly use the loo. Get a drink. Mm. What have we learned today, children? Two hankies. Just don't. <laughs> Two hankies. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't. Oh, come on. You all would have touched the shiny orb. Oh, of course. I mean, I know, I know Eye of Light and Darkness... Uh, that, that takes about 15 weeks to cast. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at that. It's like 100 hours or something. All the, all the really useful spells in Cthulhu are like 20 weeks <laughs> of preparation. The uh, Bulk of Brood. I can, I can turn myself invisible. It's just that it takes seven days of preparation and a full moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what use is that to like anyone <laughs> hold on hold on I've been instructed to roll some dice <laughs> oh <laughs> maybe I could charm it charm it <laughs> oh hang on I have to send him a screenshot of the roll because he's in the toilet <laughs> Paste return. There you go. Uh, What time are we up to, by the way, just so I can order dinner? Uh, One hour 36. So if you want to order something, I guess it would be for about half an hour from now. Is the next one the dinner break then? Unclear. Let's wait until Plushly returns. I imagine the next session might be a bit shorter. 
Well, because we'll all be fucking dead. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be making new characters. Bells. <laughs> what? What? what was... <laughs> You're all going to die in a plane crash. <laughs> Or derail, derail the entire campaign again. I've been trying to finish Masks of Nyarlathotep for twenty-five years. <laughs> that was all Nido's fault, not me or Pig. Mm. If we can just get outside, we can go and get that giant truck of explosives. <laughs> Why is it always a bad idea to invite a cultist into your midst? Gee, let me think. <laughs> I like the way that. Every time I play, like it's 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 basically Craig and Arona who who do something that summons something. We, everything. we are we are chaos engines. What, what else? <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, I think literally the session oh, yeah. before you joined, I did try and summon Neartholotep by accident <laughs> on a boat. On a boat, yeah. You mean Azavoth, which Azavoth. is actually Oh yeah, it was Azavoth, yeah. and then Neartholotep. Just went. Yoink. All he learned is that summoning anything is bad. Look, he, he's writing me a fucking essay. He's been typing for about fifteen minutes now. So, <laughs> hold on. Uh, hold on. I need to. Uh, I need to do a, a bingo check here. Um, <laughs> summon an elder beast by accident. accident yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very, uh, Ill-advised use of magic goes horribly wrong. Yeah. yeah. So Have you lost a whole bunch of sanity at once? Be horribly wrong. No, no it was only no, three. Oh, yeah, no. A spell blows up in it your was, face. There was, oh, yeah. there was um, everybody roll sanity. Is the oh, murder yeah. possessed artifact? Um, I would say so. Yes. See, um, see, uh, I need a character dies for bingo, but I don't want it to be me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, that monkey's poor. You shouldn't have. Uh... Oh god, he's still typing. Bingo, yeah. Is this a character fails their primary job? <laughs> <laughs> what being yes. a cultist? Yeah, <laughs> that seems legit. Yeah. Oh well, no. Okay. In- okay. This is a terrible yeah, idea, but fantastic. Um. Um. I I, I look at you eduardo with um like sudden light of realization in the eyes and we're like we've got to go through the portal we've got to go through the portal now what are you insane we don't even know where it goes it's the only way that it's the only thing that will get away from us yeah and i know enough about these things yeah I bind you! I shout vaguely in its direction, waving my arm frantically over yep. my shoulder. All right, fair enough. <laughs> not, not in any way convinced I have it bound at all. <laughs> did for yet mildly bound. The one that's bound at the minute, remember? It just, it just stuck its feet to the floor, like. <laughs> all of us, or just you? All of us. We must go. Through the portal to Narnia. Yes, we're, we're going to go somewhere bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where was that place that I walked was in? Rona, do you have any idea where it goes? No, no, I figured. <laughs> where or any when? Oh, gee, it, there's got to be a when element to it. Your hound probably wouldn't have turned up. Does our uh, does this count as our attempts to just go into the desert count as a scheme comes undone? <laughs> well, not yet. 
It's oh. it's coming unraveled. It's not yeah. done yet. I like my contested power roll of ninety six versus two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that couldn't have been much worse. Uh, oh god! I mean, it would have probably just instantly have eaten you if you'd got a one hundred and it had got a one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh headset sliding off my head. Nothing I can do about it. <laughs> so long, Arona. So long. Hi, hi, hi. So, just a perfectly normal day. <laughs> oh, yeah, Rebecca, this is the norm. <laughs> Welcome to your first day on the job, Rebecca. <laughs> Yes, I've had one seventh of my soul eaten. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. God, I, uh, I remember. I remember casting spells, losing power. Like, ugh. but yeah. Oh man, I, I am going to have to get you an apology e card. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, I allowed one seventh of your bodily essence to be drained into a monster from beyond space and time. Hey, sorry about that. What happened? Uh, well, I managed to continue running the game from the poop zone. Poopatorium, <laughs> yeah. Please never describe it as the poop zone. I said poop although, zone. Although I have a feeling that's where we're going. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, God. Uh, Everyone roll dexterity. Oh, shit. Yay, my favourite roll. Yes! 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 <laughs> yes! We're like no. the <laughs> Bye, Jack. Uh, the is, Jack is in Eduardo's and Rebecca's arms. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. Oh, well done. If it if it seems like I'm weighing them down, I'm going to wiggle myself free. Uh, no, they drag you as the hound chases. It's not. It, you get a feeling that this thing could be on top of you in a blink of an eye. Yeah. It's clearly playing with you. <laughs> and then you all throw yourself into the glowing portal, Hooray. and the world wipes out. Oh, Christ alive. Meanwhile... Do you know, I was expecting there to be nothing in this shop. I was like, oh, we'll go and have a look at it. Oh, there's <laughs> nothing there. Oh, well, let's go on the thing we've been planning for 17 years. <laughs> Oh look where oh look where we've turned up. <laughs> Wait, why have we turned up on the cover of the book? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I've for you yet, probably. See now I can't unsee Nyalathotep as one of those things from Satisfactory. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> I would point out the things from Satisfactory aren't taller than the Great Pyramid of Giza. Well that's true. Nice. Meanwhile, in Darwin. Hey! <laughs> what time are you at, Head of Man? Um, 1.43. Cool. In Darwin Town. Darwin Land. You, uh, Jai, and Mateo, and Hugo are ready for an adventure. Hugo is reading his book, so he can roll me his language. Some more book reading. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm still set to whisper. Read an book. 
You can mark off another day. Well, you you can. You can no one to edit it. Just to be clear, while we've been waiting for night, has Hugo just been sat reading a book out in the living room in, with us? Or... Uh, he's in his bedroom. Oh, he's in his bedroom, okay. There isn't a living room. Oh, yeah, I forgot we haven't got a suite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you aren't in a suite. You're in a pokey... You've got individual hotel bedrooms. That's fine. I just forgot because, you know... You're just so used to it. <laughs> oh, I'm not used to slumming it. Yeah, well, Craig did marry into money, so... Uh... I didn't. I was the money. <laughs> Craig, I'm talking about your actual life. Oh, right, my actual life. <laughs> Fair. Um, but what what time do you set off? Like, midnight, 2am, 3am, 9am... Probably about 1am, I'd say. We don't want to leave it so we haven't got enough time to complete our activities carefully, I would say. Okay. You head down to the docks. I'm sure nothing will possibly go wrong. I'll be back in a second, guys. Hang on. I would suggest that once we're in the vague vicinity, we would be starting to try and go into stealth mode. Stealth mode. Okay. Uh, It is dark. You are approaching the edge. What can you see currently? Australia. We can see all of Australia. All right, I need to move you. (laughs) It is dark. There are no streetlights. The building is lit. Okay, I don't see a Matteo. Hang on. I need to adjust my view. I sh- yep, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, uh, the front of the building is Lit up. Okay. Is the building attached to other buildings, or are there, like, alleys down either side? There are no alleys. It's completely attached to other buildings, left and right. Unless Mm. you'd like to work your way around to the riverfront. Um, We're still on Australia, right? not there. Oh, yeah, I'm not there. Sorry. I forgot I'm not there. I would suggest while while we're walking here that we try and, or at least once we see this in the distance, that we try and find an alley further down the row and then travel across the rooftops to get to the warehouse. Across the rooftops? It's a bold plan. Hmm. We 
do you think? Or is there, or should we go down by the rock crawlway around to a riverfront? Um, sorry, um, on this map, where are we heading? So we're just trying to get inside of this building at this point, I believe. Yeah. The left-hand side is probably the side the riverfront is. Right. I got you. Right, I see. Um, hmm. Well, I mean, we there's a couple of windows here. If we just do a couple... If we casually just do a couple of passes, like walk our way along the road a couple of times, we could probably look through the windows and see if there's anyone inside this nearby room. I suggest we try and only do that once, because I'm pretty sure... Um, not yeah. Uh, hey, Hugo said that there was someone in the front room fighting the all night, so... Yeah, but knowing knowing where they are, yeah. at the moment at least, might help us figure out um, what's happening. Yeah. So we are going to take a walk down this road past here first. Yeah, we're going to do a pass of the building and see if we can see anyone or anything useful inside. Are we clear to just nonchalantly walk our tokens down there, sure. Oh, he's done. Oh. We, we, we zoomed. I was going to go one at a time yeah, so I, I could... Go one at a time so we can actually see things. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't moving them. Oh. Yeah. Someone Damn. moved me right down to the bottom of a screen, and it wasn't me. Yeah, same. That's interesting how a light's playing. It very specifically is hiding there. So. Okay, I couldn't see very clearly, no. I have to admit. There were no lights on inside the building. But I couldn't see anyone either. No. How well lit is this road? This road has like a couple of torches. It's not well lit at all. Um, but it is still probably being potentially being watched. How fast do you think you would be able to unlock the door, Matteo? Um, let me. I think I've got a really good lockpick skill now, but let me just double check it. I'm a novice. You are up there. I seem to remember. Yeah, I got seventy-five. Um, I, I so I say um, I'm pretty confident in my ability to do that pretty quickly. Maybe what we should do is come up, do a very light knock on the door to see if someone is in that immediate vicinity uh, and come up with a story of what we want to say. Uh, Maybe just ask for some directions or something. How about we do a light knock on the door in such a way as to just look to outside people that we're doing, uh, just to know we're not just stood here muttering away. We would have continued walking while talking quietly. Yeah. Because otherwise that's suspicious, just to make that clear to GM. Yeah, I figure we probably crossed the road and walked back up towards the top and then crossed the road again or something like that. So um, just to give us time for this conversation. Yeah. Just... um, we do a little knock. If someone answers, we just bloody rush them. Oh, that's an option as well. If someone doesn't not answer, 
that's the point where I make a bit of a show of waiting to be let in while kind of one going back and forth a bit to block view of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got a plan. Okay, let's try that. Yeah. So we'll be going back towards, we'll end up back here, basically. Yeah. And here. I would be about, actually, that's a raised step, isn't it, Ash? Yeah, yeah. the steps are here. So I would be up on that step as well. Mm-hmm. And I do a light knock on the door such that I would think that only someone that was in the next room would hear it. Yes, 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 coming. What is it? What is it? uh, What the hell? What time do you call this? Do they actually open the door? Uh, A couple of minutes later, the door opens and a very large, fat gentleman uh, opens the door. He's holding an oil lantern and he stares at you both. What? Who are you? What time do you call this? Uh, The inspection... And with that, I lunge him. (laughs) I am specifically trying to make him pass out Hey, roll your magic skills I Okay, Uh, as you lunge at him he leaps back and starts screaming at the top of his voice, murder, murder help, attack shrieking at the top of his voice Hang on So the Aim would have been to do a very quick suppression. Uh, do we not get any rolls or anything to deal no. with this person quickly? Craig attacked and missed. They dodged. Why did you attack? Because I was hoping to literally just knock him out immediately with my skills. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid Chai just leapt past you with no yeah. warning and attacked. I was, I, I, it, I'm just thinking from a perspective of they. I was in. Uh, I, I was ahead of you in the. It's not a single door. It's a big sliding. Oh slide. right, okay, right. That that makes more sense. Uh, I like. Did you like leapfrog me and? <laughs> uh, no, okay, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, well, okay. If you missed. It's uh, combat time now. Yeah, it seems we're in fighty mode now. Yeah. I was hoping that was going to go slightly differently. Sorry. Sorry, he dodged. Right, well, I well then I guess I try to do the attack. It's a bit late for it, but we've still got to deal with this person, so... Um, I just need to... We are fast. Yeah, we are fast. <laughs> He's got to look at the cameras at some point, right? Eventually. Uh, yes, Hedgehog, what? Two hours. Okay, I will just set this up. It's got so dark in here. That's because of the rain. 65. Right, we'll pause there for a break. As uh, mm. I'm afraid your heist has gone slightly sideways. Yeah, let's have an oh. awkward scrap. Oh, God. Yeah. 
Stab him. Stab his ribs. But we shall pause for a break. I hope everyone is having fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, uh... oh, Arona, before we break, I need you to roll a couple of dice just, just so I can prepare something for me. No, no, no. We've broken no dice rolls. What, what am I rolling? Roll a d10. Uh, no, just actual dice. Oh, fuck you. Um, oh, I can't believe we're on the cover. That means it's gone really badly. <laughs> uh, D10, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 10. That's either really good or really bad. Roll a D10. Another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, five. And another one. Seven. And one more. For good luck. Nine. Okay. I thought I'm picking off a chart. Hooray. <laughs> Look at these snakes. <laughs> I love picking off a chart. What? Oh, that was a DF. It's mm, a fudge <laughs> dice. You can't yeah. fudge dice. Roll a D7. That's not a dice. You could type it in. I could, yeah, I know, but like, I, don't, I don't like rolling like fucking... Fine, roll a D8, and if you roll an 8, roll it again. Yeah, I'm going to roll a D8. Oh, fine. That's all I needed to know. Uh, Chai and um, Matea have failed at sneaking into a place, Um, and it's Matea's turn. Uh, I am going to do a barrel roll. No, wait. Um... You barrel roll the planet Earth. Uh, I am going to do a punch, a punching. You run past Chai and do a punching. Yeah. A martial arts punching. Roll it. Pow. Not bad. (laughs) He fails to dodge. You punch him for two damage. Mm Mm-hmm. Roll your luck. Oh, my luck. Okay. Um, one second. Lucky luck, luck. There we go. Oh, look at that. <laughs> you are very successful. Mm-hmm. Chai, it's up to you. Uh, try and do the same thing again. Uh, he runs, you run up to stab him, he runs this way, screaming loudly. How did, oh, because he dodged. He dodged. Right. Uh, what's he going to do? He is going to throw one of these doors open and run out onto the deck, shrieking loudly at the top of his lungs. Matteo, you're up. Uh, I really want to take this guy down with my punching skills. So I do it again. Hey, roll the punch. Extreme! He does not dodge. He is, however, constitutes. So you've done three more damage to him. He mm-hmm. staggers. Roll your luck again. Uh, luck again, luck again, luck, luck again. No, whoa. Uh, One he, into the he stumbles. He drops the oil lantern he was carrying. It shatters, and there's now burning oil spreading across the dock. Oh, 
They're going to be serial arsonists. <laughs> Fantastic. Can you can you be an arsonist just by incompetence? Because honestly, apparently so. I broke into this guy's place, and he. I did describe him carrying a lantern. So pleased this has all happened. Try it's your turn. Roll me your Probably end up being useless. Oh, oh my god! Chai <laughs> over and uses her stabby pressure point powers to knock this guy unconscious. He falls unconscious. Mm. Roll your listen, both of you. Sorry, what was that? Well, listen. Roll your listen, Roll. both of you. Roll, Roll listen. <laughs> All right. Sorry, it was, uh, it was slightly unclear. I didn't even you're hear coming, any noise. So. You're coming through a bit muffled for some reason. I don't know why. I've not changed anything. He uh, sounds think, okay here. Yeah, I can hear as well. I think if two people talk at the same time, one person gets muffled and the other comes through okay. Mm. All right. Uh, sorry, listen. Where are you? I can never find listen. It's in a weird place. It's under L. Yeah, I usually find expect to find it next to spot though. <laughs> hey, uh you both hear a commotion from the direction of the street. Voices and the pwee pwee of police whistles. Oh, great. And someone shouts fire. And it sounds like most of the street is piling out and the local constabularies are on their way. It's those arsonists again. We need to <laughs> not be here, <laughs> I say. Yeah. Uh, just one quick question. Are we effectively on the dock side now? You are standing on the dock, yes. I thought this place was going to be bigger than this. It's tiny. Wait, why is that not showing up for you on your end? What? I mean, what can you see? Um... I mean, I can see that we're on the dock now. I thought this might have been inside the building still, though, because there's, like, walls around the edge. I wasn't really sure. I just thought this whole band of shipping was going to be larger because it was described as 20 metres. Yes, Greg. This is 20 metres. By... 10 metres. Nido never saw any further, so he didn't see any of this. Right. I did tell you I did not get to see very far into the building. Uh, yeah, you're standing on the dock. Uh, well, this guy can describe us, so do we need to do something final quickly? Oh, good grief. Are you going to commit a cold-blooded murder? Um, Doesn't sound like something Matteo would agree to. Oh, we're taking our chances. I don't think we can... uh... I think we've just got to get out of here, honestly. 
Fair enough. Uh, we're probably going to have to head off down the beach as fast as we can. Then. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it going well if we just try and take on the the cops and no, also no, everyone in here. No, I, I was not suggesting that for a moment. Yeah. Okay, where are you going? Uh, down the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Just just run down the beach. Just just scarper. Okay. Scarpa, a bunch of townsfolk and cops. Uh, there are three cops who are totally going to chase you, and the townsfolk are going to stop to look after their neighbour and maybe put the fire out. Okay, both of you roll dexterity, please. Oh, we're going to end up in prison, aren't we? Well, you're not. I'm very dexterous. He said barely passing dexterity. (laughs) Okay, one copper has stopped to kind of take charge, but two of them are still chasing you down the beach. You're ahead of them currently. Um, Well, not by much. Roll your dexterity again. Well, let's go for it. Shy's getting faster. I'm so quick. You both managed to scarper down the beach, dart up a set of stairs, climb over a locked gate, and give the police the slip as you head back into the streets of um, Darwin. Craig, roll luck. Uh, Peter, roll luck. Oh, he's with the amount of extremes today. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, you think you managed to get away from the police in the dark without them seeing your faces. But as you get back to the the square where Victoria Hotel is, uh, you stand on the steps with the... Uh, uh, Nido, roll your little spot hidden. Um... I was suggest actually that we weren't going back to the hotel. Okay, where'd you go instead then? Um, I would suggest to Matteo that we split up. One of us goes to the hotel as stealthily as possible, while the other goes straight to the plane and hides in the the hangar with the plane, ready to go. Ready to go? What, like, fly the plane? What do you... No, 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 I think the others, as in one of us is going to go get the others. Oh, right, okay. And then we leave as soon as possible. All right, because, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm I'm not flying that thing. (laughs) No, no, neither am I. Neither of us are flying that thing, because we can't. Yeah. (laughs) Not even in an emergency. Um, Um... all right. Well, sure. What? Which would you rather do? Uh, I shall roll the dice. Evens, I'd rather go to the plane. Odds, I would rather go to the hotel. Evens, plane. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, are you going to get Hugo and Ran- Raymond then? Yes, I suppose so. 
Uh, Hugo, roll spot hidden for me, please. You're asleep in your bedroom, snug, curled up, snooze. They're off yep. doing time. You're snoozing. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I'll, I'll stay up for a bit, but oh no, no, I'm tired. I'll, look, they'll be back. I'll, they'll be back someday. I'll go to bed. Okay. Uh, Craig, roll navigate. <laughs> a ship show. Ooh. I walk into the police station. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me directions to the hangar? <laughs> you don't know how to get to the airport. After all, you got a taxi into town, and then you went to a hotel, and then you walked down the docksides. You've got no idea. Is it north of the town, south of the town, east of the town? And because of this crit fail, I'm assuming I don't realise this before Matteo is long on his way back to the hotel. Matteo has gone, and you don't realise it, and you're like, you actually, you stop and are thinking, yeah, you've got no idea. Do you need to go north, south? You kind of got to a crossroads, and I'm like, well, which way do I go? Hmm. I am going to... Can... Can I at this point think this was a bad idea and head to the hotel as well, or am I too lost at this point? Uh, you completely and utterly lost. You got, I'm not even sure where the um, hotel is from where you are. You're somewhere in the shanty town that surrounds normal Darwin. Uh, roll your spot hidden. You are utterly lost. Uh, Peter, you arrive back at the hotel. Uh, the night porter is standing on the steps watching the conflagration on the docks. We didn't burn him. There's just flames and smoke and the clang, clang, clang of the only fire truck in Darwin. As um, like a whole block of buildings are now on fire. <laughs> I'm not going to hear them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Russet, now what have we told you about realism? You don't have to burn anything down. And it was a fire truck. <laughs> uh, still oh, no. graveyard. It was it was it was a fire truck as well. That was brilliant. Um uh, so uh, Peter, do you go and wake Hugo up? Uh yeah. Old Constitution, uh, Huguenot. Christ. You are awoken by someone hammering on your door. Uh, I'll just take clues and tear this one out the book, shall I? I, um, prod and get, who is it? Okay. Uh, calling out. Um, I, I say, um, uh, it, it's me. What? What's the? Uh, I, I put on appropriate levels of clothes and go to the door. What? What is it? Hugo opens the door wearing his fishnet suspenders. There's a bit <laughs> of a problem. Uh, I, I give you a, a tired, raised eyebrow and let you into the room. Because you look like you don't want to be out of the corridor. Thank what, you. What? <laughs> I, I laugh and go, oh, what a... have you set fire on now? 
dogs. Uh, Mina, you can see there is this orange glow through your hotel bedroom. <laughs> and you step up and look, and from your vantage point on the third floor, you can see over towards the docks where there seems to just be fire. I fondly regard creation. <laughs> um, briefly, and then and then turn and go, have you seen anybody about this problem? Like, is he, <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard it's a thing, like the inability to not prevent yourself from starting the internal flaming combustion of desire and destruction. But um, is, look, is, this wasn't... This was an accident again. <laughs> you do realize how desperate that sounds, right? <laughs> this was a different accident. <laughs> a different accident. Enti- to entirely different category of accident. I don't know. Yes. I don't know what to tell you that did happen. <laughs> uh, some police might have noticed. <laughs> really, I say. <laughs> yeah. Bingo. Mm. We destroy the clues. Yeah. What? Uh, what would you like me to do about this? I say. Well, Chai has gone to the plane because we're thinking that we might need to skip town pretty quickly because of all of the cops. Um. Uh, yeah. How reasonable is it that I can just casually go fly my plane without anybody, like, you know, asking? Um, because... It's 9.25, so... You'd have to wake someone up at the airfield to like open the hangar and refuel it, and but you know you can just take off whenever you feel like it. But flying at night is tricky and risky. I say it's not ideal for us to leave right now. Um, Don't worry, the fire will light light your way. <laughs> at least you'll be able to find Darwin. Mm. I mean. <sighs> It's rather dangerous if we were to go right now. Um, Take this. I well, um, I would would recommend well, that maybe perhaps you don't do that. You maybe go hide on the plane and um, think about what you've done and <laughs> when, <laughs> and. Um, I will set off in the morning um, with my plane. If you happen to be on board, so be it. Mm. Well, um, I mean, Chai is on the plane. Must be must be there by now. Yes, um, I suspect you might need to say these, and I say I I I, I give you um, I get I get a copy. I I I'll get I'll, I imagine Russet. There would have been like a set of keys for the plane, one for me, one for the engineer. Mm-hmm. I will give um, him my set of keys so that he can get onto the plane uh, because Jai will otherwise come to a plane which is locked. And um, uh, I will use the engineer's keys in the morning. Yes, good point. Um, thank you. I'll, uh... Uh, I would say... Um, you know, don't like you know, 
set any fires <laughs> while you're at an airfield because the plane will explode. Yeah, I will uh, uh, see you in the morning because, um, yes, the the place we were investigating is on fire. I will yes. remind uh, you joked about burning down this warehouse and look what happened. Do not joke about burning down the airfield. <laughs> if, 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 if anybody comes to me and starts asking questions, um, you, I, exactly how... I kind of look and go, exactly how much is it worth my while to tell them I don't know where you are? Um... What? <laughs> well, well, no, it's just that I've joined this group. They've, I'm now an accessory to two counts of arson. So how much is it worth for me to stay quiet and not say, I know where they are, they're hiding on my plane. <laughs> they stole the keys. Well, here's a thought. Um... <laughs> Lots of Vandercash. What is what is worth <laughs> is that at some point I won't find you and kill you. <laughs> You'd ha- I, I I that's a good that's a good threat to make when you're not facing prison. Moida. Oh, just I'm just saying I'm just saying I've joined this group. I barely know you two. You've just committed two counts of arson. I'm not realistically going to just casually let you escape the law on the plane unless I have a bribe. <laughs> how, how, how long do you think they're going to give, give us for arson and a little bit of assault? A few years at most? Look, I'm very <laughs> patient. What's, 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 uh, what's, the, what's the Australian legal penalty for uh, look, that I would know? Look at what Mitch has taught them. <laughs> Yes, I, I, Mitch, you've taught me well about how, when joining a party, extract as much cash from them as possible. <laughs> you have a point. He could just hand you into the cops. Yeah. Uh, Pete, take one of his fingers so he knows. So he knows you're serious. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, it would be an extremely bad idea for you to attempt to take advantage of this situation. Just I'm, meet us on the plane, and we can pretend this conversation never happened. I'll think about it. I throw you the keys <laughs> and open the door with the with the implicit thing of that you you go now before I get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Hugo goes back to bed. Um, how are you getting to the airfield, Matteo? Um. Yeah. Um. Well, I suppose the question. Is he from the concierge? Are you going to try and make your own way there? Uh. Yeah, I should probably just order a taxi. That's the most subtle way there, isn't it? Because then I'll just be in a car. Yeah, and the concierge gets you a taxi, and off you head. Um, I'm sorry for being a butt, but like, I'm not fully in the group yet. 
you know, I won't realistically you know, you, you just casually cover very... up for your crimes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you played that pretty well, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Right? Yes. That's a question. <laughs> people to <laughs> You did very well. However, you have now marked yourself as expendable. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's the problem. Right. You're currently lost somewhere in the shanty town outside Darwin. You can see which direction the docks are in because of all of the fire. Is there anything like rickshaws or anything in the shanty town? I'm not sure just what sort of shanty town flavour it is exactly. Well, it's about 2am, so if there are rickshaws, they're not out right now. Just ride a kangaroo. <laughs> no, you don't mess with kangaroos, mate. <laughs> I apologise to people of Australia. <laughs> in your dreams, but not here. It, it's sort of like just wooden shacks and yeah. cabins. Um, I am going to head back to... Tr- no, I'm totally lost, aren't I? So I don't know where the hotel is from here. Um, I'm just going to pick a direction and start walking while trying to stay out inconspicuous. So stealthy, I guess. Roll uh, luck. Stealth mode. You are walking for about 15 minutes when a car pulls up next to you and it's Matteo in a cab. Yay! Ah, Matteo! Good timing, I jump in. (laughs) The cab driver drives you to the airfield. Um, He drops you off at the perimeter of the airfield and heads back to town. A heavily tip for cab driver. Ah, good. But yes, make it look like you're fleeing the scene of something. <laughs> uh, you let yourself into the hangar. The airfield is all locked up. There doesn't seem to be anyone here. And the cargo plane is parked where Nido left it. Well, why aren't you... I, I, I get round to asking... What, why didn't you get there yet? I don't understand. Because after you left, I realised I don't actually know where the airport was from where we were. Are you all right, Chidi? I mean... The... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, first... First, the whole thing at the warehouse where you, you completely fail to take out not the t- not the toughest assailant we've ever seen. He was a sleepy fat man who dodged a guy twice. Yeah, how? What did he roll on that dodge? He rolled a two and he rolled an eleven. Well, there we go. I'm not taking any fucking responsibility for twos and elevens. Mm. Fuck you know. But in character. <laughs> In character, he moved like they do. Okay. He was an agile fat man, Matteo. Right. You let yourself onto the plane and kind of sit in the little passenger seats in the cargo hold. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, as long as our new friend doesn't just report us, which he threatened to do, by the way, um, uh, then he'll meet us in the morning and we'll be able to get out of here, but... So, Matteo, we don't need to worry about our new friend, because if he does report us, 
we're going to go with jazz. But five, ten years from now, we'll end him if he does that. Well, that's more or less what you I told him. You can't um, go to prison for a decade. <laughs> <laughs> the world is going to end in three weeks. <laughs> no, we'll, pick it, we'll, we'll pick it up in ten years. Um, it's August. You've got like six months, five months. They can't spend those five months in prison. <laughs> it'll be it'll be a completely separate subplot. It'll be like the it'll be like episodes of Orange. It'll be great. I we'll be doing it's going to be more like prisoner cell block age. I think it's going to be a prison break. Yeah, if we get into that situation. Okay. Meanwhile, don't you mean oh, mean oh, when? Mean when? Yeah. Mean when? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you guys barrel through this portal. The world changes to a white, bright light. And then as you stumble, you make your way across a large black stone square. Rising around you are huge, towering pillars and strange buildings covered in hoard frost. The temperature has dropped to maybe about minus two, minus three, as the sun shines down on you all. At least there is a sun. <laughs> At least the air is breathable. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a, that's a possibility. <laughs> nah. Are we in Carcosa? <laughs> rise out of the ice, black slab-like monolithic buildings that you can see on the screen. Okay, uh, it's cold. I assume it's windy. There is no wind. It's just cold. Oh. Okay. The sun rises above you, and you all kind of draw closer together for some warmth. And everyone roll sanity because you just, you just had a time, a great time, a very great time. <laughs> Yay! You believe that you have escaped the horrible dog. The portal oh. has vanished, and the gigantic terror tentacle beast hasn't followed you. So. Of a lead right now, albeit starting to feel a bit chilly. Oh. Point out this team has done actions which were terrible, but keep getting all of the fucking great rolls. <laughs> we made intricate plans to <laughs> roles, King Luck on Team Kring today. Oh, Kring Luck. Yep. Yeah. Kring luck strikes again. Oh, dear. Well, is the warehouse, question: Is the warehouse on fire? A very expensive thing explodes. It didn't explode, and um, no, Aww. it was not expensive. It was a cheap-ass shipping company. Okay, um, Jack, Rebecca, Mitch, Eduardo, you are currently standing in this massive plaza. There are rubble. There's strewn rubble all over the place. The whole place is just ruined, and it stretches off in either direction, as far as the eye can see. Well, we're here now. How do we get back, Jack? Ah, well, there's a question. What's the plan, man? (laughs) Um, Okay, step one of the plan 
was travel through the portal to escape the hound. We did that mm. bit. I must confess there were no further steps in the plan. <laughs> so where's this then? Um, can I roll my Cthulhu Mythos? Uh, everyone can roll Cthulhu Mythos. Yay! But you're extreme Cthulhu Mythos. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I built my character to know Cthulhu Mythos before we started. The Dark Priest! <laughs> <laughs> and I read Cat's book. <laughs> not help. Uh, oh, Rebecca, have two points of Cthulhu Mythos. <laughs> oh no, I, I no longer feel my blood is suitable for the Eye of Light and Darkness, oh, whatever that no. is. <laughs> See, Mitch, Mitch is you now. <laughs> oh, don't, don't worry, we'll have a new pilot soon. <laughs> uh, Eduardo, you have a horrible feeling that this looks like the place described in Antoine's memoirs, the city at the end of the earth, the towering black monolithic home of the elder creatures that he described seeing in his dreams whilst he was infected by that weird alien device. Oh, a squib. You are somewhere... In the deepest, darkest depths of Antarctica. My word! The Antarctic <laughs> what a dramatic sting! sting. <laughs> <laughs> or someone's gone an email. Doodly <laughs> 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 um, We thought we had gone a long way off course with to that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I say it's about equal distance. Move <laughs> our characters to the lost in time and space <laughs> slot on the board. <laughs> the sun is gliding towards the horizon. Well, this massive pillar of mountains. You can see beyond the Cyclopean stone buildings, mountains that rise higher than any mountains you have ever seen. Higher than the highest peaks of the Himalayas. They loom dark and foreboding in the sky above. And the sun is going to slide behind them. We need to get somewhere, otherwise we're going to die of exposure before anything else gets a chance to even slightly kill us. Mitch is right. We're dressed for the Antarctic midwinter, the Antarctic summer, and it's... um, uh, We're dressed for the Australian summer, and it's Antarctic midwinter. (laughs) (laughs) Australian winter. Whatever. I'm not having another go at that sentence. I'll just fucking die. <laughs> you were all dressed for Australian winter, which is not the correct clothing for no. uh, the sun is going down in Antarctica. There's buildings. Let's get inside one of those yeah. buildings and hope that yeah. nothing else is inside the building. Which building are you picking? The one closest to you? Uh, no, the one furthest from us. There's <laughs> like um, hot five star, like beds free, um, hot tub. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's the grey stuff sort of buildings uh, this is all rubble oh, Okay. these are the buildings ah the fact it's got a fucking landing strip on it makes me know exactly where you took this bloody map from <laughs> this is where you went uh, do these little X's mean anything I rolled about 37 dice how many locations are on that map Continent. You roll oh. Antarctica. There's only one location in Antarctica. 
Um, you didn't go to the cavern under the Ruby Al Kali. <laughs> Thank Christ for that. I've been there too much lately. That's, uh, oh, actually, yeah, we should go here. That's the campsite. You find a building that has an opening, and you find like a chamber that goes inside. There are no doorways, so you have to go back a few chambers from the door to get away from the icy exterior. You enter a large square room. There's another door, but this room is quite small. And then you kind of huddle together in one corner. The temperature is still dropping. Mm-hmm. But it is it is less cold inside the building, but it's still not going to be comfortable to stay in overnight. Oh, let me roll that new survival skill I got. Desert. <laughs> it's a kind of desert. I don't yeah. think it's the right kind of yeah. desert. <laughs> um, you can um, keep exploring the building, or you can just stay here. We, I think we have to press on inside. It's too cold. Yeah, yeah. We, have, we have to explore. We have to find some clue as to getting out of here. After about ten minutes of walking through this building, you enter a room, and there's a spiraling ramp that heads down. Overhead, the um, ramp continues up a spire, and you can see very faintly in the distance the twinkling lights of the starry sky, like at the top of this building, at the top of this ramp. So it clearly goes above ground, or you can go down. <clears throat> I'd say uh, down for now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cold is up, warm is down. Yeah, that's the only, only choice we have, right? Oh, well, hang on. I'm just going to turn to the page exploring the city of the elder things. I, uh, <laughs> I'm like. I'm like, glad we got away from that hound, eh, fellas? <laughs> oh, shut up, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, out of the frying pan into the cold. Into the freezer. <laughs> frying pan into the other frying pan. Well, I mean, guys, I can, we can just do the um, Eye of Light and Darkness. We just have to sit here for three months and uh, somehow... <laughs> Yeah, but it doesn't do anything useful in this situation, unfortunately. Um, Dan, you don't have the innocent blood to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, anymore. <laughs> oh, it's all right. There, there are going to be some big fucking penguins knocking around in a minute. Oh, no, the big penguins aren't here yet. I should stop talking. I believe every word. <laughs> Ah, here we go. Hey, where are you? Oh. Okay, you wander down this ramp into the darkness. After about 10, 15 minutes, you reach the bottom of the ramp. It is slightly warmer. Like, like, humanly survivably warmer, or...? Uh, the temperature has risen to about maybe five degrees. That's, Barely. That's, that's warmer than Berlin. <laughs> Not yeah. bad for the Antarctica. At the bottom of this ramp, there are doorways, uh, massive cyclopean doorways that vanish into the 
dark stone interior of this place. So, Jack, do you have any idea what this place is? What about you, like, Father? Do you, got, do you know what these buildings are? Where, where they might be leading? Uh, can I roll a cult or something? Did, wait, didn't you just massively succeed on your Cthulhu mythos? I got an extreme, yeah. yeah you know I know that. where we are. Well, isn't that the question he's asking you? <laughs> well, I... I... <laughs> As far as I can tell, if I've if I'm recognizing this place properly, this is somewhere in Antarctica. I read it in uh, Antoine's journal. Oh, that so Antoine down there! I, I love now. his works. <laughs> yeah, you should read them sometime. <laughs> so, how do we plan on getting back? Like, we can't live here. Or what I'm trying to figure out. I don't. <sighs> The, uh, I, I take the I take the lure out of my pocket and I, I, I hold it up. Oh God! I mean, we, that thing got us here. Could we roll it again? To I think we... I, I need some time to study it. Maybe a day or two. But I think I think I can use this to get us back home and get the thing off our tail. It's not I... your tail. I'm worried about it's <laughs> off all of our relative tails. <laughs> I could try something as well, but I need to go back upstairs. I just need time. We need to we need to make a camp or something, so some way of keeping us alive for a few days. Oh, we need water, and I don't know if we're necessarily going to find it. Well, we're in Antarctica. I'm not worried about water. I'm worried about food and heat. Um. All right. Let's try and find stuff with which to build a shelter, and then maybe a penguin. <laughs> can, can you eat a penguin? Uh, um, I'm I'm a bit snacky. I probably can. Yeah. Well, you you guys get started on that. I'm going to try and work something out. Okay. Um, at the bottom of the ramp, there are three doorway uh, archways into tunnels: north, south, west. Is it dark? Are we likely to be eaten by a Gru? It is very dark. The only light is your electric torches. That you took with you because you were burglarizing a house at night. Yeah, nocturnal burglary. Mm. How's that going for you? If only we'd brought an arsonist. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> they would have this ice on fire in no time. <laughs> <laughs> you were someone who could set a fire about now. We are gonna start a fire in inside inside a snow tunnel, and the elder things are gonna be like, "Who is burning our house down?" <laughs> Uh, are you going into a tunnel to try and find uh, like a camping spot? Um, y- yes. You, you you advance. You can see there are doorways. You you go to the first doorway and it's like a little alcove room. There is uh, roll your luck, Rebecca. Okay. I have luck. There are broken, desiccated wooden objects in this room. Ancient, ancient furnishings of some kind, desiccated and preserved by the cold. So they have not rotted away. The room is about eight feet circular. There's only one way in. And there are several of them along this corridor. Do you make camp in one of them? 
Should we camp here or should we camp somewhere safer? Like we could grab these supplies and take it somewhere further up. I don't know. Uh, it feels very yeah. dangerous and precarious here. Maybe we should push on slightly. Yeah. You but walk along the corridor. Do you gather up as much wood as you can carry them? Yes. Yes. And we know it's there, so there's more we can get. Okay, so you went down the pit with the spiral ramp. Okay, after about five, ten minutes of walking, you find yourself in a broad chamber. It's nearly square. It's um, the walls rise up black stone into a dome and there is a massive mat stretched across the floor underneath you that your lights can pick out in the dark. (laughs) Uh, There is another door leading out on the other side but otherwise you're just in this vast cyclopean chamber. The walls covered in mosaics of some kind, depicting strange creatures. This doesn't look like somewhere good. I feel really feel like we should turn back now. Um, well, back back out into the hallway. Yeah, we need to set camp. We need to get out of here. We can't possibly like. I don't know. I have a bad feeling in my. <laughs> I have sent you something in Telegram. Of what the floor looks like. Uh. And <laughs> oh, sorry, I, um, I, I didn't realise they were mountains at first. I thought it just said. Rrr, rrr. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's the same font as the handwriting. I thought, I thought someone had, like, like, you don't want to go there where it says, rrr, rrr. That's where the monster is. <laughs> I might have thought the same at first. Oh, Christ alive. Now, That's okay, there's map, an O and an X there, too. The <laughs> on the map wall are other maps of other strange locations. None of them match the maps you people know of the world, but you can see... Hints, you can see what's clearly the Indian subcontinent, currently an island in the middle of a sea. You can see the Africa and um, the split, a massive canyon splitting down that curve between South America and Africa as they pull apart. All right, let's um, let, let's go back into the corridor and, and make a fire, try and build somewhere relatively sheltered. I've got to start studying this thing. While you guys set up a fire, I need to go back to the surface. I've got something I need to try. Will you be alright on your own? Well, if you think someone should come with me if we stay in pairs. Um, Mitch, Rebecca, do you want to travel with him? I don't mind. I mean, we or Rebecca can go. It's up to you. Uh, Probably best if you come, Mitch. Happily. You pick one of the side rooms in that first corridor, and who's going to light a fire? Rebecca? 
I think I could do that, maybe. Roll for survival. Well, if only we had an arsonist with us. <laughs> <laughs> natural world? A natural world will do it, yeah. Yep. That's good. Okay, it takes a little while because this wood is really old and it is going to burn really quickly. So you gather up as much as you can and you start a small fire. It's enough to add light and a little bit of heat. <clears throat> okay, um, whilst she's building a fire, Jack, what are you doing? Um, I, I, um, I, I stab her with my ritual dagger. <laughs> Uh, no, you can't wear her skin. <laughs> I, I, ca- I can and shall. Um, uh, uh, no, while she's doing that, I, I, I take out, I take out the thing, and I start trying to learn its terrible secrets. Yeah, roll me your pow. Ah, my dumpster. Why? Why would that be your dumpster? <sighs> it's not his dumpster. It's not a dumpster. I just can't fucking roll it. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait until he crit fails and disappears, leaving you all there. <laughs> <laughs> Just gone. Whoopsie doodles. Arona, you have a horrible suspicion that it's empty. Mm. Because it drained your magic points and then opened a portal. You think everyone's going to have to donate magic points to recharge it. And then you're going to have to try and work out how to open a portal to the correct place rather than some time at random. Yes. Uh, you do know it will talk to you in your sleep and oh. you how to use it. What a delight. That, that could take a while. The user <laughs> manual is interactive. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I turn to Rebecca and I'm like, I like, uh, is that going well, do you think? I say gesturing to the fire. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a fire. I can say that about it. Although we'll we'll need quite a bit of wood to keep it going. Okay, I I have to rest to understand this thing. Okay, I'm just going to lie here next to the fire and have a little sleep. If that's all right with you. <laughs> if anything scary happens, just give me a kick. Everything will be fine. Okay, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I might, I might have said that. It wasn't a promise or anything. Um, it was, it was more hope. What well, hope that something bad happens? <laughs> I make, I make a little pillow out of my jacket. No, I don't. It's very cold. I, um, uh, I make a little pillow out, out of Rebecca's flesh. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no. Sorry. Why are you so bad at this? I lie on a rock. <laughs> Sleep on a rock. <laughs> I'd sit and keep the fire going, but um, well, it wasn't really night time. Well, it actually, it was because we were out sitting. hours. So, all right, here, yeah. I mean, body clock wise, I might. Oh yeah, like body clock wise, it was, like, it was the middle of the night. You went, yeah, you into a shop. Oh, okay, yeah. Then I'll. I'm awake, but I'm likely to fall asleep at some point. <laughs> Roll your constitution, please. Yeah. Which of us? Just, just. Uh... Rebecca. No, I'm good. <laughs> You're managing to stay awake for now. Mitch and um, Eduardo, do you climb all the way to the top of this spiraling ramp? Um, I don't need to get like right to the top of the ramp. I just need to be under the night sky. 
yeah, to get under the night sky, you've either got to climb back to the way you came in and walk through those rooms, or climb all the way to the top of the ramp and onto like the platform at the top. <sighs> Whatever's easiest, then. <laughs> you emerge onto this tower. You can see pretty much this view. Right. On the top of it, the tall, twisting black buildings rising from the ice. The ice is clearly covering them. So, you know, you're seeing like the eighth floor upwards. That's the new ground level on top of the ice. Most of these buildings are buried beneath the ice as well. Ah, okay. Overhead is a really bright star-filled sky. Roll your astrology... Both of you. Uh, done. <laughs> I don't have astrology. Nothing about stars. <laughs> what are you doing, Eduardo? All right, I want to cast a spell. Which spell, Eduardo? That one. Oh. Yeah, oh. probably get, it's probably going to backfire, but given what Roll I know it. about it. Roll the spell as you chant the words. Okay, uh, do I just click it again then? Yeah. Oh, thank Christ. Well, I wasn't expecting you to cast that spell. I'll be right back. I need to get out. Uh, uh, well, given the description... I need this. <laughs> oh. oh no! Are you doing something bad? Given the in, given the description, no. <laughs> given the description, that sounds very, very close to the star vampire spell. He he is the worst priest. <laughs> I don't think he's a priest. Yeah, has anyone has anyone checked him for you know like? Legitimate priestliness. Oh, I need to take the spell. Yeah, I need to take that off. And uh, well, I've got my finger on ill-advised use of magic goes horribly, horribly wrong. Anyway, I think we've already done that one. (laughs) I got that wrong. Uh, Okay, fine. Three. Okay. Come and go to lie down. We've had that. <laughs> just going to say this now, Russ. This is your fault because this spell was in my book you gave me at character creation. It certainly was. Yeah. I'm guessing a success is bad. I don't know! It means the spell is going to fire. That may be a bad thing. Yeah. That was the first time I cast it. I had to get a hard success. I've got this sheet music of Ocarina. (laughs) The best... um... The best thing about Call of Cthulhu, Fox, is, is that um, sometimes you just don't know whether succeeding is good or bad. (laughs) The stars glow overhead. Brilliant, magnificent, wondrous. And then a voice whispers in the air. And you feel a presence, Mitch, Eduardo. Something is here. 
Something has come down from the stars, and though you can't currently see it, you can feel it hanging above you. Greetings. You have summoned me from the depths of the void, child. Why have you called me here? It has been long since I hunted on this world. Oh. <sighs> right, here we go. Look how happy Nal is. I'm enjoying my fire. <laughs> I'm having a sleep. Yeah, that might not be a good thing. No, I'm going to die. <laughs> Both of you who are outside, roll your constitution because it is fucking freezing. Uh, where is my constitution? At the top. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, you are starting to shiver uncontrollably, Mitch. You have the first stages of hypothermia setting in. Right, All right, I better get this started. Then. Right. Um, uh, we have travelled here from afar by mistake and we do not know how to get back home. I call upon thee to give guidance and instruction. How can we get home again? You almost feel something spreading above you like around you both, and air seems to lift up around you, almost as if something is breathing in and sampling your senses. I can see you are... Uh, Sorry, I'm getting a call. (laughs) No, I called you first. (laughs) Please hold. Your call is important to us. You are adrift from where you once were. To return, you will have to reverse what you did and open a gateway to take you back from whence you came. Or find one who has the power to cast you through time. Is one with such power here? Is there some... A feature here that we can use to do that? This city is a million years empty. The residents now dwell deep beneath the earth in their city by the warm lake far beneath the earth. You will not reach them. The Great One in the Pharos has the power but to release him would be to destroy your world. And it lies 200 steps that way. I look over and I'm like, yeah, not going to risk that one. Um... There is a lure of Nyarlathotep present. The lure. the lure, yes. That's the item that must have brought us here in the first place. Or you could always attempt to summon one of the Great Ones. You know my character sheet too well. (laughs) (laughs) And beseech them for aid. But you should be aware you are not in the time from which you came. When? Oh, God. When are we? (laughs) Is that where are we? Is when are we? 
when are we now and can we return to our original time? Do you use... How do you count time? How do I count time? How do you count time? Is it the rotation of your planet around its primary orbit? Is it a quantum signature ticking back and forth? Oh, uh, the, the first thing you said, going round the, the, the sun. There's the moment where, again, you feel that breathing in sensation. You are 346 rotations from where you should be. Okay. Uh, forward or backwards? <laughs> I cannot tell. Those are your three questions. Now I am free to hunt. Until uh, the sun rises. You the star. You At least I had a proper reason for this one. Fucking accident. At least I had a proper reason to do this. <laughs> at least you haven't set it on a small town, but a deserted... And, and at least you haven't guaranteed the safety of your friends like someone else did. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. no! <laughs> All right, we're going to get back downstairs quickly. <laughs> okay. Um, do I... Out of character, do I know exactly what that was that I released? You haven't seen it. It remained invisible this whole time. Okay, so that's a no then. Okay. I can't rely on my outer character knowledge. But okay, my plan now is to take Mitch back downstairs. I can see he's very cold and just let, let them know that, yeah, the, the lure is probably the best option for us. But we are 346 years off our time. That might help us use the lure. You start to head back down. Meanwhile, Jack is asleep. Jack? Yes, hello. Roll your pow. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, no. Luck uh. Uh, it! <laughs> Can you luck powers? Yeah. Oh, I luck it by five. Yeah, it's sanity and. Luck rolls you can't do. I think right? you can do skills for some reason. They're not skills, you know, the, the stat rolls. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I like it by five. Otherwise, we're going to be here for fucking ever. A voice whispers in your mind. It's dark and it makes the back of your spine twitch in uncomfortably as it drips knowledge into your brain. Dark knowledge that you wish not to know but can feel it filling you with anyway. He's clicking, he's clicking so many times. Oh god, he's put me in edit mode. (laughs) I'm so glad that this morning I only had one, like, nightmarish mythos creature furiously trying to hunt me down, and this afternoon I've got two. (laughs) Maybe tomorrow I'll kick Cthulhu in the nuts. (laughs) Hey, Matteo, at least we haven't done any dark magic. Yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but you are going to be strung up in an Australian town. Yeah. <laughs> this dark magic was necessary for our survival. <laughs> you came to our town and done some murders. Formally apologise to people of Australia. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bustle, <laughs> stop scratching the door. <laughs> okay. Um, Mitch and uh, uh, Jack, you have things to read on your spell list. Um, yeah, it's those, just those last two, right? Yeah. Those are the only ones you can't really learn. It takes a few nights to learn all of them. Cool. Um, you, Mitch and Eduardo, you find uh, Rebecca huddled by a fire, feeding it ancient lumps of wood. Mitch moves up close and starts to get warm. He's like, Whoa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, you we also all... feel chilly. Yeah, well, we all get there, but I get Mitch there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get Mitch closer because yeah, he was struggling. <laughs> right. So, how did your thing go, uh, Father? Right. There's nothing here that can help us. The only thing to get us home is that stone that Jack used to get us here. Okay. <sighs> Sorry, it's, it's, it, two people spoke, didn't hear a word. Don't forget that we also uh, got told about that beast or something which would destroy the world as we know it. Yeah, I'm not counting that as a viable option. Wise choice. Um, (laughs) The stone, as you mentioned the stone and point towards Jack, he's holding it clasped against his chest and the sigils are all glowing with this creepy, eerie, green-blue light. What exactly is he doing? Um, he said he needed to rest, so whatever works, I guess, we can ask him when he wakes up. I'll give him a few minutes just so I can get warmer, then I'm waking him up myself. You nudge him awake a few minutes later. Um, yes, Mitch? Out of character. Um, uh, I, I don't really know, like... Would something like the Conclave of Felines help, like um, Jack or anything like that? At the moment? Uh, yeah, Sanity and luck. I could cast that and just. Um, you don't know whether Jack needs sanity and luck right now. I mean, you can cast that whenever you like, and it will give those bonuses to anyone who hears it. And it, it, it just, once I do it, I can do it again and again, right? It's not. Yeah. I mean, it takes my power, but that's. that's but, uh, remember, uh, people who've heard it before will not only get the benefit, won't get the benefit again. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, leave it. I'll leave it. It only works the first time someone hears it. After that, it's just a nice piece of music. Okay. Uh-huh. Jack, you are woken back up by Eduardo kicking you in the nuts. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. It's terrible. <laughs> no, I shake oh. you, shake you by the shoulders. Oh, I was having such a lovely dream. I dreamt someone summoned a star vampire. About that. Um, <laughs> um, oh. I was having a dream. I say as I wake my eyes up. Well, I'm glad you're not unconscious, at least. Um, Right. Do you do you know how to use that stone? Because that is the only thing that's going to get us back home. Um. Yes, I do. Great. Um. Just in case it helps. Um. Whilst you were sleeping, I went to try and find out information about where we are, 
and when we are, because obviously that portal went through time and space, um, we are 346 years adrift. Backwards or forwards, I don't know. I think it was 64, but sure. It, 364, fine. I mean, it's important. <laughs> well, I was, yeah, yeah. well, I didn't write it down as... No, no, 346. thank you. Yeah. I was like, why is the woman giving them a wrong number? <laughs> <laughs> you cultist, you. I think it was 347, but... Ex-cultist, please. <laughs> um, but wouldn't it be better to go back further so we had more time to fix all this shit anyway? Yeah, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) Then there'd be two of us running around. Yeah, well, and we could do Egypt. (laughs) Ooh! (laughs) 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 Oh no! I think the GM will stop this. He hasn't thought this through. His little face. (laughs) I'm sure he has. In the loss. Okay. Um. There are. Remember that rule about why you don't go time traveling in Call of Duty? Yes. <laughs> the, the GM punch you. That's why. <laughs> there, there are a few problems uh, with it, but I can get us back home, probably, approximately, almost home. Um, uh, I need to charge it first because <laughs> it drained all of its energy getting us here. Right. Uh, How and, do you charge it? Um. I, I just have to hold it. I say holding it up lamely, <laughs> like a like a battery, I guess. Um, but it's it's going to take three days. You can oh, hand it over to other people. Oh, is that is that possible? Mm-hmm. Anyone you hand it to can give their magic points to it, but they also risk activating it if they're not careful. Um, <laughs> Uh, yes, I think it's becoming attuned to me. Um, it whispered things in my sleep. Maybe because I'm an ex-cultist, I don't know. But uh, oh god, he's he's put me in edit mode. <laughs> really scary when that happens. Um, uh, yeah. <sighs> I'm trying to think of a way of explaining this without using in-game mechanics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tough. <laughs> uh, every, uh, if you hold it, it will drain some of your essence temporarily. Essence to um, uh, to store in itself like a battery. When it reaches a certain threshold, we can use it to open a gate back to where we came from. Um. If if I do it myself, it'll take three days. Otherwise, it'll take three people. So we could do it now if we're careful. Uh, yeah, the only trouble is that when you touch it, it might do what it did when I touched it. Anyway, it's got to be better than now, right? Yeah, we can't survive here for three days. We'll be lucky to survive three hours. Um. Also... There's, Stop there's... laughing, Craig. <laughs> also, there's there's another catch. <laughs> now what? Do, do you remember that friendly monster um, uh, who who came? Every time we use this to create a portal, he will appear. So if we do it and get through the portal as quickly as possible, we should be fine. Sure. However, 
Um, we we should just be very ready for that to Do happen. We have any way of controlling where and when this portal is? Yes. Uh, um, the information um, Father Eduardo gained is very useful. I, I have to sort of concentrate on um, where and when I want to go. Just anywhere in Port Hedland in 1925. Mm. August the 8th! 6th. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was close. <laughs> you it can't hurt us more than we already will be if we don't, you know, try. Mm. It we will be early morning of August the 7th. Yeah. Ooh, only one I, day off. So we've I, made it to the 7th, yeah, haven't we? Yeah. Knowing we're 346 years away from that time is very, very useful. So we can use that to anchor on, I guess. Yes. But are you going to go forwards? Or backwards. Yeah, I, I, I'm not entirely sure I understand that bit, so I, I can only tell it to go forwards or backwards, not specifically when. No, so, so you can tell it I want to go like 349 years forwards from this point in time or backwards from this point in time. But where, when do you... Um, uh, I don't understand how you get to where you're going as well. Oh, you, you tell it that as well. Right, okay. So you can tell it you want to go to this geographical location 300 years in the future or in the past. Yeah, um, I did want I did wonder why you were so cagey about whether it were about it not knowing when we were because now we've just got 50/50 chance on whether we're making it worse or better. Unless <laughs> I tell you what though guys, like when we when we when we're on the boats, you know, we use the stars, right? Do, are any of you astronomers? Do you, do you any of you know the stars because we should be able to work it out from that. Both did. Well, fuck you, Liza. <laughs> well, that, that's a good suggestion. The other th- question I want to ask if is, obviously, the world was going to end in January 1926. Does that mean the Earth just ceases to be? Or it, does it still exist in a, as a husk? Yeah, it's unclear, it gets, isn't it? Yeah, because if it gets destroyed, then we're obviously backwards. <laughs> I, I look at you and I just shrug. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone um, know how to read the stars then? Okay, hang on. I'm. Let me have a look. See if I've got anything like that. Oh, damn my bassoon smithing! <laughs> um, you knew you were sort of taking a different skill. Come on, Yogg's Toff. Ask Liza for help. <laughs> um, but you should. I've only got natural world of ten. That's. <laughs> yeah. I've got natural yeah. world. But if that helps. I don't know. I mean, either either we're going to end up approximately where we were, or Australia in the year twenty nineteen, like twenty three ninety nine. Well, anywhere um, better than here. I think. <sighs> I mean, back is safer, right? Uh, yes. I mean, if we go back in time and uh, we can always move forward again, it'll just take another three days. Um, um, I have a question for the GM. Mm-hmm. When we were wandering on the surface, this landing strip. That's not there. 
Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. The la- the landing strip is on there because he pinched this map from the uh, from the right. mountains of madness. madness sort of. Yeah, I thought it would be. <laughs> no, my my thought was if that was an actual landing strip, then we must have gone forwards. Yeah, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Yeah, fair enough. But I I do agree with Mitch. Going back is probably the safer bet if there's no clue. Um, your uh, eye. Currently in fifteen seventy nine or twenty two seventy four. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We, I mean, we have no clue, right? There's no way we can work this out from information we've got. Like, none of, we can read the stars. None. Uh, none of. Uh, I mean, you two were up there. Did you see anything that looked weird in the sky? No. Nothing at all. No, we saw nothing. <laughs> I guess we could all go up there and have another look. Uh, all, all right, let's do that just in case that helps. You all traipse back up to the top. Oh, Christ alive. I put, put out the fire so it doesn't just burn through our wood. Yeah. Let me always take a, I, 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 gra- I grab one of the smouldering like wooden torches with a bit of fire. Yeah. As we're walking, up, as we go. we're walking up the stairs, I'm like, my nipples are like bullets. I, I, I warm them with a flame. It's <laughs> cold out here as you step out onto the tower. Yes, Greg? They've unleashed a star vampire 300 years in the past, and it's about to go and hunt and maybe wipe out a whole fucking town. How's that going to affect the future? Maybe they're in the future. I'm hoping they are now. You have summoned me to this world, this completely empty world. Thanks, guys. Or this this is like a time loop. We are just... Future events are affecting the past. The thing about the Alpha Tev is that he doesn't actually want to end humanity. He just wants to enslave them. However, we're, we're in a city where no one has been for a million years, so it doesn't really matter either way. <laughs> I reckon can probably fly over quite fast, being a creature of the void. Whatever, that's not our concern right now. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I mean we, just, we just don't have any useful way of, of determining whether it's the future or the past, because we're in a city that's been abandoned for longer than yeah. all of human history. <laughs> So, standing on the top of this thing, huddled together because it's about minus 20, you won't be able to stay out here for long. Uh, Roll me your... Hmm. Yeah. Really could do with someone who has astrology right about now. Yeah, none of us do. (laughs) What about, like, spot hidden? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. You can see the stars, bitch. You don't need to roll that one. They're above you. I roll spot hidden to see the stars. Also, what I mean is I look straight up. I mean, I can think of one thing, depending, but, you know. Yeah, but you're not there. I've got natural world or intelligence at heart, but, I mean, that's my... I can think of one thing, but it requires out-of-character knowledge, and I'm not there, so... I'm just looking at everyone's character sheets. Give me a moment. Uh, I don't think Natural World is going to cut the mustard um, on this one. Mm. And let's see, does Mitch have anything? Unless any of you got any magic spells you want to cast, hey, I've got I've got a cult, and um, surely some of that covers sky shit, right? 
Okay, fine. That's that seems plausible. That's, that's, Howard, a cult. The stars are right, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh, can I do that? Because I've got it. Yeah. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Um, I'm not cheating. I'm just not in verbose mode. I want to roll again because I want to know what. Oh, um, no. I've got nothing near. What hard is? Thirty-seven. Okay. Um, so I have nope. to roll. <laughs> I have to spend 39 luck. <laughs> it's less than me. Don't what, you have like 90 luck right now? I spend 39 luck to, well de- to determine where in time and space we are. You have a look, and the Zemplar cross formation is not correct, which means you are in the past. Oof. <laughs> yeah. oh, You're right. currently in 1579. <laughs> The lengths you'll go to to get us to spend luck. Oh, mm. there's 73 times. <laughs> that wasn't more than fair. It seemed quite kind, honestly. <laughs> Actually, I just realised I probably could have used Navigate. That would have worked too. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at my character sheet. You would need an extreme Navigate, however. And you don't, you really, you kind of use the current stars to navigate, which doesn't mean you know about the history of the stars. Yeah. But if we know, if we know the stars and we know where we are, then you can work out when you are. It's not where are you, no. it's when are you. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, we're in the past, let's go down, I'm so cold. Okay, let's go. Let's make a fire again. I'm not going to need these shorts in a minute. I put the fire in my hand. Remember? They're going to be fully inside me. Oh, they'll be released to make a fire. <laughs> it's minus 20. Yeah. <laughs> so was it well, 1579 then? It's an interesting year. <laughs> not not in the forgotten city of the Elder Things, literally dead smack in the middle of Antarctica. Yeah, okay, it's not very interesting there. I mean, it is from an archaeological point of view. I'd love to spend some more time here. However, I would like to do it in long trousers. <laughs> I've got perhaps a some, perhaps right. some sort of thermal jockstrap. Um, anyway, let's get back downstairs and help you with this lure. You scootle yourselves back downstairs to um, rebuild your fire. Build my fire. Ah, uh, oh, I've just thought of something as well. Did does I slept? Does my MP reset? Uh, you didn't sleep long enough. Yeah, I was going to say that. So now, yeah, now, now, I, I it needs to drain power from everybody except me because I don't have enough. <laughs> so what? We all just touch it at the same time. Um. I think it's safer if we all do it one at a time. However, remember there is a there is a small chance when you touch it for the first time that it will open a portal immediately. Well, at least we know that now. That might help us. <laughs> I uh I look at this thing and I'm like, I really should have figured out what this thing was before I picked it up. <laughs> like so, Jack, like you say, you need three days to—is it rest and just prepare for it? No. What? What? Um, the device acts like a battery, like a magical battery. It will drain your essence, your life force, into it to power the opening of the gate. Um, 
it was half charged when I picked it up and it used all of the energy in my body to open the gate. That's why I passed out earlier. Uh, so I don't have enough left in. If I try and do this, I will just die and the, the gate won't open. So everyone will need to devote some of their personal energy to open the portal. I want a, I want an award for describing that without using the phrase, the phrase MP or <laughs> <laughs> everyone needs to put at least uh, eight MP into this thing. Members of parliament. Yeah. <laughs> Gladly. Oh, everyone needs, everyone needs to put seven MP into it. Okay. Like, okay. That, I think. Okay. Who's taking hold of it first? Just just hold it and concentrate on um, sharing your energy with it. Uh, don't let it take too much now, I say. <laughs> All right. I'll give it a go first. Wait, um, cup it in, the ha- in your hands. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait one moment while I while I read the um, the extra fucking terms and conditions he was <laughs> spilling into this spell while I was while I was reading it out. Um, okay, you you have to hold it for se- for seven minutes uh, in the palm of your hand. Okay, well, good job we got the fire going then. <laughs> yep, and then and then seven minutes for each of you, and then we will punch a hole in time and space. Roll. Uh, pow, please, Eduardo. Where's Don't mess pop? up. Oh, oh dear. Well, uh, I've had a lot of extremely good rolls. Now it t- decides. Who to... didn't see this coming? Yeah. <laughs> Eduardo, you're holding it and it glows brightly and saps 14 magic points from you instantly. I, I'm unconscious. Eduardo, it literally, he takes it in his hands, it glows, he goes, oh, and then collapses. And it bounces and rolls on the floor. You can't make it up. Can you? I, 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 uh, I stop it rolling with a foot and I say, no, don't let it take too much. <laughs> well, he's fallen on crutches now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thankfully, it didn't take enough to go uh, off. Uh, no, yeah, I, think, I think I'm having a breakdown. <laughs> It's a, I, it's a 10 off me. Okay. I'll, I'll go next then. Okay, who's next? I say <laughs> I say cheerily. Me, me, I want to go. I want <laughs> to go. Maybe you should sit down first. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I hand you the horrible sphere. This can't hurt. Roll power. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay! I'm Mitch. <laughs> I'm Mitch, the roller of successful things. You time yourself for seven minutes, Mitch. Like an egg. It now has 23 points in it, uh, Jack. Ah, good. That's sufficient to do the magic. Oh. Oh, okay. So, just quickly, do I have to edit my magic points on my... Text? Yeah, just, just lower the first number down by seven. If that ever if that ever reaches zero, you just pass out. Um, but it's not that bad unless you pass out while fighting a monster, uh, oh, yeah. in which case it is bad, <laughs> and all your friends have to drag you away. Any further? Just a quick question because Rona just kind of jogged my memory a bit. I, I only had ten, and it sucked fourteen out. Do I get penalties for minus oh. four? It only sucks what you had left. Yeah, you stop at zero. Okay, okay hang on. I need to do plus ten. 
It only has 19 points in it, I'm afraid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll top up that one. What the heck? Or I can. I can do it as well. Like... Just hold it for an extra minute. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold it for an extra minute. I pass it back to Mitch. <laughs> Roll power again, Mitch. Yeah. Oh, come on. Oh, oh. just add a minute onto what you're doing. That's quite unfair. But he landed it back. He did? Yeah. Uh, did he, did he actually fine. say he handed it back? I he didn't did. hear him say that. You have to touch it. It doesn't work if you don't touch it. But I did get the mass wrong because I didn't hear what Flinty said. Can we have a do-over? <laughs> I will allow this, because Flinty did try to tell us he'd only had ten, but we were talking, so I didn't hear it. Hooray, a do-over. <laughs> so so rare, but when all the players are so exhausted. I thought you went travelling through time. It literally is your fault. <laughs> you could have looked at the artifact before picking it up. <laughs> Well, I've learned a valuable lesson now. <laughs> okay, the uh, lure has 20 magic points in it. Oh, <laughs> uh, Christ alive. Um, oh, is it too late to sacrifice all these chumps to Nyarlathotep and get back in his good books? I mean, I saw- that would do it. Mm. Oh, so I need to touch it now. <laughs> no, 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 no touchies. No touchy. <laughs> no touching my magic ball. Um, okay. Um, are all of you ready? Yep. Okay, I'm going to open the portal now, and we need to get through it as quickly as possible before that the Hound of Tindalos eats us. Okay. Hmm. Oh, it's a shame I'm unconscious. I could have said something. Uh, you're unconscious and you got to get through a fucking portal. Because well, I'm relying on you. Because <laughs> I, I, th- I, I think that we're going to have to toss him through and run after. <laughs> Who's picking up Father Eduardo? I'll lift him. Roll your strength. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to be between the two of you, right? Because I've got to concentrate on this spell, which I'm going to... Where is my ruin. strength? At the top. Ugh. At least you guys didn't burn down a house full of clues. No, we just nearly killed half the party. 34 luck. If I want a TPK... 34 luck, Russet. I I feel your pain. I'm cancelling your birthday present. It's still still a (laughs) pre-order. You're getting nothing. (laughs) Good day, sir. Holding him in your arms like a babe. Like a babe. You got over one shoulder. You're giving him some pats on the back to burp him. Just so, just so long as you don't present him to suck, everything will be fine. <laughs> I don't think that's in the Bible. Bitty. Um, <laughs> would you like to open a portal through time and space? Oh, no. I absolutely fucking would not. But fine. Uh, when, I constant- when do you want this portal to take you? Um. Oh Christ. Uh. Where we were in the Harbour Master's office, right? That was our our yeah. base of operations. Um, oh. uh, and I'm still renting my hotel room, aren't I? You are indeed. 
I can't. Uh, that's going to be empty because I don't want us to uh, like a portal to appear and us to be like hello. So I'm I'm going for the dummy hotel room that I've been renting <laughs> under a fake name. Three hundred, three hundred and whatever years in the future. Roll me hard, pal. I, I'm not going to succeed that. Why am I rolling that? Because that's how you cast spells. It's a foy. Do I not just click on the spell? You can click on the spell. That will just roll your pal. Okay. Um, you're concentrating. Um, it hasn't gone off yet. You're holding the stone in your hands and focusing on that location. You're like, come on, do it. But nothing happens after about five minutes. And all the little sigils go out. And you kind of know that means it hasn't worked. So you kind of have to put the stone down, give it about ten minutes, and then pick it up and try it again. Uh, We we do that. (laughs) The alternative is just stand here in Antarctica and die. (laughs) I just look around awkwardly when it happens, and I'm like, well, it happens to everyone every so often, you know. (laughs) I'm sorry, this has never happened to me before. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was a bit anticlimactic. Yay! You can now tick the bottom. If you open up the plus, you can tick the box that says has cast for the first time. Away. There is a moment the stone flashes with light and kind of tugs itself out of your hands and spins in the air. And then crack, the blue oval portal shatters open with a screech that makes all of your hair stand up on the back of your neck unbearably awkwardly. As the portal opens. Time to go through. <laughs> run, 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 run. <laughs> <laughs> I carry uh, Eduardo through. At the corner of the room. Everyone roll dexterity. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, thank God you passed. <laughs> I'm good. My character sheet's disappeared again. I like that. Rebecca was through first. She's like, gone! <laughs> <laughs> right, everybody, let's get... Oh, she's gone. There's <laughs> cloud of dust. <laughs> uh, Jack is straight after her. Uh, <laughs> is clawing its way out of the angle of space. Its long tongue lashing towards Mitch as he runs with Father Eduardo and jumps to the portal. Oh, dear. You all land with a crash on Jack's bed in his hotel room. Everyone lose three sanity. Even the unconscious person. Oh no, you're fine. You didn't have to experience this horror. I did lose three sanity talking to the Star Vampire, but (laughs) it all works out. Hooray! You have escaped from time. (laughs) This time. Um, I got a bingo. Someone held a beast, the spell blows up in your face, unnecessarily racist accent. Someone has a pleasant Mitch, day off. Get five luck and two sanities made out of manatees. Meanwhile, in Darwin. Oh, oh. <laughs> Hugo, you are woken up by someone hammering on your hotel door. I, uh, as before, I'm like, get up 
Um, you put on and, the door. Yeah. Hello. It's who is it? It's officers. Hello. Uh, Mr. Dawson. Uh, yes. What can I do for you? I don't know if you were woken up by the commotion last night when a fire broke out on the docks. Um, I heard some uh, noises, but I, you know, was trying to sleep. It was a long day. A pair of foreigners attacked uh, owner of a shipping company on the dockyard, and their descriptions match your Japanese companion and your Latino lad. Um, we've made inquiries, and both of their rooms are empty, and they are missing. Now, the concierge reports that one of them took a taxi to the aerodrome last night, but that might have been a cover, considering you're still here in bed. So can you tell us where your companions are? We would very much like to speak to them. Uh, out of character, Paul. Um... Anyway, to check, but uh, I suspect that was just a ruse to put us off the trail. Um, okay, out of character, pause. Um, Why? Well, I'm just trying to think what I'm going to say. Uh, rather than say it, rather than be sta- rather than me suggesting that I am incorrectly awkwardly standing with. Um... Okay. See, so this is this is why. The well, if um, if they came here last night, oh, have uh, have you checked their rooms? I say. Yes. Sorry, yeah, you said you just said each other rooms. I say, okay, are there are there things still here? Is oh, I don't suppose I don't think they brought many things with them. Um, I, I I'm um, I mean I'm shocked as you. Are. I mean I should probably call their companions in. Um, uh, where is it? The other oh, place. Yeah. Port Headland and let them ask what's going on here because um, you know we were supposed to be here we were supposed to pick up a plane and fly back they're supposed to be archaeologists not arsonists surely there must be some misunderstanding well there are only two uh, there are only two people in town currently who fit their description a short Japanese woman and a young lad with a Latino complexion so I'm afraid they are currently the people with interest. If you hear from them, please ask them to come into the uh, station. I, I nod. Um, I mean, obviously they can't... I, I don't know where they will have been. Um, I will head to the aerodrome and call... Uh, check my plane is okay and check... Um, well, as I said, we've already dispatched a patrol up there, just in case. Um, yeah. Have stolen your plane, sir. We should probably go and find out. If you'd like to come with us, we can give you a lift. I nod. I give you give me a few minutes to um, get myself ready. Downstairs. Okay. If you uh, get, uh, I, I tell them the number for my engineer so they can um, yep, go well, wake well, him up as well. Yeah. Uh, there's no telephone in the room, is there? Uh, there is not. No. No. Um, so glad you're bringing the police. <laughs> <laughs> they are interesting. Um, uh, yes, I get dressed. There's no way for me to communicate with them. Um, I ask, uh, 
uh, I, I see if I can discreetly ask my engineer if he could give me the keys um, when we're on our way out the uh, building. Yeah, that's easy enough to do. Yeah, I, I take the keys for the plane off him. Um, and we'll take, I guess we're having a police ride. A ride with the police. Meanwhile, at the aerodrome, uh, Chai and Matteo, you have made yourselves comfortable in the plane overnight. It's around about 7am when you need to make me listen, Jax. Listen, both of our dump stats. Matthew? Sorry, what, what what was it? Sorry. I can listen, Jack, please. Oh, listen. Sorry, it went weird for a second. I thought you were, weren't talking. Uh... God, every time. Right. Yes, I succeed in a listen. It's about 7 a.m., when you hear a car pull up outside and a couple of people chattering as the the large hangar doors are pulled open. Mm. Um, we both you, heard that, right? Yeah, you both heard that. Do you peek out a window? Uh, no, we heard multiple people. I'm guessing the voices are not all familiar. You don't. You can't what? quite hear what they're saying. They're outside the hangar. They're just chatting. Okay, try and peek then. Right. Yeah. Okay, uh, it's he, as the hangar door slides open, you can see three police officers and a police car. Uh, I'm so glad. I mean, there's no sign of Hugo. He's not here. Uh, you can hear them standing outside. Like, well, plane's still here. Well, let's check if it's still locked. Lock the no. We would have locked the door last night once we got in. Yeah, we would have locked it, wouldn't we? We would yeah. have just left it open. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you hear a police officer come up and rattles, and well, it's still locked, so I guess they're not here. Where do you want us to look next, Sarge? Well, let's go over and check the, the main tower just in case they've seen anything. And we need to track down that taxi driver. And you, they climb back in their car, and after they pull the hangar door shut, they drive off. We need to find a better hiding spot. Yeah. Um, how are we going to get out of here without being seen, though? Uh, almost impossible. It's going to have to be somewhere in this room. Ugh. Don't like this at all. No. No, me neither. But at this point, I don't think we've got much in the way of options. Do you find some crates to hide behind in the hangar? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, about an hour later, another car pulls up, the hangar door is opened, and you see Hugo and Raymond and another police officer. Well, uh, so your plane's still here, and like my men says, they checked him, it's still locked, so I don't think anyone's on board. Um, I would suggest wherever your clients have scarpered to, they've clearly done a runner. Yeah, uh, I say, I say, uh, I mean, like I say, I mean, unless they feel that they've been 
falsely accused, um, which is, like I say, that they're, they're archaeologists of quite good repute. This is very weird. Well, they're um, definitely the people who match the description, sir. So if you do see them, please report them at once. I, now, I, 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 and arsonists. They tried to set fire to the city hall yesterday afternoon, and then they set fire to Randolph Shipping. So uh, they're definitely up to something no good. <laughs> to commit to commit one arson is considered a mistake. To commit two, <laughs> um, but the police chats to Hugo and Raymond for about five minutes, and then he drives off. I, uh, I well, great. Appropriate amount of time. Surprise! <laughs> Child bursts out from inside a crate. Balloons and streamers everywhere. <laughs> hey, it was a wearing the skinniest of bikinis. <sighs> yes, I also emerge, obviously, with a bikini. Um. <laughs> <laughs> dressed oh. as if I am in a mariachi band um, <laughs> Do you, would you like to get on the plane and get the hell out of Dodge before the police check, catch up with you yes shall we get out of here yes immediately okay. you pile aboard the large cargo aircraft Raymond starts the plane and then uh, Hugo, take the plane into the skies. So I click take plane into skies. You click take plane into sky. Click it well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No. Is there such a thing as like you know taking extra care given the? Uh... No. Oh, why is that not a thing in the system? Oh shit! I'm going. Do not trust what's going on here, and I'm going to ask my engineer to uh, take a look at my calculations as well and see that we're going the right way. He stares at your calculations and goes, Hugo, turn the plane in the other direction. Oh, my God. And go that way. I go, I think I have a problem. I think I have some kind of blindness for this. <laughs> blind pilot. Oh, great! You were aiming oh, no, like, like left and right blindness. <laughs> you, we need to go south, west, not northeast. Hugo. Yes. No, yes I'm I... just going to navigate from now on until you can prove you're competent at this. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna. I make an. I write like N on the compass. Uh... <laughs> you fly to Derby. You refuel, and then you fly back to Port Headland. Landing safely at the aerodrome and with a large cargo plane. Everyone else is probably slept after their adventure in the cold. I'm sure they have a lovely, quiet time here waiting for us to return. Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> we'll go there for dinner as the party resumes together in the same place once more. This episode has been fucking painful for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've yes. not got out of it that bad. Yeah, I to think. be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a small run-in with the law. Um, so 
this is on par for your normal characters. You have one really bad starting episode, you have a day off, and then you die. That's what normally happens with Nino, so prepare yourself for the next game. Can we, at this point, can we just let the world end? It's uh, no. be easier all round. No, no. treat me out of the tap. I'm not waiting another ten years to run this game again. <laughs> then stop killing us. Stop killing <laughs> things. Oh god! There was nothing to do in Darwin. The dice just didn't want us to do it. Yeah. Oh. The dice doesn't want us to get the clues, to follow the plots, just <laughs> leave any building unburned. You know? Yeah. <laughs> City of Darwin raised to ground. <laughs> After all of the shenanigans and uh, everyone having to sleep after all their harrowing experiences, it... Apart from Hugo's. <laughs> it is the morning of Saturday, the 8th of August, 1925. The cargo plane is loaded. Your equipment is packed. No one is lost in time and space. No <laughs> For one a change. No one has been arrested for arson. (laughs) Double arson. I feel like at this point we should just burn down Australia. (laughs) We're "We're done, let's go. Things are ready. Your plane is ready to fly you out to Joanna Spring. It will have to make uh, two trips to carry everything you're taking, including like six jeeps. Was it six jeeps? Yes. Oh, let's not go through this again. (laughs) Two plus three plus two plus one. No, it was one one for the chandelier, one for the singing telegram, two at the lounge door. (laughs) We could just go there that way. We could open a portal and go there last week (laughs) and then not have lost any time. But we would be eaten by a hound of Tinderloss. No, he just misunderstood. He's fine. I don't think. Um, I don't think hurrying away from him is going to work that many times. Mm-hmm. What is the IC date at this point? I just said it in the big Eighth of October, uh, August. Eighth of October. Okay, Freddy's <laughs> moved us forward two months. Yeah, eighth of October, nineteen twenty-four. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson Elias is still alive. You could still save him. I I definitely think we t- we need to turn on that mode that Persona has, where if you if you miss the last date, you can just keep replaying the last date. With no, uh... Um, who is going in the first plane trip to Joanna Spring? Uh, me. I want to be as far away from Darwin as possible, which means being in the middle of nowhere. Oh yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Maybe maybe we should let the arsonists go first. <laughs> They'll set fire to all the aircraft fuel, and you'll just come back to the base camp in flame. I was going to say not on purpose, but yet all their arson so far has not been on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> let's let let's let the brush fire trio go first. <laughs> Please don't set fire to Australia. It does that on its own. It doesn't need your help. Yeah. <laughs> it's giving it whether it likes it or not. 
The cargo plane can take up to four people as passengers at a time. Um, so some of you are going to have to go out on the second trip. So Chai wants to go on the first trip. Who else wants to go with Chai? Um, I think Mateo should go. Okay. Just just because just I, I, th- I think the people who are actively being wanted by the police should leave as quickly as possible. Good plan. Who is, else is going? Raymond and um, Hugo don't count, obviously, because they're flying the plane. This is like the fox goose grain puzzle, isn't it? If you leave me alone with anyone, I'll sacrifice them. <laughs> if you I send can go. all the arsonists across with no one else to... <laughs> they'll, yeah. they'll burn down Victoria's brain. I'll, I'll, yeah, uh, I'll yeah, go okay. with Rebecca as well. Okay, Rebecca and Eduardo are going, leaving Mitch and Walter and Mr. McKenzie and um, Jack. Jack, that's it. <laughs> Alone in Port Headland. <laughs> okay. Um, Nido, take off. Uh-oh. You gone? How, he took how, off. How is he not here? I thought he was lingering in mute. Yeah, he, he says he'll be one minute. Okay. Uh, is anyone doing anything on the plane? People who have climbed onto the plane, reading any books, learning any spells? Can we honestly learn a spell whilst... Ed and like... Rebecca. Oh no, it's not practising a spell, is it? Yeah, you're learning how to do it. You're not, you're not actually casting it unless you roll a hundred and mess it up. I'm going to continue my skim read of uh, Cultist Malfoy. Okay, it's a it's a five hour flight. I return. <laughs> Fly the plane, Nido. Fly the plane. Don't roll yet. Yeah, I'm doing okay. other stuff. If you weren't here, uh, so cultist Malificarum, Craig. Oh, where is it? There it is. There is um, one thing I would like to do. Um, I but I don't remember what the instructions were uh, to. I, I know that 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 weird artifact that I got gifted um, is supposed to work, have some effect when it's about my person, but there was also another way to use it, wasn't there? Um, hang it on a door. Hang it on a door, that's it. Um, so if I hang it on the door of this plane, does that protect this plane then? Mm, just the doorway, isn't it? Uh, it, it protects the the room it's attached to. So if you attach which, it, which to is the plane, right? Is it uh, is it the is it the anti warding thing that he's got the the mirror thing? Not mirror. No, he's got the, the star of Manar. Ah, star of Manar. A star stone of Manar. Uh, <laughs> it's a mystical object designed to protect, stop creatures from being able to move inside buildings or. Uh, you know, get too close to people. Yeah. So you should swallow it so nothing can stab you. Uh, let's not <laughs> just <laughs> now. Maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. Let's... You hang the star stone of Bernard on the inside of the plane door. Yeah. Which would, you know, stop Ithaqua from grabbing it out of the sky. 
Makes sense. Just as long as the doors don't blow off and it just flies out the airlock, um, then. Well, Nido is driving. Okay, oh, yeah. so you hang Fire. up. Uh, Craig, well, English, regular difficulty. Oh, fuck, he's learning a spell. I thought it was to talk to us an Australian. <laughs> Craig, you complete the skim read of the cultist Maleficarum on the flight. Cool. I would like to learn levitate. And yet you never do learn. Well, your pal, Eduardo. Eduardo. You learn POW. You may now pick it and POW levitate. You learn POW. I cast POW. <laughs> Are you learning levitate because you have no confidence in my flying ability? <laughs> well, no, I, fi- no, I figured, like Ash, if Ash said, if you roll 100, you end up casting it. I figured if I accidentally cast levitate on a flying object, it's going to have no effect. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> like, like the plane starts catching, uh, crashing and the priest is like, peace out, bitches. And it just like, <laughs> out the door. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've got a whole list that I've been meaning. I mean, he is a bit of a dark priest here, learning these dark spells. Yeah, he, uh, I have... I have questions about who, which uh, religion he ultimately reports to. Hey, well, if you want to ask me in character, go ahead. I'm the alphabet, but technically... Aren't we all secretly working The Alphatep is not a proxy. <laughs> he is a poxy, though. Yeah. Okay, now Nino may roll fly plane. Back go on, Nino. He's in. We believe in you. Assuming we don't die, I want to speak to Extreme success! Rebecca's not on the plane. Yes, she is. I am. Are you? Who stayed behind, then? Jack, the two NPCs... Oh, and Mitch. Okay, yeah. Um, Yes, um, you aren't allowed to navigate, Hugo. Raymond steadfastly refuses to allow you to navigate to Joanna Spring. Can Can I roll my skill to try and learn more? No, he really doesn't oh. trust you right now. Well, no, I just want to kind of... I want this to be a learning opportunity. Oh, you want to watch him doing it? Okay, yeah, he'll mm. let that happen. Okay, can I roll He's to... let you do it, there, however. You've got... You almost got them lost again. Roll that, navigate. That's the language of Hafag, not navigate. Navigate. Can't use my mouse. Nino can't even roll the right skill, let alone navigate. <laughs> can't navigate his character sheet, yeah. And you, you say he's a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Russet, he really is like Martin. He is Martin. He is like, he's a lot like Martin. He's totally Martin. Is that the guy from um, that radio play? Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, you wanted to talk to Rebecca. Well, she's sitting next to you. What are you doing on the plane, actually, Rebecca? Um, I don't really have anything on the go. I've got no mysterious artifacts. Um, I've just now found out that things are a bit wibbly. Um, for real. That's, that's why yeah, I wanted to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, if I'll start then. Yeah. Um, Rebecca, I just wanted to check. Um, are you okay this morning? Um, I suspect I've been better. Uh, I suspect you have been as well. <laughs> now, I imagine uh, what happened yesterday w- would come as a a shock to you yeah it's like 
So all of that stuff and the cults and the tracking is like actually stuff that you're looking for and that's what we're going out here to do? Yeah, I mean, you you might have heard we were like going after or researching a cult. Well, yeah. That was only half true. Yes, we are going after a cult, but they are very much real. It's not just just silly random folk people. No, they 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 are real and they are a threat. Um not a lot of people know about them because they kind of do a lot of things in secret. But there are serious consequences to what they are trying to do. And, yeah, a lot of the things that happen are inexplainable. You saw a couple of them yesterday. Um, I would just advise to keep uh, keep a, forget everything you know, basically. You're going to see a lot more strange stuff like that. Okay. I will bear that in mind. Yeah, I can't really sweeten this. It, it just, it just is what it is. I'm afraid, Rebecca. At this, at this point, we might as well prepare a pamphlet. Yeah, I mean, so you've had your worldview shattered. Here's, here's um, Cat's book. Yeah, no, well, yeah. Cat writes a little book. Father Eduardo writes a pamphlet. So that you've just decided it. that everything in the world is much more nightmarish than you thought. <laughs> Have you read The Adventures of uh, Trelawney a lot? Uh, if it's actually been put in a publishable place or it was made available to journalists or whatever, then I might have. Not recently. <laughs> it was published about 60 days ago. Ah. Incredibly. In, in England for the first time. And yeah, so probably. have seen it. But not when I had any Cthulhu Mythos. <laughs> no, yeah, so you now need to make a roll. Oh, oh no! <laughs> catch up with you. What <laughs> Your role? Hubris, oh. Yes. <laughs> what role am I pass, making? Pass. Can't remember actually. What roll that... your Cthulhu mythos. Oh, okay, fine. <clears throat> pass, 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 pass. Oh. Very no. <laughs> you do not yet realize the dark truth of Cat's book. It's just an innocent adventure story starring her dearest cousin Liza. Under an assumed name. Suspicion. <laughs> okay. Would you like to summon the Jester EO? <laughs> um, what about one of the other ones? Uh, I'll just make one up, it's fine. One of the nice ones. Uh, Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> summon Naomi, yeah. It's just suddenly, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. you land at Joanna Spring. Uh, you I, should, I should be writing this down. <laughs> unload the plane. You drive off the three jeeps you brought with you, uh, and all the spare aircraft fuel. And everyone starts pitching in to help set up tents and a camp site and all of that jazz. Everyone roll me their desert survival. Okay. What I'm, about me? Would I just be survive. doing? Well, you're getting the plane ready to go back. Okay. Aircraft maintenance? Yes, you can roll aircraft yes. maintenance. Natural world? Natural world would be acceptable as well. Cool. If you have desert survival and natural world, can you do both? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Plane is happy. 
Okay, no one critically failed. Make sure to tick your desert survival. What about if you only have base survival? Um, we get to tick it even though we didn't succeed. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking for critical. You're learning. You're following Mr. McKenzie's instructions to setting up a desert camp. Oh, so we get to tick it. Yeah. Oh. So I was just looking for critical failures. Great. Um... Add desert survival as a list. Okay. Add plus 10 as you follow the instructions on how to like, set up the tents properly so they're shaded. Like, the tents are all set up, and then there's an awning that goes above them to add extra shade. And all sorts of little tricks like that. Is there such a thing as a survival without a specialization now? Not anymore. In that case, I probably need to assign a specialization to the survival I have got then. Polar! Hi. Hi. Uh, oh. Sorry, I got, I, 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 I got confused. <laughs> Am I surviving in the desert as well? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, right. Um, uh... Craig, if you would like to reassign your survival points to desert survival... No, that would be too mal. I'll... No, it wouldn't, because you've been on no, desert expeditions be before. What? You've been on desert expeditions before. That's a good... Point actually, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, sure, I'll do that then. So if I, uh, yeah, if if I don't have that, then I do natural world. If you don't have desert survival, add desert survival at ten. Oh, at ten. Sorry, right? Yeah, I was a bit confused. Survival skills. There we go. As you uh, you're following Mr. McKenzie's instructions, essentially <coughs> learning stuff. Need a roll pilot to fly back to Port Headland and pick up the rest of the gang. Right, extreme pilot. He's going to get a double ticket this right? You know how to fly now. <laughs> <laughs> you fly the aircraft back to Port Headland. Wow, that is extreme success. Huh? <laughs> um. Ooh. Mr. McKenzie, Walter, Mitch, and uh, Jack, you see the plane come back. It's been about seven hours because obviously they had to spend some time unloading it at the other end Mm. and refueling it. Um, Are you up for flying back out there, uh, Hugo, or do you want to do it again tomorrow? Um, Well, what time is it now? It's been seven hours, so whatever seven hours after 8 a.m. is. Far, uh, three o'clock. Three o'clock. That's, that's fine, we can take another trip out. We'll be landing in the dark, but they should have set up a camp by then. Okay, well, aircraft maintenance. You see, it's tricky because you've got to count to 12, not 10. That one always gets me. Ooh. We can thank the city of Nineveh for having si- uh, base 60... Um, Time. I mean, but it works, though, right? I mean, they they didn't invent it from nothing. They they made some. They picked, worked out what it needed to be, right? Yeah, yeah. They did the maths to work yeah. out how long it took. Wasn't there some place that did decimal time for a while or something like that? And it was a horrible, horrible mistake. <laughs> yeah, it's like we have sixty minutes in an hour. Because it fits nicely into the Earth's rotation period. I think it might have been France, you know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, probably, probably, France. probably they did. France did everything during the revolution. They were like, oh no, we're <laughs> going to do everything completely differently. Oh. Okay. 
you load the plane with the remaining equipment. Uh, the passengers get on board. Jack, what have you been doing today, by the way? And Mitch. Oh, me? Sorry. Yeah, Jack. Uh, um, what did you get up to whilst they were off on a plane adventure? Um, I, I, I have been lightly to moderately harrowed, so um, I'm, I'm going to spend the day in bed recuperating. Mitch? Um, question out of character, like, how do you regain things like magic points, or do you not? Um, okay, magic points is when, you, is when you sleep. Every time you sleep for more than like a handful of hours, it just goes back up to full. So should that be on full now, then? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you've slept. Um, sanity uh, and health and luck, you only get those back when the GM rewards you for whatever. Yeah. I um, reward Foxby one Fox point. <laughs> Fox um, points are not are not redeemable. Fox yeah. points, actual real world value, not point, not, not, not one P. It was <laughs> like a Bitcoin, really. Five-hour flight back out to the desert. Um, yeah. Jack and Mitch... I was I was just basically um, like yeah um, so during the day I guess I, after sleeping I would have just been sort of like maybe learning another spell yeah you can learn another spell um, so I will do the some of the summer skies hey, roll I, your pal I like how he was being supervised by Liza who is now is not doing it he's just becoming more and more dangerous <laughs> as this time goes by. You can kick that spell down and learn. You know what that one does yet? No. <laughs> I do like the fact that Fox just has like this list of musical numbers he can play and doesn't actually know what most of them will do. At, at some point, at some point when things are looking bleak, he is just going to whip out a few dozen harmonica solos and save the fucking world. Yeah, he's going to bar it. Or destroy it. Or destroy it. 50-50. We'll yeah. find out together. <laughs> I'll ask. So I may, I'll maybe talk to uh, Jack in the airplane about what that spell could be. Jack might know. I might. I might not. <laughs> I might. Right. Where were we? Um, what are you doing on the plane uh, journey, Jack? Um, You've got five hours whilst Nido flies through the skies. I, I I need to devote more time to studying the orb, but uh, I certainly am not doing that in a tiny 1920s aeroplane hurtling through the sky. Uh, a cargo plane? It's, not, it's quite big. Uh, yeah, I know, but this seems like a recipe for ultimate disaster. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh yeah, I've already derailed the game once today. <laughs> I sit with my hands on the armrests like that, staring fixedly ahead. Okay, well, uh, no. the green resumes its secondary flight. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, just want to check if there is something that I would be reading, but I don't think I have anything that I'll be checking out at the moment. A midnight yeah. ritual murder? Um, oh, I've got that. No, I don't. I don't want to do a ritual murder on the plane because um, then it's like a locked room mystery, right? There's only so many possible culprits. Okay, Nido, you are about four hours in. You're an hour out when your left wing flames out and stops working. 
How many engines does this plane have? Well, if you, you look mean, at the screen... Do you mean wing or engine? The engine. Oh, okay, that's a ah. lot better than the wing. Yeah. I said the left wing engine. Oh, okay, sorry, I, I didn't hear that bit. It must have glitched out. I was like, Christ alive! Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, we can't fly this plane on one wing. <laughs> Aim it upwards and shark your way into land. Russet, this is a seaplane. Uh, it doesn't have... Yes, you're landing in a desert. Yeah, they use oh, skis. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know this. Sandy desert. I don't wish to alarm you. We are going to be making a water landing. <laughs> no, you're not making a water landing. That means you've got lost again. <laughs> don't worry. This is the seaplane. Both pilots uh, to not crash. God, I'm glad we're not on this plane, don't you know? Yeah. I'm happy we're already where we need to be. Extreme success. Three in a row. <laughs> you may double tick the skill. Yeah. yeah. I can't do that because this is a digital thing. I just note it, it down. Um, everyone on, Mitch and Jack, you notice that the left engine was briefly full of fire and is now off. But the plane remains perfectly level and just keeps on flying. I turn to you and I'm like, I haven't flown much. Is that normal? Absolutely not. I've never been in an aeroplane that's had uh, fire coming out of an engine and then stopped working. Let's let's go talk to the pilot. It's now the right time to bother him, says Walter. I I look at Walter and I look at I look at the thing and like I, I stand in the aisle for a few seconds just to make sure that everything like the plane doesn't start going. I like yes, maybe maybe you're right. I say sitting down. <laughs> Yes, I'm sure it's fine. Look, we're still flying level, and we're we've only an hour out. I'm sure he can fly there on one engine. And you and you don't trust me, I say. <laughs> I uh, I do I do ask. Highly recommended. I do ask my in-flight engineer though to maybe do his job and see if he can restart the engine. That would be he ideal. He informs you he cannot restart the engine because there is no fuel in the uh, left wing tank. What? And you've got a blockage or something. Yeah, the gauge is reading zero, so there's either a blockage or a leak. Okay, well, we'll uh, increase power to the left engine and we'll uh, make it there. No, okay. you can't increase the power to the left engine. The left engine is broken. Whichever one it is, the top, you know what I mean. <laughs> increase power to the working engine. Not the left from right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not allowed to navigate. We've <laughs> established that I don't actually have that. Yes, uh, this is all a thing. <sighs> it's fine. It's fine. Everything oh, is fine. Yeah, fine. Yeah, fire blazing out of the left engine. This is this is fine. Fine. I didn't last for long. <laughs> um, the plane is coming in plan. Everyone at camp, roll spot hidden. As you're, you know, you're you're setting up various bits of the camping equipment. Uh, Matteo? A spot? Yep. Oh god, I wish I hadn't pulled down the This Is Fine dog. It was it was structurally supportive in the wall of cuddly toys. <laughs> <laughs> they all fell onto me. Oh no, this is not fine. Stay there. <laughs> okay, Chai and oh. Eduardo, you're inside like the mess tent. 
um, you know, setting stuff up. But Rebecca and Matteo, you are outside doing various tasks when you see the plane is returning. It is trailing a small line of black smoke and only has one working engine. Oh. What happened there? Uh, I guess they've had some equipment failure, but they're still up and they're nearly here, so that's a good thing. Are they going to need any more space around? Well, I guess they've got lots of desert to land in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Famously large area. <laughs> I don't, they might find some water to just drop in. But... Okay, Nino, you need to land this plane with one engine in the desert. You need to make a hard piloting roll. Let's... Another extreme, it's fine. Let's land this chicken. Don't get a hundred. Oh, I had to say it. <laughs> You didn't. <laughs> hard. Success. Uh, that's what you needed. <laughs> the plane glides down to a halt, landing gently in the sand and rolls to a halt. Rolls? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no wheels on this thing. How is it rolling? <laughs> Magic. Sorry, just a tiny point. Uh, I remember the other week when Nido joined this new character. Joined, he he went through about five hundred different names, like the Crystal Murder Bastard and things for his plane. Did he really settle on the Nectarin? No, that was a Russet one. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Thank you. Uh, oh, so like, of all the names you picked, <laughs> this is this is not his plane. This isn't my plane. Yeah, okay, okay, I get it. Thank you. <laughs> this is a borrowed plane. Okay. The uh So who are the ladies? There's Rebecca and Chai, right? Mm-hmm. Hello. Sorry, I'm just making some notes. Rebecca and Chai. I just put Rebecca in Chow. No. <laughs> Walter and Mackenzie. Okay. Um, Mitch and Matteo. Jack and who am I forgetting? Eduardo. And Hugo and his engineer. And Raymond. Got to upload something during dinner, but I've done it now.
Sorry, someone's breathing into their mic. I think it might be you, Flinty. No. Just nudge your mic up a little bit because uh, it's getting all your breath noises. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's just um, uh, otherwise it's, it gets a bit too sexy. <laughs> like those phone calls I make to, uh, to Theresa May. <laughs> talk to her about wheat fields. <laughs> Describe the wheat. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, that, that, that's where she misheard you and, and thought you said, destroy the wheat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you unload the plane... You prepare the uh, finish setting up camp. Who is helping? Everyone helping to unload the plane? Yeah, I help. Everyone can roll survival again with a bonus dice this time because Mackenzie is actually here to help. Oh yeah. Uh, this is the last trip, wasn't it? So, oh, shall I do aircraft maintenance to finish? Let me do this first. Okay. Oh no. Oh. Come on. oh. Well, bonus time. Oh. Uh, no, uh, uh, Chai, that's actually good, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, actually, yeah. It is. Yeah, you got nine. two. You got you got. Uh, I can't remember. You got nine. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got 32. <sighs> Should okay. I use that for world, or do I just not do anything? Survival. You can have survival desert at 10. Oh, right. So I thought it was only the people that were at the, the camp initially, so... Yeah, no, everyone should have survival desert at 10, because Mackenzie spent Ten some time months. teaching you stuff. And now you're following his plan and learning some more. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I, 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 am I rolling that as well? Yeah, everyone's here now. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought I thought it was just uh, the precedent group. Everyone except Hugo is rolling this, and a bonus die. Okay, uh, anyone who didn't pass just didn't pass ticket, but people who passed get to add six to their survival skill. Mm. Nice. You get to roll a bonus die as well, uh, Foxby. There you go. You got a seven. You pass. So add six. Well done, Fox. Um, now, Nita, you may roll um, aircraft maintenance. Let's see if the spot went wrong. Yay. Uh, looking over the plane, Nido, what went wrong, uh, you and Raymond were able to discover, is that when you were inspecting it last time, you appear to have uh, broken a valve and not noticed, and that has caused all of the delicious fuel to leak out. Oh, I like the delicious fuel. Let's not do that again. I fixed the valve. No, Raymond fixes the valve. It's his job. Okay, well, we fixed the valve. You got, you got the best of both words. You got the tick, and you didn't need to do the work. 
But you now have a camp set up at Joanna Springs, deep in the desert. Yes. How long has this graphic been in existence and not <laughs> been waiting for us to get to it? <laughs> Probably been waiting for about two months. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I remember this. Yeah, so do I, you've actually. Reused, you've reused this map. <laughs> yeah, this is a Deadlands map. Boy. <laughs> no, not Deadlands map. No. It's not? It's the map from the I'll show you all the original. Oh, no, it's the Peru map. It is. Yeah, the generator. Get- yeah, I was thinking of um, just before uh, I'll prove all you naysayers wrong, there was a campsite on the cliff. <laughs> that wasn't a campsite. That was a town we destroyed. Yeah, but there was a campsite just outside it for the evil people. I got ca- I got kidnapped by them. Yeah, it's Larkin's base camp. But, you know, base camps all look the same. In the- <laughs> <laughs> just and minus look, the pond. <laughs> and look, the only person here who's going to get traumatic flashbacks from seeing the layout of this camp is Mateo. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we, if we go around, we'll go Tommy, dead. Cat, <laughs> oh. gone home. Liza, God. <laughs> Larkin, what's the alpha test? Felix, God. Spencer, off dating Ithaqua. Samuel, is Ithaqua. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, how far we've come. <laughs> oh, God, that was a good combo. <laughs> anyway, the camp is set up. The sun is setting. The desert looks glorious as the sun disappears behind the horizon. Mick, I, cook dinner. I'm going to cook dinner. Yeah. Roll cooking, Mitch. I'm going to make so a special Australian outback cuisine. Ah, oh, koala balls. Koala balls. <laughs> why, why is it always so scrotal? <laughs> like, <laughs> like koalas and other bits. I suppose, I suppose really it's, it's vegan if you think about it because you can harvest the ball and release the koalas relatively unharmed. <laughs> Oh no, it tastes disgusting. I think that was always on the card. <laughs> but, but we're all too polite to say anything because at this point Mitch is terrifying. <laughs> I also wanted to just, you know, like maybe like do a little ditty on my harmonica as you're all enjoying my wonderful food. <laughs> oh, God, what are you what are you playing? Dinner um, and a show. I don't Please know. Please just like, be here. You're just playing a regular old tune. You're not playing any magic spells. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jack, you might have decided to crack out the um, the bast one whilst everyone's together. I hear, I hear, um, I, I hear the Weller Man is uh, is very popular these days. <laughs> I'd suggest saving the bast one for after we've had a rather harrowing ordeal together. Oh, for fucking hell! I thought I thought Russett was lighting a pipe. I was like, "Has he decided mm-hmm. his, his lockdown activities to take up pipe smoking?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I was lighting a candle. I'm not <laughs> I don't know. I just I just saw the bowl, and you were like, love dipping the match into it." I was like, "Is is I pipes his thing now?" Candles as well. What kind of pipe is this big? <laughs> it, I, go big or go home, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's like a Gandalf pipe. <laughs> My candle is bigger than your candle. 
I don't I don't have any candles because of that time that I set my desk on fire. It's a long story. Let's not get into it. And me, you set me on fire as well. I set you on fire, but you fucking deserved it. <laughs> I told you to not do the thing, or I'd set you on fire, and you did the thing. What more could you want? This isn't the of you. Shut up. Fairly clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that does seem pretty clear. Turn anyway. the tricks or get the stick. That's what I say. <laughs> Sorry, Rustic, you were saying. Is this why you moved to Berlin to get away from me and you? You can't escape me. Dinner is somewhat mediocre, but the harmonica playing is quite a nice accompaniment. And Walter looks at you all and goes, well, everyone, we're here. We are several thousand miles deep in the Grand Desert. What's our plan? Uh, I thought uh, Mackenzie suggested we do sort of like uh, stone hopping and uh, just setting up base camp upon yeah. base camp as we get closer to uh, the dig site. Well, if we're if we're following, um, it's a uh, it's about two hundred to 300 miles through the desert. There is that well on the way halfway down, though. Adverse well. We could go to Adverse well and set up another camp there. Mm-hmm. And then we could travel to Percival Lakes and head to the coordinates. Seems like a sensible idea. Whatever, whatever we do, we have to be very cautious as we approach because um, Houston will have... A lot of people with him. So maybe the direct approach would be wise, maybe. Is there like an approach which has more cover and gives us more of an element of I mean I think I think I think we're fine as we get there now. It's just when we get a bit closer we'll have to be very careful. So after with after the lakes we need to be a bit careful. Yeah, that's what I think. So what actually is the objective? They're like, we'll get there, but we're not, I guess if there's lots of people, we're not going to actually want to talk to them or encounter them directly at all. So what are we going to do? Russet, um, do I have any knowledge about the size of the dig? Uh, you know, Huston has about 100 people with him. Wow. Uh, but in an underground cave, hmm. the great, where the city of the ruins are. Yeah. There are multiple entrances. You know that Huston's original attempt to enter collapsed, so he moved to another location. Those are the only two you know of. Right. Um, I I relay these facts to the others. I'm just going to the loo whilst we talk. So, I don't know, what about, what about we, we've still got this plane, right? So, that's true. What about we make a diversion with the plane south of the dig? Oh, what you you mean we fly the plane in low uh, and land it so they send people out to investigate? Exactly that, but south. So if they've got a hundred people, that's we, we're 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 but you know a small number. But but if we were to pull over, like what would look, they would see a cargo plane. That would leave uh, um, Hugo and is it Raymond? Uh, on their own, 
Also, you then have no way to get home. Yeah, but but like all they have to do is is fly in low and make it look like they're landing, right? They can take off and then fly around in a big circle. Flying low and slow is if they've got a heavy load, then fly overhead of them again, but going much faster. Yeah. Hmm. We, we should definitely ask the pilot about that because, you know, so far... Uh, 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 well, I mean, he, do, you guys knew he set the plane on fire, right? On, on the way here? Ah! I wasn't there! It wasn't me! You felt left out. I think it was a remote remote detonation. I saw the engine trouble. Um, I guess, do you have enough fuel if you do this to actually get back anywhere? Um, We'll ask ask the pilot. I think think we should probably check with him whether it's feasible, but Mitch, it does sound like a great idea. Isn't the pilot sitting right there with you? I'm right here. <laughs> I don't know if we were ex- including him in the plans immediately. Sorry, I should have made that clear. Just because um, uh, of how he tried to shop us all to the cops a little while ago. <laughs> nice. uh, so it's just like, or, or he's like, what's in it for me? And we're like, well, we don't kill you in a desert. <laughs> or we go and set on, or we just use him as the decoy. We don't tell him that there's a load of like crazed... Uh... Yeah, that's that's it. We 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 need some some way of hooking him in with us or um, burning him at the stake. <laughs> Getting him in with us is probably a better idea from the point of view of not having to make Nido roll another character again. May I suggest dominate? Mm-hmm. <gasps> no, I don't. I had a dominate thing, but I do- that was my previous character. Oh, yeah, never mind. that was your previous character. <laughs> no, not not my previous previous character. My just my previous character. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I had a vial of domination sauce. So, do you want to invite uh, Hugo in to talk to him about your ideas? Uh, yes, we go out to the plane to retrieve the pilot. Um, Hugo is there uh, with Raymond. They are doing something with machinery to one of the engines. Tightening screws and turning valves. I, I peer over their shoulder and look like I'm I'm interested in what's happening. They appear to be fixing the engine that went on fire. Oh, was it was it not supposed to be on fire? I say from behind them. Uh, oh, it was just a stuck valve. It's fine. What happens if valves stick in both engines? Then we glide. Fair enough. Um, Hugo, we'd we'd love to have a chat with you about some some bold ideas we've got about aeroplane usage. You go I, ahead, I, Hugo. I can finish this. Uh, sure, I uh, I uh, re- rejoin you in the uh, tent. Really, I can finish this faster if you go away. Hi. <laughs> 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 Without the tremendous drag factor you represent. I mean, to be fair, he's the engineer. You're the pilot. <laughs> it's always good to know how your plane works so that you know how to break it on purpose. Well, it's also a good idea to know how to fucking point it in the right direction. Look, <laughs> 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 you can't I ask merely, too much. I merely fly the plane. 
I don't tell it where to go. To be fair, Australia is just big and yellow, right? It's really hard to tell where anything is. We formally apologise to the people of Australia. People don't fucking end up in, like, Tibet. Oh, oh I shit. Want to be... do, you reckon, do you reckon the Searing Llama has Amelia Earhart? <laughs> I feel like she's come up before in Call of Cthulhu, and the result was that she is very dead. Oh. I think we met her somewhere, yeah. <laughs> well, I think we found a corpse somewhere. It's anyway, fine. You are together. Talk to Hugo about your plan. What exactly are you wanting me to do? Um, uh, sorry, out of character, how much does he know about our purpose for being here? Does he think that we're just doing an expedition, not that we're secretly trying to dig, yeah. disrupt another dig, right? He thinks you're off to an expedition that um, a friend of yours just, you know, to, to return to the dig site of a friend's... Um, so um uh sorry i just need to use this i'm just gonna be sitting at the table just playing with one of my cooking knives like picking the dirt from underneath my nails (laughs) (laughs) are you psychopathic (laughs) uh which is the tool that does measuring sorry in a little circle with the, the line in it Oh, um, snap to center. Okay. Send it to net, snap to edge. Or snap to corner. Uh, snap to corner. Um, so, you've got us here all together. Well done. Well done on good flying, I say, diplomatically. Yeah, um, you down on one engine. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, weren't you responsible for the <laughs> for the upkeep of the plane as well? <laughs> Technically, it's not my plane. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm sure we'll be glad when we get off a te- get off on a technicality when we die. <laughs> Same um, way, uh, uh, I won't bring it up again. I won't bring it up again. I say to you, um, about a hundred and fifty miles. Uh, sorry, southwest. South southwest, yeah. yeah, southwest of here. There's a um, there's another dig uh, belonging to some friends of ours, and um, we we have a plan for a little a little fun thing. What, it would it be possible for you to just fly over the top of their dig, uh, look like you're landing, like fly quite low, like you've, you've got a heavy cargo, and then just fly back here, just as a little prank. That seems like a very expensive prank. <laughs> uh, we we are expensive pranksters, I say. Like <laughs> we are the Vanderbilt expedition. Money is not a problem. Yeah, we just we just want them to know that we're in the area. Like you know, a, a friendly warning. No, is warning the right word? A hello, a lovely oh, hello. Yeah, from, a rival hello. <laughs> yeah, a hello from friend to friend. So these are like your 
friendly rivals. I see. Um, yeah, what? I mean... Also, we want to learn if there's the magical equivalent of a surface-to-air missile. <laughs> I'm ticking arachronism used in speech. <laughs> yeah. well, that's, it. that's it, it's blurry. I mean... So... Oh. Jack, Barbara, just a word, a private word, if you don't mind. Just uh, excuse us, pilot. Please enjoy these delicious snackeridges. I, I made these sardine and pilchard and kangaroo dumplings. <laughs> oh, you can re- you can really taste the kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What are you doing? Is Jack and Mitch and Eduardo scootle off? Oh, you pulled me along, huh? didn't you? Sorry, did you I ask what, Becca what she's doing? Oh, I could. I didn't hear the name. I didn't. Uh, so we were. What were we doing before that? We were just around in the gathering tent, and then everyone's wandered off. Well, Mitch has asked to speak to Jack and Eduardo, so they've gone to one side. Yeah, and I'm just checking what other, everyone else is doing whilst they're away. Are you reading? Are you continuing to just chat with everyone? Yeah, just chatting with with others, yeah. Okay. Uh, Same for you, Matteo Chai. Are you doing anything specific? I might do some more reading, considering we're not really doing a lot at the minute. Okay. Roll your reading then, Chai. Roll my reading. Hugo, you're just having a drink and a nice pilchard and kangaroo dumpling. (laughs) I'm certainly looking at those items. (laughs) <laughs> whether or not I decide to eat them is another matter of question the way they're pulsating is a little bit off-putting oh. <laughs> they've been shaped back in, it, it's like he's taken the kangaroo ball and then stuffed them with pilchards and then deep oh, I've, I've been yeah. living on a diet of marsupial genitals for for 18 days Please, I found locked in this chest with all these like chains and like like emeralds and, and like whispering <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ alive. Off putting okay, uh, and yet Mitch, perfectly normal. Um, Mitch, you have Eduardo and Jack alone just outside in the in the dark, cold desert night. Hugo so look, guys, Hugo we need to get Hugo on board. We can't keep him out from the cold. Like yes. we need to get him on board, but we need to prove to him like that I'm, what we're talking about isn't something that gets us locked up in an asylum and mm. is something that he needs to believe. <laughs> I get the feeling he's going to see it for himself very shortly, but well, yeah, that warning brings, him beforehand. That brings me on to Star Forever Shine. Oh, what, sorry? I can yeah, show him something. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Jack, I Jack, do Jack, that Jack, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good guy. I'm a good guy. It's fine. It's fine. Um, um what? Uh, have do I have I heard of that spell by that name? Can I roll my occult? Roll your Cthulhu Mythos. Oh, that's the worst one. <laughs> Am I allowed to roll as well? Yeah. Uh, Oof, I don't know nothing this time. <laughs> 
Yes, Eduardo, uh, you have 100% heard of this spell. It's a jolly little thing that shows someone some sparkly signs. It's perfectly harmless. Uh, okay, so yeah, it's, it's a harmless little... Oh, look, magical lights. Oh, no, we're so fucked. It sounds like a reasonable suggestion to me, actually. I've not heard of that one, I say cautiously. No, I, I have. It's quite, I think it's a rather simple little ditty. Father Eduardo, are you going to get us all killed? <laughs> I have to play in character. I know. <laughs> um, I'm another star vampire. Oh, there's more than one of me here. This is really awkward. <laughs> um, do you know what? I Maybe we should hold off on on the magical stuff for now. He seems a bit skittish. I do agree that he does need to know what the case is, but maybe let's wait until he gets back from this little um, distraction flight because we don't want to unduly scare him. If we scare him too much, he might just quit and leave. <laughs> and, and also, if we, if we tell him that these people are, you know enemies and you know dangerous it might put a lot more pressure on this prank yeah i think i think i think we've convinced him that he's just going there for a silly jape not that he's flying into extreme danger which he which he genuinely is <laughs> i i i look up at the night sky for a few minutes outside and i turn to you and i'm like are we the bad guys <laughs> no we're trying to save the world no we can't be the bad guys I, I know you often have that dilemma, Jack. <laughs> I'm reformed, thank you, I say. <laughs> you are doing a bad I, thing, though. I just I was just wanted to I just wanted to get your opinion on like is there something we can do to bring him on board a bit more? If mm. if that isn't necessarily the magic like using magic, I mean admittedly, if you'd asked me a month ago whether we should do anything like this, then I would have you know I'd say hold off for Not now. Me. Let's 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 save let's save stars forever shine uh, 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 for for a backup plan just in case he seems skittish. Mitch, what what other things have you been learning from that book? I say with um, curiosity and mild terror. Oh well, uh, I know something called conclave of felines. Looks an interesting little thing. Oh yes. Um, you're not there, Mateo. Oh, You're shit. There. I keep on forgetting where yeah. I am. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Cthulhu Mythos. Uh, you can roll Cthulhu Mythos. Both of you. Oh, just missed that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> and also, I know this, this other... In the book, I also found Eye of Light and Darkness. Oh, now um, I know that one. I think we specifically taught you the Eye of Light and Darkness. Yeah, you might well, have. Well, I didn't because I wasn't we, there. We, we did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. Oh, um, I know that one too, I say with a weird smile. <laughs> and Bulk Brood. Uh, yeah, we taught you that one as well. What have you been up to? <laughs> uh, that, that one was a, another long story. <laughs> who, who got infested by Ihort? Uh Someone who melted in the boat. Oh, you really got to stay out of the labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'm opening some others that you know, even though you don't know what they do. Yeah. 
Oh, and I, I noticed the other one. I, I was reading it on, actually, just before we came out here, called Song of the Summer Skies. Does that ring a bell at all? Nope. Uh, Ta-da! I've, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Crap, I'm going to have to open it up now. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> making the DM work. <laughs> Song yeah, of the Summer Skies. Oh wait, Mitch does know what this one does. Yeah, I thought he did. Hang on, I just haven't filled it in. Tried to ask about it earlier, but no one's heard me. I think these are all ones that I've out character. These are all ones that I've read out that book. And... Mm. Uh, Mr. Hedgehog Man, this spell is an ancient spell that does this. Oh, you know that one? Well, impressive, I say. Uh, looking genuinely like surprised and pleased. That one might come in very handy uh, in the near future. It would have uh, would have been handy when we were in Antarctica. <laughs> hmm. Hedgehog? You're mute. You're mute. There was a crackling sound, and then we lost your voice. No, still. still I think he's... uh... So, one word. Uh, Is it... uh... Mute? Mute. Mute. First word. Tongue. Uh, Sounds like lobster. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? now? Okay, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, my headset went crackle and cough. uh, Mitch, you were saying... I said, uh, wish we'd known that when we got stuck in that uh, place, to, you know, 346 years ago. Wow, yeah. Oh, I don't know what the effect of changing Antarctica's weather in the past would have been. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just what? I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, well, it, it, it affects the local weather system. Oh, um, generally in a positive way, but you know, melting the Antarctic ice caps in the 15th century would have caused some. Uh... <laughs> I don't. I, it's not permanent, so it probably wouldn't have been that bad. Like it would just been some really confused penguins for a weekend. <laughs> we, we come what back to like this? the current day and find that sea levels have risen ten meters. Uh... <laughs> we simply join one of the one of the ten floating barges with the rest of the hundred members of humanity still alive. <laughs> it's not water world. <laughs> anyway, we, we should get back to the camp. We should get back to everybody. And... Yeah. yeah. No. Spells. Sorry. That is, is Mitch not going to mention his last two spells? Oh, yeah. And uh, Hymn Seeker, do you know what that is? Oh, if I don't know this one. I don't know this one. It sounds like I should know this one. Uh, I've not heard of that one either. Where, where did you find all these spells? Oh, just in a book. Uh, do you mind if I read the book when you're finished with it? I don't have the book anymore. Oh, that's a shame. I don't think I did. Did you say there was... Did you say there was one more? 
Um, no, that's 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 everything I know at the moment. Well, that's uh, still it's useful to know all that. I I you hope at some point. Book, Mitch. Oh, I do have the book still. Yeah. So. Oh. Oh, and I'd say there, there is just one last. Sorry, I, I forget these things. Soaring jig. <laughs> we we both look at you blankly and we're like, well, I hope that those I hope that those ones that we don't know are, are good and not bad. So Maybe did we could, like... successfully Cthulhu Mythos the one that he already knew? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. This conversation has been of no use. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can go away and think about them for a bit. Yeah, yeah. I've got my own spells. I, 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 write, I write them down in my copy book now. Maybe I need to make like a nineties style mixtape of more. <laughs> oh, oh god! Please, please don't have Cthulhu spells Eurodance version. <laughs> Come on, we need we need the Vanda Girls theme song now. <laughs> I don't know where my phone is. Oh, oh, it's, it's literally here. Subsumed by cuddly toys. We'll, we'll, we'll keep Hugo um, out of the. Du- we'll keep him. Let's not let's drive him insane. Then we'll, we'll just. <laughs> uh, the short one always gets people. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's a good idea, Mitch. We will. Um, uh, I, I think we'll, we'll keep him in the dark for now. But if he starts. Getting a bit. Plus, I think he. I think he threatened Mateo. So I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how well we should trust him. Says the ex-cultist. Who <laughs> <laughs> says the ex-cultist? Who's definitely not projecting or anything. I just. I just remember how I was when I got on this expedition. I, I was very wary, and yeah, you know, people usually are at first when they experience his. Magnificence. Yeah, I met, yeah I, I had a chat with Rebecca on the plane here just to make sure she was okay. So I think I think she'll be all right. But yeah, definitely we need to. You know, Wait, you mean it. you mean that stuff the other night was her first? Yes. Oh, oh, I'm. Oh, maybe I should say something to her. Besides, uh, roll your just, intelligence, all three of you. I was just all I was going to say to that was uh, just just ask how she is. Really, <laughs> just keep it light. Oops. Uh, intelligence, my dumpster. Got the second. Oh, well, it was the lowest out of the three of us. <laughs> you, you, you kind of need to try and um, keep someone ignorant of the mythos, so you can yes. have light and darkness. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, we got Raymond as well. That's that's remarkably like. Oh shit, Raymond! How you doing, man? Don't put just put these goggles on. I know they're blinkers, but everything will be fine. Just... Mackenzie is also free of mythos. Uh, R- Raymond, don't look at anything over there. We need your blood. <laughs> we need got, your blood to got be three, pure. Got three candidates. We can tell Nido about the Cthulhu after he's given us his blood. Okay. I don't know how he turned down metagamey plans like, like rob a blood bank. I was sitting here thinking, I'm going to have to give them a roll because they're going to be all like, yeah, we're going to introduce Hugo 
and Raymond and Mackenzie to the Mythos, and then we'd get to a couple of sessions down, and you'd be like, I have light and darkness, and I'd be like, well. Spill some innocent <laughs> blood, then. <laughs> um, koalas are basically people, right? <laughs> they don't um, live in the desert. They, they can catch chlamydia. They're basically people. <laughs> right. You head back in. The others are sitting around in the tent by the lamp lights. Chai is staring wistfully at the oil lamp, thinking about all the fires she could make. <laughs> Not a pyro. You got two arsons. I no, I I don't. Was I the one that caused the second one? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, was I can't remember. You were there. It happened. Matteo hit him and he dropped it. I mean, it was a team effort. I'll grant yeah. you. Yeah, basically, you were involved. Anyway, uh, the, uh, the three who went outside come back. Are you going to send Hugo on a flyby? Uh, I think it's yes. a good idea, but not like tonight. We need to do it when we're a bit closer. I think. Uh, are we? Sorry, um, are we moving the base camp closer, and are we flying it closer, or is he, or is he to just fly back now? Mackenzie's plan was that we would leave the planes here. And mm. go by land because we're searching for you know yeah good idea coordinates. yeah what we have um, what I what I'd suggest then is that we leave we leave him with the planes and he 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 just does the trip in a couple of days. Am I complicating things? I don't know. Do, do as you will. <laughs> well, Walter's like well doing a flyover to see where the arrivals have set up camp will allow us to determine whether they found McQueer's coordinates or another way into the ruins. That's a good idea. Also, I don't know why I'm deciding. Uh, be- <laughs> why it was your I'm idea. <laughs> it was your idea. It was, it was Mitch's idea. Oh. Walter frowns. Um, well, um, I don't know the best way to proceed. Before we set off into the desert, might it not be better to know where they are? Because yeah. if they're sitting slap bang on top of our coordinates, then we're just going to bimble straight into them. Uh, oh, oh. Yes, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, if we if we do it, yeah, tomorrow, and then well, do, 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 do as we suggested. Make make them think that we're south rather than north. It might they might send a search party. Well, why do we even need to do that? It's just a cargo plane flying over. Mm. We want to draw out like some of their numbers. And just see, like, how many people they got there on, on on the site. Yeah, the original plan was to try and lure them out a little bit to see if they'd go and investigate a um a, a mystery plane, like flying low uh, over their expedition that nobody's supposed to know about. Yeah, that might also work. It gives us an idea of how many there are. Mm. Well, if we should decide who's going to go on Hugo's plane, then. Because he's going to be flying it, so we're going to need other people to be looking at the ground. Uh, I I think... uh, I was just going to say, I'm not a primary driver of the vehicles, so I should probably be on the plane. I'm not even a driver of any kind. Said a voice from the campsite. (laughs) You've got the inside at this point. Yeah, we've gone back. Oh, okay. Otherwise, Hugo wasn't there to be talking to. 
Yeah. Fans, well, we should stay here until you get back. So. Oh, well, okay. Because, yeah, like I said, if they're camped right on top of the coordinates, then we don't want to be driving towards those coordinates. We're going to have to try and find another way in. Okay, yeah, all right. Um, yeah, well, I don't mind going on the plane. Um, okay. But it doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter who goes on at this rate. Who else wants to go on the plane flight and everyone else can stay here and prepare for travelling through the desert, learn things from Mackenzie and stuff? I'll go. So that's Mitch and Eduardo. Rebecca, are you staying here or are you going? I'll stay here. Matteo? Um, I'll go. Okay, so yeah, that's three. And then Chai, Jack and Rebecca can stay here and learn things off Mackenzie. Yeah, I am uh, I am a little bit convinced the plane's going to be shot down with the magical equivalent of a Sam. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm not... <laughs> as point of contact that's why my original plan was we don't fly over we just we we make it look like we're landing south like mm. considerably south like 30 or 30 miles this is a desert after all you're gonna see the plane i don't i don't know how how far is the horizon because they may have even seen this land <laughs> yeah yeah, they wouldn't have seen 220 miles. Yeah, but it's 220 miles upwards, not to the horizon. So, me, Jack, and who are staying? Me. And me. If we get too close, though, I think it puts the plane and all of us in danger. We shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So you're just aiming to survey to look at what's there, really? Well, no, no. Well, I think that's a secondary goal. I think the primary goal is just to draw like some of them out. And but why? As in, we're not going to be close to take advantage of that. We're going to be 200 miles away. Yeah, I think we, we need to wait. We need to hold back. You guys get closer, and then we will do this plane expedition later. So are we actually aiming to get into the site and explore it, or is there something else we're trying to do? Like, uh, Yeah, that's a good out-of-character question. Why are we here? Huston <laughs> <laughs> um, and the Cult of the Bloody Tongue, are yeah. in, well, the Cult of the Samba, are inside the lost ruins of Nakotas, stealing their ancient technologies to use from the Arvithetep's evil plans. And we also think it's part of the Arvithetep's Triangle of Doom. Yeah, I, I had a thought that we were we were supposed to be casting the eye of light yeah, and darkness, light and darkness here, but, yeah, but... <laughs> but that doesn't seem like it's it's necessary because they're not they're just digging a hole. <laughs> yeah, we know it's on the Tep's map. Huston will have a temple here to Nyarlathotep. Oh yes, that's part of the big ritual. The big ritual that's happening. No, you're, the you're quite right. Also, also, I think I knew that. You did know that. <laughs> I told you about it this oh, morning. And a, I'm well, a terrible cultist. <laughs> so either you're trying to get on site or trying to get close enough to use the eye and then go away yeah. again. <laughs> yes. Yes, and also any disruption. We need to not only do the eye, we need to stop Huston from getting more alien technology. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we, need to, uh, we need to do what we can to interrupt the supply pipeline. Yeah. 
like blow up Randolph shipping because now they're not shipping anything anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I know, well, they are. Uh, they're shipping them to somewhere else. Okay. Um, they were shipping through Randolph shipping, so that will cause a delay whilst mm. they find another shipping company. But yeah. it'll, they'll, it'll cause a longer delay than just finding another shipping company. They'll want another discreet shipping company. Finding another smuggling company in northern Australia won't be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, we're, we're, I think we're all on the same page now. Mm-hmm. So we need to get close to the site, start this spell. Once we to make sure we don't get too many people kind of coming our way, we need to then do the kind of decoy flight, flying south of their site, pull them south as we're casting this spell. Right. I guess once we've finished the spell, then we need to work out how we get on site and what things look like then. Where were we casting the Eye of Light and Darkness, says Walter? Because we can't just pick a random spot and hope we're close enough. Mm. We have to. We have to get in close. It's a bit like when we were in. Um, I mean, when you guys were in London, you had to happen. scout the area first. Or also, I say sheepishly, I uh, I don't know how you. Do it. We can Actually, t- give you the instructions. We can give you the instructions tomorrow. Don't worry about that. Oh, wait. Does Chai T not know of the Eye of Light and Darkness? No. You might oh. not realize how much I, think... I actually know. <laughs> I think it's only me, Jack, and like Fafa. Do I know? And Mateo. Mateo knows. Um, yeah, I know it. I, th- I think I think we need to hold. I think we need to hold a lesson, a, a, cl- a class on the way. We can do it tomorrow. The Eye of Darkness, says Walter, is a ritual we have discovered that seals and closes down a temple of Nyarlathotep. You cannot oh. him. You cannot contact him. You cannot in any way enforce any of the dark mythos objects. I know what it does. I say sulkily. <laughs> yes, right? uh, Mister Partridge. Who's the alphatep? Oh no! <laughs> You've like... been with us all this time, and you don't know. I turned up in Egypt, and not, not Egypt, the northern Sahara. Nobody trusted me. We went to London. I went on a dream adventure with Felix, which replaced my original language. So I can't even speak my native tongue properly now. Or at least as properly as blooming Latin. Oh, that Felix, and what then a bastard. I fucked off because you lot were too weird for me. And then we bumped into each other again. I thought, hey, maybe I can get some money out of it. And here I am. If I, if I were you, Walter, I wouldn't bandy his name around so much. Um, uh, yeah, uh, the person before. we're talking about... The person we're talking about is a is a bad entity. I say, am, am I still in this conversation? Because I think I would have probably tuned out at this point because yeah. they're talking about their things and like, I like the, this is a level beyond like any of the weirdness previously talked about. Hmm. So I'm also you're also I'm also in the same boat as her. Hugo and Chai are looking at you all expectantly now. Also, <laughs> Matteo. Uh, Hugo, maybe maybe you should go check on the plane, eh? I say. 
Uh, you know what? I'll go do that. Yeah, go check that engine that you blew up. <laughs> check the compass is facing north. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I flick his hat off his head as I leave the tent. <laughs> Childishly. Oh, um, I wasn't wearing one. Um, <laughs> I flick one onto your head and then impressively flick it off again. Um, <laughs> like a crab. Well, Walter, um, we are sort of protected here because we have Felix's scrying uh, ward. I laugh. Oh, yeah, that. It works quite well as long as you don't have someone sending telegrams. <laughs> I. I, I do a little giggle and I say, P- sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, Walter looks at Matteo. Matteo, you've been dealing with all of this the longest. Would you like to maybe explain it properly to Rebecca um, and Miss T? Not really, but... Um, well, uh, I'm making you do it, says Walter. He gets up and goes to make a drink. <laughs> a um... Drink. Oh, fine. Um, I say, right, so here's the thing. Um, I mean, how much of this do you want me to uh, RP catching them up on? Because there's... RP it, please. Because Um... what you tell them is what they know. You can't just go, and I tell them everything, because then I don't know what you told them. Yeah. They will have to tell them. Like, the Cliff Note versions. Regrettably, um, occasionally, we are called upon to roleplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in, it's like... In between... Just, uh, no, but the reason I'm asking that is not, beca- not because I don't want to roleplay, it's because I can't fucking remember half of this myself. They just want to know who Neartep is. It, yeah. It's so complicated at this point. <laughs> um, uh, they just want to know who Neartep is and why we're fighting him. Okay, so there is a cult that exists in well, there are multiple cults that exist in various forms all over the world and they exist to worship a god that goes by various names uh, but one of those names is um, <laughs> this is the other reason you Nia want to say that. <laughs> um, uh, this Uh, God, it comes in various different incarnations and uh, has various different names. I'm trying to think of even one of them right now. That'd be great. Um, I, I wait. Um, just, just skip the names. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, uh, and we have become tangled up in a in a 
in a in a mission to stop this god from completing plans which if um they come to pass will in some way I don't know even if it's that clear in, in in what way to us is it clear in exactly what will happen I don't know whether it is that's some, kind, that some kind of some kind of yeah. prophecy yeah. dark prophecy will be yeah. fulfilled yeah so, uh, we're attempting to stop the fulfillment of this prophecy so that um uh uh, uh so that basically humanity as a whole, as I understand it, will be safe. Um, uh, the entity that they worship is very powerful. We have seen this power for ourselves, and there is a lot of risk involved in fighting it However, as far as we can tell, there is nobody who uh, understands as much about this threat as we do, and um, uh, and therefore we're kind of it, really. There is a deadline involved in... Uh, In this, uh, what what is the deadline again? January something or other. Fourteenth of January, nineteen twenty-six. And how did we come to understand that? I go, I don't remember that. How did That's we... when the eclipse is. Ah, uh, yeah. There's a ritual to be performed uh, during the eclipse on January. The what was it? Fourteenth of 14th. January. Uh, on January the 14th and that uh, will be the date at which we must stop things or else uh, or or else the very very bad things happen and I'll I'll level with you you guys are doing about a 3 out of 10 on that score so far thanks I mean I mean we guys I say flatly is he? Is he anything like that? Noden's chap. Oh yes, yes. Um, similar in uh, that's similar in levels of power. Um, but he um, he got rid of Noden's. What? He, I'm the getting rid of my own language. He seemed like a nice old guy. Yeah, he, he's he's part of he's part of um, uh, the end man now. But that's a good point. Um, I that I should also bring up. Uh, there are other ones of these as well. There are other entities who are also quite powerful. Uh, I think it's fair to say that he's one of the more powerful ones. But there is a uh, the, a sort of cat uh, goddess called Bast who. Um, is 
probably one of the more trustworthy out of them. There are anyone any more for any more? Um, it, it's probably maybe just understand that there there's a wider pantheon. You probably don't need a big list of them. Yes. Um. Oh no! Say all their names out loud. Plus, names and- have power, so so saying them aloud sometimes. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to be saying the end man's name way too much because he hates me. Hmm. I'm guessing that probably needs to be some mythos roles at some point now. From you can mythos roles now that they're at the end of their story. Uh, and I also mention that there are avatars who are uh, uh, basically people who have. S- as far as I can tell, people who have somehow become inhabited by the spirit of the, uh, the these entities. Uh, we are often on the lookout for who is or has become an avatar of that entity. Does that more or less cover it? I ask. You may also roll Mythos, and then both of you roll Sanity. Okay. Yeah, you did very well, I say. I look impressed. Roll oh, my Mythos. Sanity. Yeah, Paul is making weird, nonsense, crazy talk to you, but there are clearly things chasing these people. Yay. Hello, uh, Rebecca. <laughs> This all seems a little bit far fetched. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and the other thing, uh, the other thing I, w- I am going to say is that you will think all of this is very far fetched uh, 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 until you don't. So the faster that you can, the faster that you can get to the point of um, just accepting what we say. The, <laughs> smoother this is all going to go uh, because Miss Corley, think of it this way, says Walter there is a death cult they yes. do human sacrifices they are spread across the world they were hunting us we are now trying to put them out of business our friend Jackson Elias was in the business of hunting down these death cults, proving that they were still in existence and putting a stop to it they murdered him, now we are finishing his work That explains why you've been doing lots and lots of travelling for a while. We are super rich, wealthy uh, people. We travel lots. But that's, also for this. That's the guys we're under, yeah. I mean, Rebecca's going to like believe this anyway because she's been to a fucking Antarctica with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, certainly it offers more Compact. compelling reasons than, say not having any reasons for suddenly being in Antarctica 350 years in the past. And seeing a giant beast dog with, like, a... chasing us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Walter I kind of turns to look at you all and is like, is that what you all did yesterday? You went to Antarctica in the past. Did they actually tell us from Darwin? No, we never got no. a chance because we, we ended ah. the session and then went straight into, we're on a plane. Or well, we, came, we came back and went to bed. There, there, there seemed to be some sort of accident, which might be common with objects that you don't know what they do. And then yeah, we were in Antarctica for a bit. 
Wait, what happened is Jack was in the bedroom on his own and I was in the kitchen. And then when we came back, there was this giant portal next to him and this giant beast demon came through it. Beast demon. So what I'm hearing is, Jack, have you been a naughty boy? As Mitch. I've so- I've told you a number of times, Walter, if I wanted you dead, you'd be dead by now. To be fair, Walter, uh, the beast was attacking him. Yeah. 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 I finished. I want to have Terrifying. to put the plans into play straight away. <laughs> he, Jack did help us get back, though. Without Jack, we wouldn't be back. And we would have surely all perished. You see, I've established my, I've established a trust with you all. I say. I like I like how you keep okay. uh, like eyes. So we need a plan. Mitch is suggesting we get closer and then do a flyby to try and lure them out, and also just scout where they are. It sounds but, like a good plan to me, um, provided we can get them away, like so we can sneak in a little easier, maybe. Walter frowns. I just don't think it's safe to just head blindly towards this camp and hope that they decide to follow a random plane. Mm. I mean, isn't this camp underground? Uh, I believe some of it is, yeah. So how do we know there's even going to be people on the surface to see us? Mm, I mean, if I were them, I'd be keeping an eye out for anything nearby, but um, maybe... uh... Well, Maybe they are. you're the experts that we, Mrs. Vanderbilt, hired to deal with this case, so we'll do what you think is best, uh, Mitch. Uh, and Matteo's technically in charge. I'm just here to make sure you have all the funds you need. I, sorry, I thought you said fun. Um, <laughs> oh, Walter's just here to make sure we're having a good time. <laughs> I don't know. Is there any way that when we went up to this camp that they might think that we should be there? Like, that they're not going to just turn us out immediately and then we just have to be really sneaky? Uh, I, th- I think either way, we're going we're gonna to be sneaking in. I don't think... Um, uh, if, we go in, if we go in and they're escorting us in, we're never coming out. Mm-hmm. Okay. They'll sacrifice us, and they'll sacrifice me in the worst way imaginable. Oh yeah, Mm-mm-mm. got that planned. I do not. It's just six hours of sea shanties. So we just need to dress as cultists and then sneak into the. <laughs> I I think step one should be moving closer, and then we can review the uh, the plane flight. Exactly. Let's move adverse well. Okay. Question says, Walter, how do we communicate with the plane? Oh. I thought we had a radio. Do we not have a radio? We don't have ground-based radio. I'm I'm thinking of Act on Cthulhu. Shit, sorry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wherein we do have a radio. 1925. Radios are... Big. Huge. Yeah. Uh, Um, Hmm. We don't have portable walkie-talkies or, or ground-based radios for calling on plane. Also, oh, it won't be encrypted, right? It would be unencrypted. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and if, if, the, um, if the cultists have a radio base station at their camp, they'd be like, hmm, that's a very interesting conversation everyone is having right there. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, 
This is Pawn Sacrifice calling ground base over. <laughs> Why did we choose that nickname again? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, maybe a flame flight is a bad idea. Uh, I, maybe we should just push on over land then. And, yeah. um... Well, are we taking Hugo with us then, or are we just leaving them here? To maintain, uh, Walter's staying here to look after the base camp. Um, not my decision. Should I say that's a good question. Uh, sorry, what, 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 sorry what, what's the question? What are we doing with Hugo? Are we? Just I think we. Yeah, I think no. I think we do kind of need to bring him with us. I mean, it sounds awful, but we need as many available bodies and people for. The ritual. Then someone is going to have to go and talk to him to convince him to come along on our expedition since we paid him to fly us here and fly us home. I can go and have a word with him, or maybe, maybe like, I don't know, like Rebecca, or perhaps in my type. You've spent a lot of time together on planes. I don't know. Mitch, her name is Chai T, not my type. <laughs> You <laughs> talking to me? <laughs> yes, he was. I I thought he was talking to Matteo. I didn't yeah. want to say anything. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, uh, could have been Matteo. Yeah. Or Chai I could, um, <laughs> I, could, I could go for a Mai Tai right about now, honestly. <laughs> okay, uh, it's ten o'clock, so I'm going to call it there as you prepare to make your final plans to cross the desert. Yeah. Finally, I like I like how they uh, they they continue to keep me in the dark uh, in a state of we need your innocent blood. This is amazing. Like like at some point, like uh, keeping up our we're the good guys thing. At some point, we are going to have to incapacitate that pilot and drain his blood. Not a lot of it, just some of it for a ritual that we can't tell him about. And you have to do that without exposing me to any of the stuff. Oh, this is oh, fantastic! Dear. We're just see at this point. We're just seeing you as like a like a, <laughs> a spiritual blood bag. No, no, no. I I like the idea of it just turning into a farce with like various monsters and things lurking in the night, and, and you guys are distracting are like, you. Yeah, people keep like putting up stage plays and things that are like elaborate ruses to uh, make me think it's all fake and not real. I really hope we can get through the next episode without turning it into LOLO. (laughs) You may be wondering why. (laughs) Recap your plan. Your plan is somehow stop Huston from getting alien technologies, seal the Temple of Nyarlathotep with the Eye of Light and Darkness, profit. Yeah, I mean, Question I mean, mark. Profit. I, I, I mean, to be slightly more specific on the plan, we are bringing several trucks f- worth of dynamite, which mm. uh, it is underground. All we have to do is like roll a truck in and be like, "Bye." <laughs> Although they will have portals in and out, and I'm sure blowing up a truckload of dynamite won't anger the flying polyps. Mm. They're dead. Are they? You'll find out. Yeah. Sign us out, people. Mm. Join us next time for the exciting continuation of 
I don't want to set the world on fire, but I can't seem to help it. 